Ares is war, Taurus is money, Gemini is communication, Cancer is home area, Leo is famous people, Virgo is health care, Libra is marriage, Scorpio is death, Sagittarius is law, Capricorn is jobs, Aquarius is friendship, and Pisces is spirituality. Virgo is health care in the sixth house after Leo. And Aquarius is the eleventh and Pisces is the twelfth. And Aries is April, Pisces is March. April to March, Aries to Pisces. And it's the dragon's head which is positive, the tail, which is negative. The north node of the moon is positive. The south node of the moon is negative. When you put the month and the day together and you add up the numbers in uh, uh, Roman adderal, you know, regular adding, regular addition, regular addition, like two plus two, and you reduce it to a single digit, the day of birth, the day, if it's a double-digit number, you add it up, and you reduce to a single-digit number always, and the month is the house that you land on, the number, the number of the house of the month that you land on, which is the sun sign, and the day, which is the sun sign, and those two are the dragon's tail, but the hour is the dragon's head. The hour is the dragon's head. And uh, the minute is the challenge. The challenge. But you don't have to worry about the minute or the minutes at hand or the minutes on the clock because everything's run by your watch and it is run by the exact timing of day of your hours. The timing, the day, the hours, the weeks, the months, the years, the days, the minutes, the, the hours, and the years. And the milliseconds and the seconds. It runs by your watch and your calendar. Your watch and your calendar. Waxing moons are positive. Waning moons are negative. New moon is positive. Full moon is negative. When you count one place and then another, you're on the dragon's position for sun signs. The, sun, the, the main sun sign, the dragon's main sun sign. But when you count one more place right after that, you're on the dragon's tail. You're on the dragon's tail. And when you count one place after that, you're on the moon, which is the entire complexity of the chart. The entire complexity. The dragon's polar opposed ending on the south node of the moon in Western astrology is the dragon's head. And the north node is the dragon's tail.
The shooter was programmed in a hypnotical trance invertedly using a hypnotical method of subconscious upturn programming where instead of descending down, he is descending but going up, up into transmission of higher ascended rates from coming into a lower level and going into a deeper state rather than a higher state which is becoming more obtainable to react to suggestible states. Houses 135911, 135711, houses 135711, and houses 2468, 1012, houses 2468, 1012 are all separate and disparate. It's 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 in a different side. One side is on one, one side is on the other, and it's positive and negative. Adjust accordingly. Acts properly to everything that you hear, specifically and directly to everything that is said to them. Specifically, when you're dealing with the mind, the delta and theta states of sleep, rather not the alta in per se, but the alpha, or the alta, sorry, the alpha, as it was termed, the alpha and the beta, the beta and the alpha are the awakening states of sleep, where you are consciously clear-minded. The... Um, Theta and delta on the depth of the sleep. The theta and delta are highly con contracting strength and power. It's a form of mass manipulation or control to alter one's thoughts and to f control and make them do whatever you say and whatever you want them to do and give them the power to tell them how to live and to do what they are told to do like an army or a cop. What, they're, what their orders are given are direct, clear, and concise. So, a delta and a theta are 
direct and clear. And it is because of those states that are in those states that are in the depth itself that keeps you in a state of focus for that conscious recollection to cognitively work itself so that you learn from it and you react upon it because it is the physical reaction it will take upon it that will cause the harm to individual. It is one of the most highly suggestible states that would kill or murder an ultimate death and do anything to control and to change the game on you. And we've played that game before and I've heard these lies and I've heard all these tough talks, but this is how you change the game before you. The game is placed out like that and it controls the power of theta and delta and manipulates somebody into coercing them to do whatever you tell them to do. And it is a suggestible state in the fact that it alters the mind and makes you think like you have the power of God. And there is no way to break the state in a state like this and there's no way to get out of it at all. But the realization is called subconscious reprogramming, where you tell the thought and you try to give it the, suggesti the, the suggestible state, the suggestible state or suggestion to control one's Familiar, familiarities and make them do what you want to do or ask them to do when you are told from the other side of the spectrum that gives the order to that person, to that person. And then the beta and uh, alpha is the state of sleep in the sleeping or resting period, but because hypnosis is a form of energy, when you use the lighter states, the mind only reacts to the subconscious reprogramming and will do effective, immediate responses and cause harm because it is told under a light state of trance and that is called trance state of trance or mechanisms of trance mediumship. So that is a form of self-control from the delta and gamma and theta states
a person would not normally respond to a hypnotical suggestion that wouldn't have otherwise at all suited them in the count of the degree that they would be under the influence of something that they would not want to do or should do. Because if it's not in their nature, they would not respond. Now, what they have is ways of going around it by breaking the critical factor of the brain and going deep within the subconscious using conversational hypnotherapy and mentalism tricks of mind reading and, you know, simple basic psychology tricks that would alter the state of the, the hypnotic process or the uh, system of hypnosis, which would then alter a control to do what you want, to make them do what you want. And there's a way to use what most people call the uh, subliminal routine of subliminal messages being downloaded into the brain that they don't say it's downloaded, but they call it converted into the brain or uploaded. This way they can get the reaction downloaded down the other way and they will respond to it. So downloading means going down and coming into fruition, making them react to it. A registered thought can only be registered if consciously aware of it. If you're consciously aware of what you're planning to do, the choice is made when you use your head, not your heart. When you register it and think for a minute of what you choose to do, even before you do it, you make a conscious decision in your head to first think before you react to such matters of the information at hand and then make a generalized decision and rush upon it and act right on it. In hypnosis, there's no way to control yourself in a spot where you're not able to control yourself, obviously, because you can't control yourself. So in that state of where you're not able to control yourself, the spot that you're not controlling is the numbness. So you have to ease the numbness, and you have to bypass that numbness by, they call that, Virtual gastric band therapy. Okay? Psychologists teach cognitive behavioral therapy, but that has to be banned all the way entirely 
along with some other features in the Pranzo Anthony case, which has been documented legally by the Supreme Court of Law and the legal judge, Judge Kavanaugh, and the judge of the Supreme Court, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Anthony Scalia. Going to see a licensed psychic or an astrologer is the way out of healing and recovering from spiritual wounds. And if you deal with a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist and you want to see a hypnotist, you should seek a hypnotist rather because the psychologist or psychiatrist will then shoot you up 4,000 pills or drug you or label you as something critically crazy that you're not even able to pronounce. And that'll only last you five or four years in hell, which you don't want to go through and don't need the cost of living through. Not alone that they do know that race, sex, gender, religion, politics, male and female, and the specific art of there is a God, well, there's none of that in the world. That's why there was a 9-11, and there is no way to save us at all. And then comes my astrology, that's the only way out. The only way out. Only. Sex is good, but only in moderation because it is prone and liable to kill at all costs. And it's highly, extremely deadly. Subject, YouTube Law, to Scottish. I've been trying to get this law for about three years. I really need the YouTube laws. Okay, so we have an astrology course for you. Just give me a moment. 122. I'm going to teach you the course now, so pay attention. And stay focused. All you need is a month of birth. A month of birth. So Aries is April, which means war. Taurus is May, which means money, Gemini is communication. And June Libra is October, which is partnerships. And love Scorpio is November, the sign of death. Sagittarius December, the legal area cancer in. July, which is the home area Leo in August, for celebrities Virgo is September, which stands for healthcare Capricorn in January, which is work and service to the world, and Spoiri is Aquarius the sign of technology, and March is the sign of faith and religion in Pisces. 202. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries April War Taurus is money. Gemini. June the month of June speaking teaching. Publishing and writing. The moon is emotional response. Venus is love. Mercury is communication. Mars is aggressivity. 
Sun is famous people Gemini is to Libra is October Scorpios. November Sagittarius is December. 249. Cancer is July Leo is August. Virgo is September Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries Taurus is money. Gemini June the month of June. Speaking, talking, teaching, publishing and writing Libra is partnerships. Libra is friends and acquaintances and partners and family great get-togethers and social gatherings Scorpio and death. January is work and service to the world Capricorn Aquarius is squarey technology Pisces is March faith and religion. 358. I'm gonna teach you the course now so pay attention stay focused. All you need is a month of birth a month of birth. Aries is April, Taurus is May, Gemini, and June, Libra is October, Scorpio's November. Sagittarius is December. Cancer and July, Leo is August. Virgo is September, Capricorn in January, Spoiry is Aquarius, and Pisces is March. So with that in mind, Aries, Taurus, and Gemini, Libra, Scorpio. Sagittarius are all waxing dragon's head underneath the waning moon and Cancer Leo, Virgo, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces are waning moon dragon tail underneath the waxing moon. They switch over one by one the Aries, Taurus, Gemini side where Libra, Scorpio. 647. Sagittarius is normally in the dragon head. All the ways in Cancer Leo, Virgo, and Capricorn, Aquarius. Pisces is only dragon tail. It's always the dragon tail and waning moons are part of the waxing moons and waxing moons are part of the waning moons. 714. And that's not all. When you count from the first house rising down to the house before it's the dragon's head and then from that position you must go to the polar opposed ending to reach the dragon's tail then count three. Places from that tail backward to find the ultimate grand force, the power of the world, the universal worldwide energy, the globe, the natural disaster, the real human in us all, the land of nature, the land of emotional response. 722. The moon is the domestic scenery. Venus is love, the arts. Mercury is intellectual response. Mars is desire and principle. Sun is fame and creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. Jupiter is the codification of thought laws. Neptune seeks to find God, imagination, Uranus is universal truth, originality, and Pluto is life and death. 807. Okay, like I said before, it's 819. The moon is emotional response. Venus is love. Mercury is communication. Mars is aggressivity. Sun is famous people, creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. Jupiter is the codification of thought. Neptune seeks to find God. Uranus is universal truth and originality. Pluto is regeneration and life and death. 902. Aries is Mars. Taurus is Venus. Gemini is Mercury. Cancer is the moon. Leo is the sun. Virgo is Mercury. Libra is Venus. Scorpio is Pluto. Sagittarius and Jupiter and Capricorn. Saturn Aquarius is Uranus and Pisces Neptune. 9.38 and 10 o'clock. Everything is positive and negative in the course, and it goes back and forth and in which way positive and negative with all numerology all the time. 100% numerology everything completely entirely. Numerology and the 12 houses of the zodiac and the 12 months of the year from April to March. 10.41. 
And they also use the north node and south node of the moon as the polar opposed ending from one end of the bottom to the beginning on the top and the top of that is the polar opposed end of the polar opposed end. And that is the negative and the positive the other way. All numbers are directly lead and stand all the way in the housing systems. The houses are inner self, money, communication, home, famous people, marriage, friends, healthcare, debt, law, work, and service to the world, technology, and faith. 1111. Okay, so we have an astrology course for you. 1128. Birth, a month of birth. All you need is a month of birth, a month of birth. So Aries is April. This is May, Gemini, and June, Libra is October, Scorpios. November, Sagittarius is December. Cancer in July we know is August. Virgo is September, Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. 1210. Aries is War, Taurus is Money. Gemini, June, the month of June. Speaking, be teaching, publishing, and writing. Libra is Partnerships. Libra is Friends and Acquaintances and Partners. I'm going to get togethers in social gatherings. Scorpio and Death. Sagittarius is law. Scorpio's in November, Sagittarius in December, the law. And Capricorn in January for work, January for work. 1257. The Aquarius is for technology and digital media. In February, Pisces is March for faith. September is Virgo healthcare, and Leo is celebrities, and July is the home area for cancer. June is the month of speaking, teaching, publishing, and writing. 1334. Aries is April, the month of war and violence and extreme aggressivity. And every number accordingly goes 100%. All numbers randomly go with numerology. Everything goes with numerology. Everything is numerology. Every single thing, everything. Kenneth Pranzo. Action Kenneth at AOL.com. Nelson Gonzalez. And as you know, when you take a house and take and count one, two, you're on the sun sign. The house after that is the dragon's tail, and the house after that is the moon, which is the entire chart, everything. Now, otherwise known, when you reach a house placement of the month that you're on, the month... The sun sign of the month that you're on, the polar opposed ending of the sign that you land on with the month is the other end of the spectrum. We go positive and negative energy, and the dragon is the north node and south node of the moon. Positive and negative, new moon, full moon. A shooter's mind is only receptible to the inherited detail of a negative thought. So if you plug a suggestible person, and especially with anybody, with negative thoughts, and they're invertedly hypnotized, they will come across and react dysfunctionally 
causing an internal stimuli reaction of mass shootings and explosions. Any reaction from the moon because an equal opposite reaction toward a reaction that comes directly to you is valid point to react back to you in the same manner based upon the moon's waxing and waning of the moon. The world is run by the moon and the waxing and waning of the moon, the new moon and the full moon, are main focal points that control the reaction of the external or uh, the main cause of reaction time for people in the world who don't subconsciously, who are in the external, the subconscious, who don't know it in their head, but they are being programmed to receive messages subliminally through reaction time. And because of the interpretations of the planetary alignment of the, of the solar system and how the planets are positioned at the time of birth, their internal uh, mind subliminally sees that and their out, outstanding or direct reaction toward the outside stimuli or the world around them is to react in that manner. And if you're controlling somebody under a suggestible state, you can easily cause an instant reaction. When someone is in a light trance, the most highly extreme severe cases of a light trance, the most extreme, the highly deadly, the most deadly, the, the, uh, like the Osama 9-11, September 11 bombing, extreme cases, the real bombing of 9-11, something really strong of light trance, is the only way to become highly suggestible to reaction time. That is a reaction time. And once it's proceeded under hypnosis, it can cause devastating effects. So use your powers wisely because theta and delta are the lightest. They can cause deadly effects that can ripple forever in your memory and will literally jam you in your head and put a knife to your eye and blow out your eyeball in a matter of minutes with a blade from a machete. It's that bad. It is that bad. And it will poke your eye out with a needle, with an injectable needle to your eye. 
It's that bad. It is so bad. You'll be crossed, dropped down, and dragged on the street and thrown in the street forever. It's so bad. So don't ever try it. In a light state of trance, when you ascend into a higher level and ascend higher, you're in a state of recollection, so the words can easily pass through you. In that state, you can become receptive to suggestions. That's the first thing. Relaxation is counting around the corner from one to ten. Then deepening is going ten to one, going downward, going all the way downward. Then you've got to ascend us up again by counting upward. And the reason you want to count downward is because it's, it is condescending, but technically you want to go from 1 to 10, and then you want to, in your mind's eye, as you count downward, you're going to count the numbers 1 to 10, but you're going to speak them slower and slower as if you were counting downward. Then you're going to count upward again. And then, only then, are you going to drop and count downward 10 to 1. If you do that in a slow maneuver of words, speaking with calming tones and relaxing music, and then you say these words, these specific words, you will instantly put them in a trance. Now, the terms that they use to do it after this procedure is... There is a sign and a signal. Notice that when you say there is a sign and a signal, the word that you're saying with the S word is a term that has to be said slowly. Then say, enter deep hypnosis now. But then say, psychokinesis and then say deep sleep now and they will automatically enter hypnosis automatically once you get your suggestions in then you have to count them up one to ten going upward and then counting three to one backward and then say escape.
Aries is war. Taurus is money. Gemini is communication. Cancer is the home area. Leo is famous people. Virgo is health care. Libra is marriage and partnerships. Scorpio is sex and incorporative funds. Sagittarius is the law. Capricorn is work and service to the world. Aquarius is friendship. And Pisces is spirituality. Scorpio can sometimes mean death. Aries is April, Taurus is May, Gemini is June, Cancer is July, Leo is August, Virgo is September, Libra is October. Scorpio is November. Sagittarius is December. And Capricorn is January. And Aquarius is February. And Pisces is March. New moons are always assuming the greatest information I know from what I know and all the specs, the specs and detail, the speculation, the speculation is that a new moon can be very dangerous and last the whole week. New moons and full moons last one week or two weeks and that's how it is. A retrograde is all backward and lasts a whole month and is extremely dangerous. Those are for 9-11 and thunderstorms and tsunamis and explosions and real stuff that involve bombings of buildings and typhoons. A window of opportunity is the sun sign that you land on in the month that you're in on the current day where your moon sign is landing on. A window would be like a plutonic window or a moon window or a uranic window which are very dangerous. 
or a Neptunian window, which is really bad. Really bad. Extremely, extremely bad. Again, when you count one, two, you're on the sun sign placement. The sun sign placement. When you count three, you're on the tail, the dragon's tail. When you count four, you're on the moon. Those are the houses. Now, the way I do it, that's how Lewis Torrey counts it. But the way I do it is I count one, two, three, and I'm on the tail. And then the next house is the moon. Okay? Now, when you get on this order, which is a, another way of doing it, you count one, two, and you're on the sun sign, and the tail's on the third. But once you reach, reach either the sun sign or the tail, the polar opposed ending is positive or negative based upon the criteria of the vibration. So if it's positive or negative, adjust accordingly. Then the dragon is the north node and south node of the moon, which jurisdicts you by your main power, your source that is everything that controls you, everything in the entire world. That's how Lewis Torrey does it. But I go with positive and negative energy and leave out the retrograde. Louis uses the retrograde. Okay, this is a good one. Waxing moans are waxing moans. Waning moans are waning moans. Waxing moans are positive new moans. Waning moans are full moans and are negative. This side will always be a dragon's head. This side, on the other end, will always be a dragon's tail. On the bottom is the polar opposed, waning moon and waxing moon. War, April, Aries, Money, May, Taurus. Speaking June, Gemini, Partners and October, Libra, Death, November, Scorpio, Law, December, Sagittarius, 
That's the dragon's head. The dragon's tail is the home July Cancer. Fame August Leo. Healthcare September Virgo. Work and service to the world January Capricorn. Digital technology and friendship and socialization Aquarius February. And faithfulness and religion for March Pisces. Underneath that is the waxing moon for those sides. And for the other end is the waning moon. Those are known as also the Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. They're known for the dragon's tail. If you're on the dragon's tail, the polar opposed is the head. The tail reevaluates the head and changes it completely around the chart, all the way completely for the whole thing, the entire order. But the dragon's head is the tail, the tail is the head in some other cases. But when you count one, two, three places from the spot that you want to look for in the sun sign or the month of the birth, you will land on the tail. And the next house is the moon. Another only exclusive every chart supports the other chart and involves another chart that is the other opposite end of the chart but what I tell you that's relationships that's relationships and the hidden dragon is the sun sign that you land on on the house of the month of the house that you land on or the sun sign that you land on this is a monthly housing system with april as aries and pisces which is march april to march it is an energy-driven system full of psychology. An energy-driven system full of psychology. But I only use the houses, the sun signs, and the positive and negative, and the moon. The moon, the, the, the guy up above, the moon, the moon.
the moon. Nothing like it, nothing anything more, nothing anything less. The moon is our core beliefs, our structure, and what we hold dear. The moon is our thing. The most dangerous, deadly secret of astrology and the most highly convincing, deadly almighty power, the death of all deaths, the killing in astrology is the western charts when you look at a western astrology natal wheel a natal wheel the head is the tail in the natal wheel the natal chart the head is the tail The mind doesn't always respond sometimes. You got to understand, it'll only respond to responses when called under the wraps or hidden. Hidden underneath its undertones. That is called a secret subliminal message. When it is said underneath its suggestibility, it can be suggested hiddenly. That is a form of secret talking like whispering or talking softly or slowly, talking slowly with speed. In the case of this, they would call this an energy or vibration. The direct specific information they get from it is that when you're negating something and you're negating it into a negative order, most of the time, like a transformational movie, a negation is always considered the truth. And in the courtroom, the truth will always win out, no matter what. Just stay positive and keep it with the... Keep it with white lies. I mean, it's okay with white lies. It's all right. But just be careful of being a liar. If you're a liar, you'll never win. You'll never win. It's got to be 100% honest. 100% honest. See, when you're under hypnosis, negation plays a part. Knowing that you're negated or you're negating something forms an energy of I do not want to do this, or I do not feel like doing this. It's all right to say, I do not want to do this, but if I said, I do not 
feel like I want to do this, that's a totally different thing. So you've got to be direct to the point and say no. More times you say no, you're actually controlling the mind in a suggestible state to act upon it. This is one of the mind manipulators that I talked about where we were discussing dragged on the street and shot up and beat up for assaulting and murdering yourself over mentalism. Mentalism, again, is the term they use for mind control or taking over someone's brain and taking over someone's thought patterns and hijacking them. If you do that with mentalism, that's a bad thing. And like I said previously, that's not accepted in this particular case that I have discussed. Overall, when trying to use mentalism, you want to keep it always positive and never in the negative condensation because you will cause a riot. Mentalism is only used in suggestible states. After doing the, what we call the induction, which is a simple calming and relaxing of tranquil music and healing positive bells and rain and thunder and relaxing melodies and calming, relaxing sounds, and a word, spoken word, telling you to relax and take it easy and just calm yourself. Then you go to the deepener where you go down a flight of stairs and then you ascend up into trance. Now, in my case, I don't do the deepener. I do the ascension and then I drop them down anyway. But uh, then we have to insert the suggestions after getting into a lock of uh, what we call a specific connection lock. So in order to do that, you have to go back to the, the uh, so it goes induction deepener, but then you go to relaxing again and you tell them to relax and take it easy. And you say, go further and further, deeper and deeper into deep hypnosis. Now, the term I use, the term that specifically controls them is the now part. So you would, so you would say this in the, in the induction as well as the after the deepener, while you're re reciting that relaxative part, you would say, go further and further, deeper and deeper.
That that's how you would perform the induction and the deepener. Then you would install the extra modalities of the system. Transtermination awakens them. It is all well said, good and done, when you hypnotize somebody. But again, there are ways of explaining it, and I'll tell you a way to do it to the most extent. If you said, beyond to the extent which is not the case, that would imply that you're going beyond, going back, which is giving a power of going or receiving, not the extent. So you're telling them it's now okay to achieve this goal, but you must be cautious, but it won't listen because you're saying not. Then you say extent and it will proceed to be believed in the moment that you are, in your moment that you want to become. So that means the moment that you are, the moment that you are, the current state, the state that you are, so you could say the moment that your current state that you're in right now, that you are to be believed, you got to keep it in the positive, remember? To be believed, to be positive. And if you work your way around those words, you can actually use conversational hypnosis. Now, in the end, that's just a simple form of conversational hypnosis. If you put embedded commands and you put words inside a word and replace the word, then you embed the command in the paragraph or sentence. You're giving the power of suggestible codes to manipulate and use mentalism. The script session is usually consists of the induction and the deepener. When you write the script, intentionally you're writing one part of a long, long calming part, and then you're writing something to bring them descending down the stairs from ten to one, and you're dropping them lower and lower. It can be 20 to 1. It can be 30 to 1. But it's got to be really down low into the bottomless pit. Now, in my case, after you do the, the, the descending part, it's always good to ascend them because it's sort of like, it's kind of like very very condescending that you would not bring them up because then if they're down how are they going to find their way into trance 
now a specific way to do a script in the manner that you're doing it. There's a way to do it where you make the deepener go from three to one, or what I like to call counting back upward, but you would go downward in the number. So you would start from 40 and go up to one, but you would, you would, as you count the numbers, you read them downward. So 40, 48, 47, 46, 45. You would read them as if you're reading them. But again, it has to be back the other way. Back the other way. And as you're counting them back the other way, you're going to ascend them back up by reassociating the brain. So what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to count 1 to 10 by descending that number and going 10 to 1. So instead of 1 to 10, you're going to count them back the other way 10 to 1. So you're going to go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. That is called the, um, it's a part of the deepener, and that usually goes, again, you've got the induction, which is the relaxing, the regular deepening, which is the calming, or the or the what most psychologists call the anxiety provoking mechanism, and then there's those steps I mentioned in this tape, and then there's the ascending of raising themselves into a light trance, but in this particular tape. I discuss how to get them in there faster than anything I said before. Although, once you do it with the induction deepener and you apply the, the uh, suggestions and then you apply a special move, which I like to call trance-raising, what you do is you go three to one, and you go three, two, one, but you, you start with three and the highest number and go down. Then you say escape, and you got to count them slow as hell, and you got to get them down, and they will awake in the trance escaping. That's like the great way of doing an induction deepener and suggestion. And then waking them up. That's if you're recording something. Now, in the case of what I just told you, in this tape, you're going to apply all these parts, but then you're going to apply at the end, after the suggestion is implanted, you're going to imply the 
10 to 1, raising downward, counting backward. Okay? So then you're going to count backward from 10 to 1. Then you're going to raise it up all the way from 1 to 10, and then you gotta you got to snap your finger so freaking hard and say escape at the end, and they will wake up. But if you don't do it without the order I just said a minute ago, where you're descending them down from 10 to 1, it won't work. You must include that 10 to 1 or you will damage them. You will damage them. You can apply all these procedures with words. I understand. Everything I taught you is worded right. The astrology keywords are all with words and energy. And the months go with the houses that go with the signs that go with the symbols that go with the metaphor that go with the energy and intuitiveness and psychology. In the end, when you explain yourself in the tape at the beginning of your hypnosis session, you got to tell them, and you got to be very careful about what you say, you got to tell them this is a moving vehicle instrument. So don't use it in a moving vehicle. Give them precaution that you're a professional. Let them know all your credentials. Let them know you're safe with us and that you'll be going to sleep. Let them know not to be doing anything at the time, driving any motor vehicles, or trying to maintain anything they want to do at all, or absolutely get involved with anything. So if they're doing something right now, put that down and let go of it and learn to sit down and do only this and only this topic you're doing now. Tell them this is for your own beneficial results. You need to stress that you are in a place of calm, serenity, and peace. And you also got to let them know that you, if you need urgent care... To call 911. That's important. And uh, ask for the FDNY. My recommendation. Okay? So now, the last thing I gotta ask you is after you got the procedure down for the beginning of the tape, we'll discuss in the next tape or somewhere on this disc what to do with the frequencies. The binaural, the monaural, and the isochronic beats are all a part of the frequencies. 
frequency 4.4 and uh, 4.0 are memory and psychic ability. 2.0 is hearing. So in the end, you're dealing with the main, for those are the basic symptoms of frequencies. But in the end, um, and, and basically what you're dealing with, uh, the specific part of it, the main part of those parts, you're putting melodies and music behind hypnosis frequencies. Those music and melodies are altering the brain waves as it's playing, and it's a form of subliminal induction. And it can be very distracting to hear sounds that you do not want in your, your mind to accept. Because again, they're not listening to the music. They're listening to a frequency behind the music. So you're inducing them into a, a subliminal act of control. You want to relax them. And it's self-control. And then it's sleeping downward into relaxation which will cause a state of tender, subliminal sleep. What you don't want is for them to be in conscious state and awakening state at the same time. If you're both in conscious and awakening, but you're still sleeping, you're in a state called somnambulism. But they say that beta, alpha, theta, delta, and gamma are the levels of brain waves. Beta is the, the basic, alpha is the, the present, and theta is the middle, and delta and gamma are the deepenings. Those are the studies, the baselines. The study baselines. In the end, what I learned is delta and theta are the ones that, that will kill you to a point where you become crazy because you're suggestible and you're more highly suggestible to doing anything they tell you. Anything. But beta and alpha are the lightest ways to go, but it's not the lightest state. As, as, as we learn from this, you can definitely learn from what we learned that delta and theta are the lightest. That's why you have to be very careful because you're imploding an energy that is strong but it's a light version of strong. That's why delta and theta are light, not beta and alpha. That is not the case. Along with the psychology of astrology, there is something called numerology, and it is very severe. If you don't follow every single lesson in the Pythagorean number system, 
and everything in numerology, every last thing in numerology, every last thing, every single thing, completely, you will not get the astrology at all. This comes to the end of my tape of the crash course in astrology and hypnotherapy. I thank you all for learning. And again, this is just basic training for a crash course. May I also recommend that you get other people's courses like Steve G. Jones and Igor Ledahovsky and Paul Masetta and Dr. Jonathan Royal, as these are just separate steps to taking the path to going into hypnosis. These are the basic training modules. And then also the astrology from Dr. Lewis Torrey, Star Theme Productions. Might I recommend some good psychics besides the one I work with, Sylvia Shoemaker-Brown, Sylvia Brown, but also might I recommend a real one like Psychic Nikki, Clairvoyant Nikki, Psychic to the Stars, or how about John Edward, Psychic Medium, John Edward, or Glynis McCant. We have just entered Jupiter time. The sign of Jupiter. The North Node, N-O-D-E, the North Node in Western Astrology, in the natal chart on the wheel, the North Node indicates the dragon's tail. It's a very highly deadly terrorism.
Aries is war. Taurus is money. Gemini is communication. Cancer is home. Leo is famous people. Virgo is health care. Libra is marriage and partnerships. Scorpio is the sign of death, rebirth, and hypothetical regeneration. And rebirthing into a new life from death. Sagittarius is the law area. Capricorn is the work and service to the world. Aquarius is technology. Pisces is spirituality. Aries is April. Taurus is May. Gemini is June. Cancer is July. Leo is August. Virgo is September. Libra is October. Scorpio is November. Sagittarius is December. Capricorn is January. February is Aquarius. And Pisces is March. The North Node is positive. The South Node is negative. The South Node reevaluates the tail and goes from the tail to the head. And the energy goes positive and negative energies. And it goes backward, left and right, back and forth. And it reverses on the retrograde. And there is a energy of good and bad always. And a positive and negative energy. The house that you land on or the dragon's south node in western astrology where the tail is or the image of the of the moon the moon placement where the north node or south node is in western astrology the symbol of the north node is negative in Western astrology on the natal wheel and the um, this goes by the watch of the time of your day the 12 hours the 12 months the 12 minutes the 12 hours minutes seconds and moments and months, days, years, and time of day, and month, and year, and the month number.
the month number. And there is positive and negative. There's always a good and a bad outlook to everything. And there is always an energy that rises in the rising sign on the first house, which encompasses the whole chart. And the moon placement is in the fourth house of the home area, but all jurisdictions, everything you do, for every single thing that you do, and takes place for all that you do. And the hidden dragon is in the hidden house placement. That is in the house that belongs with the rising of the current house. House one is for home area and for independent living and for being your independent self. House two is money. House three is communication. Communication. House four is the home and family. House five is the children. House six is the health. House seven is the partnerships and marriage. House eight is the death area. House nine is the law. House ten is the career. House eleven is the technology. And house twelve is spirituality. The North Node is positive. It is a symbol of the waxing moon. It ne negotiates its explanation or its meaning as the dragon's head. And the South Node is the dragon's tail. But the positive and negative energies that it has always goes backward in a chart interpretation but however as we know it the chart reading itself is either positive or negative but the South node indicates the tail. The houses of the zodiac all cover houses one through twelve. For every house, there is an energy. War, money, communication, home area, famous people, um, 
health care, relationships, debt, law, jobs and work, technology and spirituality. Those are the 12 houses. The other ones are the same as that one on the same extra level, an extra level, an extra double layer with the same information. However, every house corresponds to a rising sign or a sun sign. And there are positive and negative. The key words are supposed to be intuitive. Like the houses and the signs and everything that is symbolism and metaphor. The waxing mold and the waning mold is the north and south node of the mold. But the hidden dragon of the waxing and waning, which is the positive and negative, come from the rising signs, initial house placement in the sign of the sun sign of that particular house on the dragon's head and tail. We are currently in a waxing moon. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, time for an exclusive reading for you and all your merriment enjoyment. The dragon's tail is on the fifth house and the fourth house in Taurus, Gemini, with Sharon in there. The sixth house has the, mo the moon in Cancer. The moon in Cancer. In the dragon's tail. The fourth house has the Taurus and the third house has the Aries. The uh, second house has the medication, and the uh, first house has the uh, Aquarius for water. And there's a hidden roar in Capricorn. So, the sun. The North Node. N-O-D-E, the North Node in Western Astrology, in the natal chart on the wheel, the North Node 
indicates the dragon's tail. It's a very highly deadly terrorism. Aries is war. Taurus is money. Gemini is communication. Cancer is home. Leo is famous people. Virgo is healthcare. Libra is marriage and partnerships. Scorpio is the sign of death, rebirth, and hypothetical regeneration, and rebirthing into a new life from death. Sagittarius is the law area. Capricorn is the work and service to the world. Aquarius is technology. Pisces is spirituality. Aries is April. Taurus is May. Gemini is June. Cancer is July. Leo is August. Virgo is September. Libra is October. Scorpio is November. Sagittarius is December. Capricorn is January. February is Aquarius, and Pisces is March. The North Node is positive, the South Node is negative. The South Node reevaluates the tail and goes from the tail to the head. And the energy goes positive and negative energies. And it goes backward, left and right, back and forth. 
and it reverses on the retrograde. And there is a energy of good and bad always and a positive and negative energy. The house that you land on or the dragon's south node in Western astrology where the tail is or the image of the of the moon the moon placement where the north node or south node is in Western astrology the symbol of the north node is negative in Western astrology on the natal wheel and the um this goes by the watch of the time of your day the 12 hours the 12 months the 12 minutes the 12 hours minutes seconds and moments and months days years and time on day and month and year and the month number the month number And there is positive and negative. There's always a good and a bad outlook to everything. And there is always an energy that rises in the rising sign on the first house, which encompasses the whole chart. And the moon placement is in the fourth house of the home area, but only jurisdictions, everything you do, for every single thing that you do, and takes place for all that you do. And the hidden dragon is in the hidden house placement. That is in the house that belongs with the rising of the current house. House one is for home area and for independent living and for being your independent self. House two is money. House Three is communication. Communication. House four is the home and family. House five is the children. House six is the health. House seven is the partnerships and marriage. House 8 is the death area. House 9 is the law. House 10 is the career. House 11 is the technology. And House 12 is spirituality. The North Node is positive. It is a symbol of the waxing moon. 
it negotiates its explanation or its meaning as the dragon's head and the south node is the dragon's tail but the positive and negative energies that it has always goes backward in a chart interpretation but however as we know it the chart reading itself is either positive or negative but the south node indicates the tail The houses of the zodiac all cover houses 1 through 12. For every house there is an energy. War, money, communication, home area, famous people, um, health care, relationships, death, law, jobs and work, technology and spirituality. Those are the 12 houses. The other ones are the same as that one on the same extra level, an extra level, an extra double layer with the same information. However, every house corresponds to a rising sign or a sun sign. And there are positive and negative. The key words are supposed to be intuitive, like the houses and the signs and everything that is symbolism and metaphor. The waxing moon and the waning moon is the north and south node of the moon. But the hidden dragon of the waxing and waning, which is the positive and negative, come from the rising signs, initial house placement in the sign of the sun sign of that particular house on the dragon's head and tail. We are currently in a waxing moon. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, time for an exclusive reading for you and all your merriment enjoyment. 
The dragon's tail is on the fifth house and the fourth house in Taurus, Gemini, with Sharon in there. The sixth house has the moon, the moon in Cancer. The moon in Cancer. In the dragon's tail. The fourth house has the Taurus and the third house has the Aries. The uh, second house has the medication and the uh, first house has the uh, Aquarius for water. And there's a hidden roar in Capricorn. So, the sun... The North Node, N-O-D-E, the North Node in Western Astrology, in the natal chart on the wheel, the North Node indicates the dragon's tail. It's a very highly deadly terrorism. Aries is war. Taurus is money. Gemini is communication. Cancer is home. Leo is famous people. Virgo is health care. Libra is marriage and partnerships. Scorpio is the sign of death, rebirth, and hypothetical regeneration, and rebirthing into a new life from death. Sagittarius is the law area. Capricorn is the work and service to the world. Aquarius is technology. Pisces is spirituality. Aries is April. 
Taurus is May. Gemini is June. Cancer is July. Leo is August. Virgo is September. Libra is October. Scorpio is November. Sagittarius is December. Capricorn is January. February is Aquarius. And Pisces is March. The North Node is positive. The South Node is negative. The South Node reevaluates the tail and goes from the tail to the head. And the energy goes positive and negative energies. And it goes backward, left and right, back and forth. And it reverses on the retrograde. And there is an energy of good and bad always. And a positive and negative energy. The house that you land on or the dragon's south node in western astrology where the tail is or the image of the of the moon the moon placement where the north node or south node is in western astrology the symbol of the north node is negative in Western astrology on the natal wheel and the um, this goes by the watch of the time of your day the 12 hours the 12 months the 12 minutes the 12 hours minutes seconds and moments and months, days, years, and time of day, and month, and year, and the month number. The month number. And there is positive and negative. There's always a good and a bad outlook to everything. And there is always an energy that rises in the rising sign on the first house, which encompasses the whole chart. And the moon placement is in the fourth house of the home area, but all jurisdictions, everything you do, for every single thing that you do, and takes place for all that you do. And the hidden dragon is in the hidden house placement. 
That is in the house that belongs with the rising of the current house. House one is for home area and for independent living and for being your independent self. House two is money. House three is communication. Communication. House four is the home and family. House five is the children. House six is the health. House seven is the partnerships and marriage. House eight is the death area. House nine is the law. House ten is the career. House eleven is the technology. And house twelve is spirituality. The North Node is positive. It is a symbol of the waxing moon. It ne negotiates its explanation or its meaning as the dragon's head. And the South Node is the dragon's tail. But the positive and negative energies that it has always goes backward in a chart interpretation but however as we know it the chart reading itself is either positive or negative but the south node indicates the tail. The houses of the zodiac all cover houses 1 through 12. For every house there is an energy. War, money, communication, home area, famous people, um, health care, relationships, death, law, jobs and work, technology and spirituality. Those are the 12 houses. The other ones are the same as that one on the same extra level. An extra level. An extra double layer with the same information. However, every house corresponds to a rising sign or a sun sign. And there are positive and negative. The 
the keywords are supposed to be intuitive, like the houses and the signs and everything that is symbolism and metaphor. The waxing moon and the waning moon is the north and south node of the moon. But the hidden dragon of the waxing and waning, which is the positive and negative, come from the rising signs, initial house placement in the sign of the sun sign of that particular house on the dragon's head and tail. We are currently in a waxing moon. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, time for an exclusive reading for you and all your merriment enjoyment. The dragon's tail is on the fifth house and the fourth house in Taurus, Gemini, with Sharon in there. The sixth house has the, mo the moon in Cancer. The moon in Cancer. In the dragon's tail. The fourth house has the Taurus and the third house has the Aries. The uh, second house has the medication and the uh, first house has the uh, Aquarius for water. And there's a hidden roar in Capricorn. So, the sun. The North Node, N-O-D-E, the North Node in Western Astrology, in the natal chart on the wheel, the North Node indicates the dragon's tail. It's a very highly deadly terrorism.
Aries is war. Taurus is money. Gemini is communication. Cancer is home. Leo is famous people. Virgo is health care. Libra is marriage and partnerships. Scorpio is the sign of death, rebirth, and hypothetical regeneration. And rebirthing into a new life from death. Sagittarius is the law area. Capricorn is the work and service to the world. Aquarius is technology. Pisces is spirituality. Aries is April. Taurus is May. Gemini is June. Cancer is July. Leo is August. Virgo is September. Libra is October. Scorpio is November. Sagittarius is December. Capricorn is January. February is Aquarius. And Pisces is March. The North Node is positive. The South Node is negative. The South Node reevaluates the tail and goes from the tail to the head. And the energy goes positive and negative energies. And it goes backward, left and right, back and forth. And it reverses on the retrograde. And there is a energy of good and bad always. And a positive and negative energy. The house that you land on or the dragon's south node in western astrology where the tail is or the image of the of the moon the moon placement where the north node or south node is in western astrology the symbol of the north node is negative in Western astrology on the natal wheel and the um, this goes by the watch of the time of your day the 12 hours the 12 months the 12 minutes the 12 hours minutes seconds and moments and months, days, years, and time of day, and month, and year, and the month number.
the month number. And there is positive and negative. There's always a good and a bad outlook to everything. And there's always an energy that rises in the rising side on the first house, which encompasses the whole chart. And the moon placement is in the fourth house of the home area, but only jurisdictions, everything you do, for every single thing that you do, and takes place for all that you do. And the hidden dragon is in the hidden house placement. That is in the house that belongs with the rising of the current house. House one is for home area and for independent living and for being your independent self. House two is money. House three is communication. Communication. House four is the home and family. House five is the children. House six is the health House seven is the partnerships and marriage. House eight is the death area. House nine is the law. House ten is the career. House eleven is the technology. And house twelve is spirituality. The North Node is positive. It is a symbol of the waxing moon. It ne negotiates its explanation or its meaning as the dragon's head. And the South Node is the dragon's tail. But the positive and negative energies that it has always goes backward in a chart interpretation but however as we know it the chart reading itself is either positive or negative but the South node indicates the tail. The houses of the zodiac all cover houses one through twelve. For every house, there is an energy. War, money, communication, home area, famous people, um, 
health care, relationships, death, law, jobs and work, technology and spirituality. Those are the 12 houses. The other ones are the same as that one on the same extra level, an extra level, an extra double layer with the same information. However, every house corresponds to a rising sign or a sun sign. And there are positive and negative. The key words are supposed to be intuitive, like the houses and the signs and everything that is symbolism and metaphor. The waxing mold and the waning mold is the north and south node of the mold. But the hidden dragon of the waxing and waning, which is the positive and negative, come from the rising signs, initial house placement in the sign of the sun sign of that particular house on the dragon's head and tail. We are currently in a waxing moon. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, time for an exclusive reading for you and all your merriment enjoyment. The dragon's tail is on the fifth house and the fourth house in Taurus, Gemini, with Sharon in there. The sixth house has the, mo the moon in Cancer. The moon in Cancer. In the dragon's tail. The fourth house has the Taurus and the third house has the Aries. The uh, second house has the medication, and the uh, first house has the uh, Aquarius for water. And there's a hidden roar in Capricorn. So, the sun.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, time for an exclusive reading for you and all your merriment enjoyment. The dragon's tail is on the fifth house and the fourth house in Taurus, Gemini, with Sharon in there. The sixth house has the, mo the moon in Cancer. The moon in Cancer. In the dragon's tail, the fourth house has the Taurus, and the third house has the Aries. The uh, second house has the medication, and the uh, first house has the uh, Aquarius for water. And there's a hidden roar in Capricorn. So, the sun. For 2021, for Kenneth Pranzo only, the dragon's head is in Gemini, the tail is in Sagittarius for the whole access for the whole year. And I give you my guarantee. That the head and the tail in the world is in Taurus Scorpio. So good luck. It is always going to reside there permanently. Always. Sad enough people walking planet Earth have a problem to accept the reality of extraterrestrials and to accept that those extraterrestrials are already part of their genetic, physical and spiritual makeup. Like the great prophet Nostradamus, Dr. Louis Toury was born and raised in Provence, France. 
Following four incredible UFO experiences, he was influenced to rekindle Nostradamus's methods and spent many years reviving the seer's rare, Kabbalistic healing method. He moved to the U.S. in 1984 and has since established himself as a successful hypnotherapist, an astropsychologist, author of four books, and a powerful motivational speaker. In 1983, he received a metaphysical doctorate from the Progressive Universal Life Church based in Sacramento, California. His notoriety has skyrocketed after hundreds of accurate predictions such as 9-11, the Asian tsunami, the Iraqi war, the SARS virus, and inarguable predictions of major earthquakes that he made on television and radio programs. There is only two true group of ETs, the positive one and the negative ones. Of course, there is dozens and dozens of names to qualify those entities. There is the Reptilius and there is the Draconis. The Reptilius uh, stimulate the minds of our scientists to weaponize the weather, to create nukes, to create technology that is meant to destroy while the Draconis are a very different group of extraterrestrials. I call them uh, the gardeners of this world. So these guys stimulate the minds of all humans uh, to create beautiful music, beautiful painting, to create uh, a harmony. So, you know, it comes down to two very specific forces, positive and negative, up and down, black and white, the front, the back male, female, and as human being, we are symmetrical. You have two eyes, two arms, two legs, two sides of the brain. Now you have a reptilian brain, and you have a draconis brain. And then once you become cosmic conscious, then you can apply your will or the part of God in each one of us, which is much stronger than those entities. Well, my connection with extraterrestrials started when I was six years old. I am what you call an ADHD. I was born with a tremendous amount of physical and intellectual energy. And by the way, ADD is not a disorder. It's actually a gift. Einstein was ADD. So my parents, to punish me, I hate to be alone. They used to stack me on the attic. And during those days, uh, in 1956, I was six seven years old during those days. Uh, we didn't have electricity, we didn't have running water. All the windows of the house were broken. Going to the attic was like going to hell for me. It was cold. And I was always hoping that before going there I could get a cat because I could get the warmth from the cat. That night I was really upset. There was no cat, so I knew it was going to be cold. So. I went to bed, and my mom was saying to me, Louis, make sure to blow your candle, okay? We don't want to put a fire in the house. So, yeah, yeah, mommy. And in the middle of the night, I felt something on my feet. So I thought it was a cat. So I said, yes. I kick it, trying to get it to come up. Because I didn't want to lose the warmth that I had accumulated into my little blanket. It didn't move. So I said, ah. Try it again. It didn't move. So I said, I had to go and get him. So I just sat on my bed and oh my god for the first time in my life I have seen the greys in 1956 we didn't have television 
We have no uh, UFO speaker, no UFO investigator, so I had no clue. And I used to scream my head off and, and to my mom, saying the next day, Mom, little monkeys with big eyes, they come every night. My mom's saying, oh, you're lying. You're lying. You want to be with your brothers and sisters. You know, from a French-Italian background that has eight brothers and sisters, so I hated to be separated. What I did when I first saw them, I hid it, because that's, that's the initial response, you know. I was traumatized. What the hell is this? You know, then I get a little bit more courageous, and I kind of pip, and one of those entities was less than two inches from my face. Big eyes. I freaked out. I literally freaked out and passed out of fright. This happened so many times. For each time I was punished, I used to see those entities. The good thing about it is that I was okay the next day. I was always okay the next day, so I, I got used to it, put it this way. And incidentally, in 1956, there was quite a lot of reports coming from Russia of those type of monkey. So that was my introduction to the world of extraterrestrials. There's nothing to believe, it was all very real, you know, it's not like a religion or something that you have to be trained to believe. Those guys were there, I couldn't understand what, what they were, I did not know what they were doing with me. Little did I know that I had four more extraordinary experiences to go through. I'm now 70 years old and I teach my students incredible experiences with incredible people that have incredible wisdom to share. All over the course of my entire life, I've been touched by the divine and, I've, and to these days I do not know if it's a curse or a blessing because the legacy that all those experiences brought me is just mind-boggling. And it's very solid in terms of predictions. Second experience, I was living in England during those days. I was about 18 years old in my second experiences. I got a, a, a bad marriage. I was very, very confused, very, very upset. So it was a really, really tough time. You know, my first marriage was a pretty, pretty emotional situation for me. And I was working in an English camp in the south of France. And then uh, my friend and I, we kind of uh, pick up uh, two nice English girls. And after the season, they went back home. And my friend said to me, you know what, Louis? Maybe we should go there. Well, why not? So uh, it was uh, the end of the season in France, which is September. So I goes, Louis, my guitar, a little short, a little t-shirt, and my friend all on. We took the train and we went to London looking for those two girls. Couldn't speak a word of English. So I landed in Victoria Station. In fact, Victoria Station was my home for three months. I was leave I was homeless. I couldn't speak a word. I used to sing to make money. But there is a mafia in the tubes in Piccadilly Circus in London. You know, English Bagger, they don't like French bagger, I was singing French and make money. So we had a fight, they broke my guitar, they threw all my stuff under the tramway. Then I was really, really honest. And I was begging money. And I never ever forget, this is funny, but it's true, part of my crazy experiences. 
I had like a few peas and I went shopping with that. So I looked for the cheapest tin that I could find. Bought it, went back to Victoria Station to my bank, which was my place. And I opened my tin and I started to shoot it. It was chunky, huh? Hmm, interesting. Then I pick up my English-French dictionary and I thought, dog food, what does it mean? This is how I've learned English, my friend. <laughs> But one of my experiences, I, I like to reflect back now to, this, to those days. It was pretty incredible. I was knocking all the doors all around the Victoria Station. Monsieur, Madame, est-ce que vous avez du travail pour moi? I could only speak French. Everybody was looking at me. What the hell are you talking about? What do you want? Who are you? I was asking for a job. Of course, I couldn't find a job because I couldn't speak English. Luckily for me, there was this old lady with a bunch of plastic bags going to the trash. So I help her, and she goes, uh, what are you doing here? Thank you for helping me, it's very nice of you. Because she saw me, I was dirty, I had beer, I was homeless, smelly, long hair, three months. And then I, I answer her in French. And luckily for me, this lady was from Switzerland. And she just lost her husband, and she was running a bed and breakfast. And she said, oh, well, you know what, I can help you. You can come and clean the plate and help the, the bed and breakfast and then get enough money to go back home. So I was very happy about the idea. And as soon as I walk in, she says, oh, you can eat anything you want. Oh, my God, another funny experience. My friend. I stuffed myself with eggs until I turned yellow. <laughs> I never forget that. I had my first English girlfriend because I never met those girls again. We never found them. It was ridiculous to go there. And then from there, I went to Victoria Station, listening. There was a long line of telephone during those days. I don't know if they are still there. I didn't go back there for a while. And I was just walking up and down, hoping to hear something that sound French. And I heard this guy. He was talking French on the phone. So I said, hey, hey, uh, I need a job. Is there any way you can help me with some French people? The guy said, well, you know what? I am a manager at the Grand Hotel in Eastbourne in Sussex. So, Tell you what, you go there and I give you a job. Thank you very much. And I went to Eastbourne and I started to work right in the basement, cleaning the floor and uh, sleeping with cucarachs that size. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty, pretty tough. I had to work really, really, really hard to be able to afford uh, the ship to cross the channel and then from there take the train and take me down the south of France. So I had to work weeks, if not months, before I could save the money. So I couldn't go home when I felt like. So I was lucky enough to have enough money and I just did that. And I arrived home and I was very happy to see my brothers and sisters and my mom. And then I said, where is Noelle? Noelle is uh, my uh, older sister. And my mom said, oh, she went to work. So I was kind of upset because not meeting Noel now means I might not see her for another year or so. And then, here she is, she came back, she was quite upset. And she says, oh my gosh, mom, I missed the bus. It, it was Sunday. Uh, I had to go back to work on Monday. And if I, if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not on there on time, they're going to fire me. So she was pretty upset. And my mom says, oh, don't you worry. Louis is going to give you a ride. Remember, I'm 18 years old. Cell phone didn't exist. The only way for me to go from A to Z was every few miles to ask directions. It's four 
4.30 in the morning. I'm exhausted. I'm driving in those high mountains. There is snow everywhere. I'm doing all that I can to stay awake. And then finally, down the bottom of a valley, I saw some light. And to these days, I mean, this is not America, where you have hotels and restaurants, McDonald's, open 24-7. This is the south of France, in the middle of the mountains. That tells you what extraterrestrials are able to create, as far as the environment is concerned. Didn't know then. I was so happy because I knew I was going to get a cup of coffee and I was going to be asking direction to take my sister wherever she, she wanted, had to go. There was nobody there. It's important to pay attention to that information. There was nobody, just me. I wake my sister up and I was kind of surprised because uh, when I asked her, you know, we're going to stop, we're going to drink what you want to drink, uh, she says, I want a Coca Cola. Remember, it says snow, there's ice, and she wants a Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, you don't forget that. I'm very protective. Okay? I'm half French, half Italian. And when I opened the door, I saw three guys in the bar. But to me, those guys were like giants. I thought they were loggers. They would make a footballer look like a kid. They're so tall. So I said to my sister, okay, you stay by the door. And I'm going to go and get you your Coke. So I went to the bar and I asked the barman for a Coca-Cola and for a cup of coffee. And I was looking at those guys. They were like, their face was like no motion, frozen. They were looking straight ahead of them. They were not talking to each other. They were just like robots. Men in black, maybe. So that was my first impression of this most guys. In fact, my nose was at their belt. I was really, really insecure looking at these guys. Then, the one on my left looked down at me like this. And he goes, do you want to play cards? I looked at him and I said, you know what? I'm very tired. I don't want to play cards. just want a cup of coffee and take my sister to work. He says, come on, come on. You, you're going to be friends with cards. I did not know how right it was when you say that. I'm 70 years old. I still cannot play poker or 21. I only play tower cards. And it's and is a winner, right? And I do other things with cards to prove the reality of extraterrestrial at the therapeutic level. It's a long story. So anyway, he insisted. And because, you know, he's big and there's two more, might as well just be nice and, you know, complied. He said, okay. So, he had a regular pack of cards, and he presented them to me. So, he says, pick a card. So I pick a card, and as soon as my eyes saw the card, he's telling me what it is. It was interesting. So, I said, well, interesting. So, yeah, pick another one. So, I pick another one. Did the same thing. Then another one. Then another one. Like, I didn't want to do it, but he, he kind of insisted, pick a card, pick a card. And then, in my mind, and believe me, I have better things to say than to make up stories. What I'm going to tell you is very real. Okay? He says, as in my mind, I thought, I am going to change the nine of diamond for the queen of spades. In my mind. Because he has got to be in my head, this guy, to do that. Then he looked at me from his height. 
And he says, Louis, never told him my name. You are not going to change the nine of diamonds for the queen of spades. At that very precise moment, I felt like a screwdriver was coming here and coming out there. I was at the bar like this. I was holding the bar like this, trying to keep my balance. And I do not know if if I went to the bathroom for my own will or if they told me to go to the bathroom. All I knew is that I needed cold water on my face because I was about to pass out. And I went to the bathroom which was less than 10 feet away and the door was wide open. I opened the tap, I put some water in my face but I felt like if I had a chain. And I was talking to this guy in my head and I said, I don't know who you are I don't know where the hell you came from. I don't care how big you are. You are going to tell me what you're doing to me. Because I felt so invaded. So, there is no word. And unless you go through it, you, you cannot really understand the depth of the emotion and the trauma I was going through. Less than, what, 30 seconds? How long does it take to do this? And go. Went back to the bar. Gone. I look at my sister, she was still like sleeping. Feel good about that. I asked the barman, I said, Who's those guys? I don't know. They must have driven here. Remember? There was no car. I said, No, there was no car. I don't know, they just left just now. So I went outside. And I look and I listen. And I look again and I listen. Completely gone. Then that's where I wake up my sister. And remember, all this is so clear, like it happened five minutes ago. I wake my sister up. And I said, let's get the hell out of here. Okay? And that's it. That's all I remember. The next, the next things I know is nine o'clock or so the next day. I'm driving. I'm entering my, my village. Now, where have I been all night? And to this day, I ask my sister, do you recall? She said, yes, I recall everything until I fell asleep. I don't recall even drinking my Coke. But I don't remember if, if you took me or not to, 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 the, to where I worked. But I don't recall it either. But the most important part of all this incredible second UFO experience is that those guys left me with a headache that I would never wish to my worst enemy. For weeks, for weeks, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. What did they do to my head? I have no idea. So that is experience number two. After this experience uh, uh, with my sister, I went back to England and I, something really weird happened to my mind. I could not recall my lyrics. It's like if I was not able anymore to sing even the song that I wrote, my memory was shattered. And I couldn't understand what I managed still to get a recording deal. And then uh, in one of my trips back home, I stayed with my brother. Now, my older brother, Joe, kind of a, you know, big mafioso guy, you know, hotels, restaurants, discotheque, and bars, you know. Um, I used to stay with him in his farm, which is about five miles away from the village. And every single night, we used to take off around 10 o'clock. Because, you know, the discotheque 
we had to drive through the vineyard that would take us to the main road, main road to the highway. Another, let's say an hour later, we are at the discotheque and we open the discotheque around 11 o'clock. That was just, you know, the, the typical routine. November 11, 1981. Okay? Can't forget that. November 11, 1981. Just after 10, like we did every single night, we were driving through the vineyard. My brother, during those days, drove a brand new Mercedes. I own one right now, and they are very reliable. Okay, those guys, those guys don't die just like that. So we were driving through the vineyard, and I asked my brother, Hey Joe, there's lights. Is, is there people working in the vineyard? My brother is kind of a you know, Scorpio guy, rough, right, straight to the point, sarcastic. Louis, we pick up the vine, the grapes, in September. It's November. In other words, it doesn't talk much, you know, like old Scorpio, right to the point. But I keep insisting. I said, Joe, something is not right. There's lights over there. Look, they're moving. And then, and then, the car died. And on top of the car, all I could see was light and light. My brother says, oh my gosh, the helicopter here? I said, the helicopter make a flopping noise. This, this is a humming noise. So I said to him, I'm going to go and look. He said, are you crazy? He grabbed my hand. So I was able to get away from his grab. I opened the door and I went outside and I look up. Could not see nothing but light blinding me. So it took me a while, but I couldn't look. And then they turned the light off. That tells me that those extraterrestrials who was flying that saucer knew that they were blinding me, they were hurting me. So they turned the light off. And it took me like, I don't know, a minute or so for my eyes to adapt. And oh my God, oh my God, 30 feet suspended above a dead Mercedes, a flying saucer. I was banging the front of the car and screaming every bad French word that I knew, asking my brother to get out. Of course, he did not. <laughs> and you know what? There is no words uh, to explain such an experience. Now, you are now forced to face reality. It is not a dream anymore. It's not a question anymore. It's, it's fact. A flying saucer is suspended above my head. And they said, oh, well, if you go too close to a flying saucer, you're going to be cooked. I wasn't cooked. Then in the middle of the flying saucer, different light came down. All of a sudden, all the light comes on again. And that flying saucer that was stationary just flew out and flew barely five feet above the cheminée of the farm that was across the street, the, the, the road. My brother, the first thing he says to me, Louis, this did not happen. Don't talk to nobody. Okay. In fact, he waited 35 years. And finally, he said, oh, you know what? Our children need to know the truth. Yeah, Louis was right when he said we saw a flying saucer. So for 30 years or so, he kept it a secret because he didn't want... Now listen to this. Normally when we arrive at a discotheque around 11 o'clock, because we open at 12, we stay open all night, or oh, 11.30, um, we, we have the barman, we have the waitresses, uh, you know, we have uh, people working. We are about to start to open the discotheque. When we arrive, the discotheque was full and running. So there is another lapse of time, another uh, abduction that took place. 
for the first time in my life, and for the last time in my life, I've seen my brothers smoking and drinking. First time and last time. And I was doing the, uh, the same thing on the other side of the bar. We were looking at each other and said, what the hell just happened here? And then the next day, of course, it was all over the news, all over the, the places, because we're not the only one who saw the flying saucers in the south of France. But believe me, this is not, a, I'm past believing UFOs now. Comes number four, which is extraordinarily dramatic. I went back to England and I met this guy from the United States. And I said, Do I, I never, I never seen a dollar. Can you show me a dollar? He said, I don't have a dollar, but I have a quarter. So, okay. So he gave me the, the quarter and I, I put it on the cross. And he gave me his card. And he said, If you go to San Diego, hey, I'll be there to help you. I was so happy. I worked so hard for three or four months. I finally flew to the United States and I arrived in San Diego. And I went straight to the address. And I arrived at the address. There was two old guys, retirees. And I said, hey, can I speak to John? John who? I, I don't know. He gave me his card. Is that the right address? She says, yes, it's the right address. And there was a telephone. Remember, I didn't have a cell phone. That was in 1984. I said, can you call? I said, yeah, yeah, we're going to call. So they called. Nobody at the end. I'm still looking for John. I've been on radio, been on TV, George Norrie, 40 million people. I've been on so many TV. John would have seen me, would have heard about me and my stories. So what happened there? I don't know. I got married. And I said to my wife, you know, honey, I tell you what. Um, I've been delegating with extraterrestrial my life. And maybe one day you'll be touched. Little did I know what was going to happen to that poor girl. Brigitte was very... Uh, Pretty, very beautiful, and she was doing beauty pageant. And that night, uh, that day, she says to me, "Well, there is a big pageant going on in Anaheim at the Hilton Hotel, just before Disneyland. So I want to go there and participate." I said, "Okay, no problem." So we need to go to bed and have your beauty sleep, so you can win. Oh my gosh! Again, in the middle of the night, she woke up. She was crying. She was trembling. She was on the fittest position in the floor. She was going like this. In 10 years of marriage, I never seen my wife in such a state. I was scared what was going on with her. I never seen her like that. She made me look under the bed. She made me look in the cupboards, in the basement. She says, there's something in the house. She had a premonition to what was going to happen the next day. So I said, oh my gosh. The clock rang in the morning. And I look at her and said, you know what? You look like hell. So there's no point of going in hell. She says, no, no, I want to go. I want to stay in the house. I want to go. So... Knowing, I had a feeling that something wrong was going to happen that day, okay? Uh, so I, I really, really pay attention of the date. Remember November 11, 1981? That was August 11, 1991, okay? Important to pay attention to the date because this is real. It was about 8 o'clock. I just finished to fill up my tank. And there we go. I'm, I'm on high five with my wife. And as I was driving, I kind of... Ask her if she was okay, what happened last night. She says, I don't want to talk about it. So I keep driving. And all of a sudden, I felt like if I drove into a cloud. The last thing I remember is driving through a bridge called um, Jambore Road. That's the last thing I remember. I didn't feel the wheel in the car anymore. And I, I, talked, I said, honey, I don't recognize anything. Where are we? She says, honey, you're going to make me late. Hurry, hurry. I didn't see the sign of Los Angeles or Disneyland for that matter. You're going to make, we're going to be late. I need to get prepared. So please move on. Because I, 
I said, I don't, I don't know where we are. I, I'm going to exit. So I took first exit. She was upset. So, and then I drove into a parking lot, and there was three Mexican guys on the back of a white Toyota, and they were eating. So I went to them and I said, excuse me, could you tell me where I am? All well, those guys were looking at me like, don't do the cabeza, you smoke too much pot, which I never do. I don't drink and I don't smoke. They said, you are at the Los Angeles Zoo. Now, Los Angeles Zoo is 90 miles north. Whoa, wait a minute here. I said, okay, what time is it, please? And they said, it's 9 o'clock. Now, if I drive a Ferrari, if there is no traffic in Los Angeles or no cops to stop me at 150 miles per hour, I could have done the trip. It took me over two, uh, two and a half hours to go back to where we're supposed to be. My wife and I, we were completely... And then as she was taking a shower, she said, honey, look, look. She showed me above the airline, she had a scar, a scar of two inches or more, like a laser cat. What is this? What is this? So, I don't know. Then um, after that, she called a friend and she disappeared. She completely disappeared. Divorced me. It was pretty hard on me. What happened is, I met this guy, he was the UFO researcher. And he says to me, I have two very top-of-the-line hypnotherapists in Victorville in California. And I told them your situation because I spoke to him first. He was the first guy I ever spoke about UFOs. Uh, and they're going to get two cameras. They're going to freeze the first frame and the last frame. And an hour later, you know, we're going to see what's going on. So they hypnotized me. And I mean, now and a half later, you can see not even the movement of my shirt. I was so gone. It's only when I say I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot that you see me sweating, literally sweating back. What happened is they suck us into the belly of a flying saucer. Those three guys that I saw with my sister were into the flying saucer. And I was saying to my wife, honey, um, it's all good. Don't you worry. Been there, done that before. Everything, it will be fine. It's like I had an agreement to whatever horrific thing was going to happen later, okay? Uh, but I had an agreement for some reason. I was not upset. So that's when I went into that little room and I saw the earth that size. I had to tell you in the mothership how far I was up there. And then after a certain time, I was really, really, really hot. And then you see me in the, uh, in the, the, uh, uh, the hypnotic station, just literally sweating back it when I was in that uh, decontaminating room before getting inside of the saucer. Then I went inside, and that's where I saw the greys, you know, doing the electronics, flying the saucer, whatever they were doing, and I knew exactly where to go when I saw my wife. They were taking the fetus of our child. My wife was three months pregnant. And to this day, my wife, they, they erased that memory. They erased the memory. She does not know. She says, I was never pregnant, if you ask her. She has never been pregnant. She was three months pregnant. And most of all, that was incredible. How is it possible for them to cut my wife to two, two and a half inches, okay, and to have it heal almost immediately? So that was something incredible. Then I went into another room and I sat. I was free to move. And something came down from the ceiling. It was like a helmet. Stop at my nose. And then I felt like electricity, the concrete, fire. I had like an implosion. And that's where the extraterrestrial downloaded 
the secrets of the cosmic code. And I was forced after that to rekindle Nostradamus' 16th century divine astrology. After that, of course, she was so upset when I told her, honey, remember I told you we might have to go through some, this type of experience. She said, well, next time we go through LA and I don't see it, let me know. Okay, she refused to accept the reality that we were 90 miles north. And then it was so dramatic that she kicked my butt. And then I was depressed and really, really depressed. And that opened the door to, of course, cancer. And, and then my two oncologists said to me, uh, you know, you need to go through chemotherapy. Make sure it doesn't come back. And I refused. My little voice, E.T., told me to go shopping. Shopping. So I went to the vegetable area. And I saw a bunch of roots, a bunch of vegetables that i never seen before. I never tested before. I bought everything at home. Juice everything, put some honey and drank it. Felt like tornado inside and the cancer never came back. I called it the universal blood transfusion. And then came the ultimate, the ultimate UFO experience. And I have the proof. I have the pictures. It was um, during the solar eclipse in 2012. My wife, my other wife, my new wife, 10 years married now, she wanted to take a pictures of the solar eclipse. And I said, well, you can do that, but don't look, whatever it is. So she went outside, and I was in front of her, and I turned around, and then she went, jump, 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 six times. She took six shots, and I was going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because she was looking through it, and I was afraid for a rise. And oh my gosh, when we developed those pictures, you could see Jericho. It's a hob, and believe me, you cannot duplicate this, regardless how good you are with Photoshop. You could see that orb coming to me, getting closer and closer and closer, entering my third eye and coming out of my heart. And since that day, I have been making predictions that are well documented, dated, and unarguable about earthquakes above 6.0. I was on George Norrie, 40 million people listening to me. I said, be ready for fire, and we're going to lose a hell of a lot of wildlife. A week and a half later, Australian fire killed millions of animals. And I said, be careful, there is a new disease coming for the lungs, and next thing you know. I give the exact date for 9-11, with all the details. I give exact dates for a terrorist attack, which brought the FBI twice in my house. I'm not making it up. Those guys, two of them, twice, they thought I was a sleeping cell. They checked everything in my house, my statue with my residence. And I told them, how do you know it was going to be an attack in New York and in Paris? How did you know? I said, I developed a software. I'm using Nostradamus astrology. You know, the, the stars are more than dead rock hanging up there for the sake of beauty. Uh, unlike NASA scientists, I realize that we are part of a magnificent design and those stars speak. They speak. God created the stars and the heavens for more than the sake of beauty, I told them. He gave them to us for interpretation so that we may lead a safer, more productive life. And I said, 
Remember, some of the greatest minds on the planet, like Tesla. Tesla said, there is a core in the universe. In this core, you can have all the answers to what it means to be human also. And he said, I never discovered this core, but I know it exists. I had this core downloaded by the extraterrestrials. And I prove it through my UFO predictive legacy. When I look at people, when I read, and when they give me their date of birth, they become an open book. And I shock them. I know things that only them know. I make predictions that are scary. This is why earlier I said to you, is all those experiences who build doctrine, literally kill me and rebirth me in a different human being. All those experiences across are a blessing for humanity. At that point, I'm still wondering if I should, you know, give all the explanation to where those entities come from and what they are. Remember what I said earlier? There is only two groups of ETs and a lot of names. If you want, you can put some wings on their back. Now, falling angel or garden angel, whatever names you want to give, there's plenty names for those entities, but there are only two, the good one and the bad one. Now, understand, the reptilians are a group of extraterrestrials that have their base on Pluto, which is at the verge of our solar system. Pluto is known in Greek mythology as the Lord of Hell. Uh, it is also the underworld, it regulates also the criminal element. It's all about death and drama, this dark planet, regulates Scorpio, the rebirthing process. The reptilians can only survive like a dog, like fleas on a dog, with your fear, with your negativity, with uh, insecurity. And they have a lot of tools, especially legal and illegal drugs. So if you keep doing if you keep being negative, you affect the atomic structure of your body and you make yourself very, very receptive to infection. Infect yourself, organism or cancer. That's why I got cancer. And they, they can only survive and operate through dark matter. So they are in humans' heads. They are already part of our uh, genealogy. They are already part of our composition, of our atomic structure, and they are talking to us on, uh, at, at a psychical level. Now, this does not mean that they do not uh, uh, they do not use their ships for specific purpose. The Galactic Federation of Grand Cosmic Order, Draco told me, okay, the ETI channel, uh, 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 do not want any extraterrestrials to interfere with humans' affairs. Of course, the reptilians don't care. They constantly uh, abduct human beings to make them feel depressed and negative and to the point where they get completely infected and then they get a machine gun and they go and kill everybody and kill themselves. Okay? Then and you have the, uh, those same entities or some negative extraterrestrials, the reptilians. They stimulate the mind of a scientist to weaponize the weather, to create uh, nukes, to create viruses. So, when people say, oh, I want to look for extraterrestrials, you don't have to look, they're already part of you. Remember, two eyes, two arms, two legs, two sides of the brain, you're symmetrical, positive, negative. It's either you work for the negativity, for evil, for the reptilians, who can control your life, because they all cost me conscious, they can use your stars or your UCI, your unique celestial identity, or you work for the draconis, which are fed from the sun. You know, when people ask me, how can I attract extraterrestrials? 
Well, look, look, this is gold, all right? This is a metal that is used to show love, to show the forces of the sun, and it never rests. Now, what is the opposite of gold? Steel. What do you do with steel? You make gun, grenades, firearms, tanks, okay? So, if you want to attract the good extraterrestrial, wear gold, be positive, and realize extraterrestrials do not come in this dense physical world and they feel like. They have to use a uranic window. We are right here, right now, into this uranic window. This energy is right here with us right now. So if you want to look for UFO or talk about UFO, we are doing it right now because there are no accidents. It's all preset by the cosmic codes. So it's very, very important to realize that the part of God in us is much stronger than those entities or even our negative stars. If you're cosmic conscious, you can apply your will and make a choice. I do not want to work for darkness. I refuse to be depressed. I don't need drugs, okay, to get a kick. Instead, I'm going to let uh, the Dracani stimulate my mind to create beautiful music, to create nice painting. You know, they stimulate the mind of Mozart and Beethoven to create incredible music. They are constantly bombarding humans right here within the... It's all a, uh, uh, UFOs is a psychical phenomenon. The last thing they want is people like me to dedicate with the spirit. That's why they were pick scientists to talk about UFOs. They are rational, they are practical. Believe me, extraterrestrials are master of matter, master engineer from the extreme. They do not care who you are. If you are the president, they don't care your education. They do not care your position. They have lost something that people like me were born with. They have lost the spirit. They have lost their identity. They have lost their connection with God and the divine. And humanity is moving in that direction. And that's why everything is rational and is practical. Because the more you dedicate with the tree, the less you're going to see the forest. This solar system was built by the Dracanis. And the moon, for example, they hire, for lack of words, one of the moon from Jupiter. Again, for the lack of words, let's use the nuclear device, calculated forces from their ship. They removed the moon from Jupiter and brought it into the solar system, so to speak, okay, which is also part of Jupiter in it. And um, that's why the moon is, is loaded with crater. And we are next door. We don't have as many crater. And people think of the moon as a dead rock hanging out there for the sake of duty. No. The moon regulates human emotions. That's where the word lunatic, moody, crabby comes from. The moon cycle is exactly the same cycle that woman menstruation. The moon is so very powerful. But people do not know their relationship with the moon. They do not know that Saturn also 
is the, the great malefic planet. Wherever Saturn is located in your chart, you're going to be stimulated uh, to work hard, to get discipline. And th this, this is a really, really tough planet that you need to understand the positive and negative of those planets. Our solar system is set by those extraterrestrials, and those planets have energy that interact with your mind. Now, there is no difference between your mind, my mind, Einstein, minor killer. It's the same density, same weight, same wiring. What's different? Your UCI, your unique celestial identity. You're related to your mom and your dad, you know, genetically, 100%, DNA-wise. But you're never going to think, behave, create, or have the same fate than your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. In fact, your family members are your biggest strangers because you do not have the same star pattern that was created by God's immaculate universal design that involved the reality of those entities which are playing part because you cannot have a day without a night, a man without a woman, a front without a back, a positive without a negative, the yin and yang. Two arms, two arms, two legs, it's all about a very simplistic uh, way. The phenomenon is psychical. And again, as I said earlier, the Galactic Federation Grand Cosmic Order, you know, forbidding any of these ETs to deal with us. But, in some cases, you have the abductees and the contactees. I'm a contactees, which means my mission was already preset when I was a child. And what's scary is all those extraterrestrials are cosmic conscious. They know all about the cosmic code jurisdiction. And they can use those energy when you are at your weakest point. And they can turn you into a lunatic. The idea is to understand the process and use the power of God in us, as I said earlier, to only aim for the light. So far, we got to keep the balance just to survive. But we are going to be moving further and faster and accelerate our vibration into the light, which means our vibrational system is going to be as fast as the one of those extraterrestrials which will become, finally, a reality. Astrology claims to divine information about people and earthbound events by studying the movements and relative positions of celestial objects. Astrology has been dated to at least the second millennium BCE. Many cultures have attached importance to astronomical events, and some, such as the Hindus, Chinese, and the Mayans, have developed elaborate systems for predicting terrestrial events from celestial observations. Western astrology, one of the oldest astrological systems still in use, can trace its roots to 17th century Mesopotamia, where it spread to ancient Greece, Rome, the Arab world, and eventually Central and Western Europe. Contemporary Western astrology is often associated with systems of horoscopes that purport to explain aspects of a person's personality and predict significant events in their lives based on the positions of celestial objects. Testing the validity of astrology can be difficult because there is no consensus amongst astrologers as to what astrology is or what it can predict. Most professional astrologers are paid to predict the future to describe a person's personality and life. First of all, you have to realize that astronomy is a byproduct of astrology. Astrology is a much older science. The first astronomers 
who challenged God with mathematics, they stole the clay tablets and mathematically they calculated the exact time of an eclipse and that's when humans or scientists went against God and thought themselves better than God. Astrology is very, very real, but it's not a religion. You don't believe in astrology. It takes any of my students at least six or seven hours a day for a full week before they can understand the universal mechanics. And you know, you got people like uh, uh, J.P. Morgan, you know, very wealthy, powerful man. You know, he said millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. You will see the Pope, all Popes being taught astrology by the Vatican Council, and you will see all Popes being enthroned under the sign of Leo. But they don't want you to know. Religions, and there is what, 875 different denominations? Okay? They bring chaos. They breed ISIS, who want to kill you if you don't follow their caliphate. In fact, religions have killed more people than all the disease, than all the natural disasters, and, and, and all the wars combined together. That's a fact. All disappear civilization use astrology. Astrology is the mother of all science. And the father of medicine himself said, a physician cannot call himself a physician if he does not master astrology. Now you're talking about the father of modern medicine. People who have a problem with astrology, there's two reasons. Either they've been indoctrinated and think that, well, they're going to go to hell if they listen to me, not realizing you're already on hell. You're not going to go to hell. This is it. <laughs> um, it's a lack of information and it's indoctrinated by fear. But Nostradamus astrology, when I tell you on that date it's going to be an earthquake, you're going to have fire killing animals in Australia, or you're going to have a disease, a new lung disease, and you see it, and it's dated, and it's on national radio, and it's on my YouTube video, and it's on my book and my newsletter, you can't deny it. You'll deny it only if the reptilians really, really got your head and stop you to dig into the spirit because that is how we're going to be able to beat them by using their own tools, the mind. I make regular predictions. I got about 10,000 people that have signed up to my private website, The Cosmic Code. We have different uh, horoscopes, for the lack of word, let's call it horoscopes. Uh, daily guidance and forecast. We give you, we translate the energy. Why, in the name of God, would you sign up for conspiracy talking head, religious lunatics, apocalyptic promoter, evil feeders? Why? Do not do that to yourself. Do not do that to the world. Because if you ain't conscious or not, you are responsible. Uh, but in my case, remember, I had to rebuild Nostradamus astrology. Nostradamus was using quatrains. His quatrain was really blurry because he had to keep his head. And he was, I mean, the French Inquisition would kill him. So he had to keep his work very blurry, very mystical. Mine are wide open, very clear, 
parallel English and most of all you have a set of key words when I said earthquakes, sudden release of energy, news from the cosmos, NASA, explosion we had an explosion not long ago, it was predicted when I tell you I predict uh, 911, you can read it, it's, it's in my books, it's dated I was on George Norrie, 40 million people listening to me and I told him, be ready for thousands of people uh, being forced to relocate in about two weeks from today and here goes Katrina, two weeks later it's on the website, you can read it I put the green by the mouth, that makes the difference I am the only living astrophile who works like Nostradamus who makes quatrain and I added, as I said, my obvious keywords so, when you join the Cosmic Code, and I'm going to invite you you're going to be able to assimilate how Nostradamus used to work. I remember 500 years ago, the great prophet didn't have the luxury of a watch or a computer. So the astrology of practice is very symbolic, highly spiritual, and God thanks Draco, who shall more information to make me even more scaringly accurate. However, not everybody will respond to science. In my case, I'm terrible when it comes to math. But on the other hand, I'm extremely creative and highly spiritual. I'm an artist. I play piano, I play guitar, and all that good stuff. You can only relate to people because of their experiences, their education, their intelligence, most of all because of their stars. And that's where my dilemma start and finished. 99.9 .9 of human beings walking planet Earth do not have cosmic consciousness they did not take the time to understand the face and the tools of God to understand his immaculate universal cosmic design they don't have the mind they are too rational they are born practical they are born scientists they are born atheists like you have people that are born religious fanatics and that's the beauty of being human but the beauty also of having deep developed cosmic consciousness is that you do not judge people anymore there is so many gods, so many religions okay? the beauty of astrology is that you, you can be a Muslim, you can be Christians, you can be a Jew you have a sun sign, you have a moon sign so astrology unified, religion separate and that's why the reptilians have developed and made a culture of scientists who lack the natural aptitude to enter the archetypal realm of supra-cosmic consciousness again, as I said earlier you're not going to be teaching Michael Jackson to sing and dance you've got to have it if you don't have it, then you have extraterrestrials that are going to be looking for people who have the stars that will support their mission and they're going to become a contacting, not an abducting for example, we can talk about uh, um, Travis Walton. You know, he was born with the moon in Aquarius, so you got, he already has the essence. Aquarius is the energy of uh, friends and wishes and UFOs. And he's also an Aries, which means he doesn't think. He, this is the first sign of the zodiac, so he acts upon impulse. When he saw that UFOs, instead of running away, he just went under it. Now remember, golden metal? He was in a truck loaded with tools that cut trees. And it's Arizona, 
means I carry my gun and all those guys all they carry their gun and then hatches and so all this metal all this metal was a magnet to attract this scout a reptilian ship that literally electrocuted him he was not invited and it took five days for the draconis to put him back together and bring him back alive and, and drop it somewhere this is the explanation I have to but Travis was born with the tail of the dragon in Taurus he's very normal guy very rational he doesn't believe in astrology it's a miracle that he's into a UFO because he was thrown into it by accident put it this way I know him very well we've been doing a cruise together UFO cruise in Mexico he has not even an ego he's a beautiful loving guy being victimized by the reptilians and saved by the draconis but he has no clue you know you've been designed you've been designed to uh, to react to your environment because of your stars if you're a Scorpio boy, you're going to be into politics into structure you're going to have a rational mind but at the same time your source purpose as a Scorpio is to dig into metaphysics that's where you regenerate you also have a stinger make sure not to use it against you or against other people because you could be your worst enemy being a Scorpio now you also have a dragon a dragon's head and a dragon's tail in fact there is more power in the location of your dragon alone than the entire complexity of an astrological chart but when you go now to Asia what is the dragon? what is something you celebrate once a year and you dance around? the Asiatic people have lost the power of the dragon like here in the Oriental and Occidental Astrology you have 12 signs they use the tiger, they use the dog, they use the pig we are using the Taurus, the Scorpion, the, the Aries but it's the same energy that's Jesus' initial ministry representing the 12 signs of the zodiac the 12 hours of the day the 12 sins the 12 jury the 12 tribe of Israel the 12 notes of music when you talk about astrology you are talking about the 12 apostles but when Jesus wanted to introduce humanity to our Father in the heavens okay all he had in mind is to teach astrology that's really really deep that's why as I said earlier the Vatican on the 175 miles of secret library has all those information and they use for them because that's too much power for you they don't want to give it to you but they use for them so when you look at it Jesus' initial cosmic ministry has been completely erased and changed and turned into a junk God never came down and wrote no books my friend He never wrote the Bible but He made stars and that's where you need to use critical thinking and realize that this is what's going on people have been indoctrinated do not touch the spirit do not touch astrology because if you do so you're going to own the truth of what it means to be human you're going to understand God's cosmic design you're going to be able to relate to Jesus' initial cosmic ministry speaking the soul of the twelve apostles or the twelve signs of the zodiac there's so much that people do not know it's a disaster for those kids not to know their relationship with the divine it's okay to teach a child uh, geometry, uh, science history the art now who is there 
to teach them who they are. And then you wonder why they are kinging themselves in our college university non-stop. It will never stop unless we go back and teach them. For example, let's say you have a, a Scorpio kid. Okay? Extraordinarily powerful to start with. Okay? It's a very resentful sign. You talk to a child this way, you show the symbol of the scorpion. You see the scorpion, you see this ugly insect, you see the poison being sarcastic and stinging people and being revengeful and nasty and hurting yourself. No, you have to kill the scorpion and you have to build the eagle because Scorpio is the only sign who can turn into the eagle and from his ashes turn into a majestuous, fantastic eagle above everything that is thrown at his dramatic fate. So these kids, if this kid has no information of who he is, where he came from, and his connection with the divine, well, he's going to look on the internet, he's going to sign up for any of these religions, that's not going to work, then he's going to take drugs, he's going to get depressed, he's going to be infected by the reptilians, he's going to get a machine gun, he's going to kill everybody, he's going to say goodbye, boom. That's what's going on. We need to bring this cosmic wisdom into our college university. We need to bring it uh, as it used to be, Okay, and disappear civilization and accept it as a serious, very serious, solid discipline. Until we do so, we will never ever stop the endless chain of suicide and the endless shootings. Never. It can't happen. Now I can start regenerating the spirits of all those children. After the fight, we're coming back here for the Champs Victory Party. You know who I'm greatest? You ready for tonight? Is this where the party's at? Your record is going to stand the test of time. We want a world where we're safe to be ourselves. We have to be there for each other. It's going to be a target on your back. It was going to be there anyway. Astrology is uh, a science. It is, in fact, 
a, the mother of all science. During the old days, the clay tablets of the Sumerians were uh, stolen by what you call the scientists of those days to uh, mathematically predict the exact time of an eclipse. In doing so, they start to challenge God and his cosmic design through mathematics. Astrology has been with every single disappeared civilization since forever, including the pyramids uh, in Egypt were built uh, using astrological facts. That's why each one of those pyramids is facing a very specific constellation. Then it also goes, in our time, if you, look, if you go to Las Vegas and you're going to go through uh, the dam, on the right side, just before you hit the mountain, you have an astrological chart which obviously depicts that those who have designed the dam wanted to make sure this dam was strong and secure, will last forever, used astrological information. People like J.P. Morgan, extremely wealthy people, wrote that, you know, millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. So it is far from being a pseudo-science. When you have centuries, upon centuries of human evolutions, you have people that are curious. They look at the constellations, and then logically, they realize there is a season, there is time. There is a spring, there is a summer, there is the autumn, and there is a winter. And they notice that people born during a specific time of the year would have the, the power that is involving that specific time of the year. Uh, for example, people born in August, we are talking about Obama, President Clinton, we're talking about Madonna, Michael Jackson, uh, Schwarzenegger. These are people born in August, which means God is offering the power of the summer to get to the stage and to shine like the sun, because Leo is ruled and controlled by the sun. During the day, every planet shines away, only the sun shines. Meaning, if you're born in August, you are set by God to experience the limelight, fame, fortune, power. Now, if you're born like me in February or in January during the winter, there is no fruits on the trees. It's cold and it's wet. So, you, you're talking about a moment when nature is sleeping. That means you have to work much harder to uh, reach to the summit, so to speak. But because the part of God in each one of us is much stronger than those stars, you can apply your will and use those stars. So sooner or later, regardless of what sign you were born under, you will get to your goals. Especially if you understand your cosmic divinity, because if you're not happy, it's because you don't live your destiny. When it comes to indoctrination, whether it be scientific and, and turning yourself into an atheist and only believe in science or only believe in religion, you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not helping your own case. Understanding your cosmic divinity is opening the door to reaching every one of your wishes.
the only thing that I'm having a problem for people to realize is that the stars are so much more than dead rock hanging out there for the sake of beauty. There is so much power in those stars. And people think, but they are so far away. How can it affect us? Wait a minute here. There is no time in space. Every one of these stars has an inner life, an inner power that is imposed upon your birth. When you reincarnate on this dense physical world, you inherit what you call a UCI or a unique celestial identity that reflects your, your divinity. In other words, it is the tools that God gave you through this universal creation that will allow you to find yourself, to understand what it means to be human and to service humanity to the best of the best of your ability, such as in my case, because I believe I'm gifted thanks God, by a good set of stars. UCI stands for Unique Celestial Identity. No human being is born the same, because no human being is born the same place with the same stars at the same time. The universe is in constant motion. By building cosmic consciousness, what you're doing now is getting such grasp to who you are, that allows you also to understand who your mom, your dad, your brother, your friend, or your wife, your girlfriend is all about. And that will allow you to be more, more understanding. And that's the beauty of astrology. Again, I repeat myself, it is so important. God created the stars in the heavens for more than the sake of beauty. He gave them to us for interpretation so that we may lead a safer, more productive life. It is crucial to understand that there is no difference between your mind, my mind, the one of Einstein or a killer. It is exactly the same wiring, the same weight, the same density, the same function. What is different? The UCI or the set of stars that you inherited because of the particular time of the year you reincarnate on this dense physical world. Every one of those stars can be both positive or negative. It's like the sun. Remember, without the sun, there is no love, there is no light, there is no health. Okay? At the same time, Leo or the sun rules love and light. If you love somebody too much, you are now going to burn the object of love by becoming jealous and possessive. So you have to understand both the good and the bad of each one of these planets and each one of those signs. The 12th sign of the zodiac represents the 12 hours of the day, the 12th um, month of the year, the 12 sins, the 12 jury, the 12 tribe of Israel, the 12 notes of music, and it is nothing else than Jesus' initial cosmology, ministry. When Jesus wanted to introduce us, human, to our Father in the heavens, what he had in mind is to make us understand the essence of the twelve apostles, which are nothing else than the twelve signs of the Zodiac. I go further. You have the Oriental Astrology and you have the Occidental Astrology. Back in Asia, they used the tiger. I am a tiger. They used the dog, the pig, the horse, the cat. 
twelve animals. And here, the Oriental and the Occidental astrology is the same. It's also based upon those twelve signs, all those twelve specific energy, again reflecting the essence of the twelve apostles of the cosmic teaching of Jesus. But politically oriented church of the old days didn't want to give you this wisdom. That's why they stuck it under the 175 mile of secret library under the Vatican. Not only this, you're going to see pictures of the Pope being enthroned under the sign of Leo, the king of the Zodiac. Wherever you have Leo in your chart, God is giving you the opportunity to shine, to own stage. Because uh, in the old days, only the clergy or those who had the money and the education were allowed to, to gather such an incredible, critical type of information. And they're not going to give it to you because knowledge is power. Ignorance is evil. And doing so, they can control you. The idea is to understand yourself. And to do that, you have to go into the cosmic card where God resides. And then from there, you have to investigate this cosmic rhythm. And then you have to go under those stars to see how you stand. And that's where you will understand your cosmic divinity and play and work in respect of those cosmic rules. Now, because nobody taught you those universal laws, that will not emancipate you from paying a heavy penalty. Like I always say to my students, I am the first cosmic god. Okay? If you do not see the other side of my hand, it doesn't mean it does not exist. Right? And what has been accepted as solid discipline and reality may not be. Okay? What I'm trying to tell you here is it's important to be curious and to realize that you have a celestial identity. And the more you investigate your celestial gifts, the more power to you. It doesn't matter if you're a Jewish, a Christian, a Muslim, black, white, yellow, or green, for that matter. Astrology, unify. Because you have a sun sign, you have a moon sign, you have a rising, you have a dragon. Contrary to religion, 875 different denominations are there to pick from that separates astrology unified. And that brings me to explain to you the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius. It takes about 2,000 years for the human race to experience one specific zodiacal sign. Last 2,000 years, the world was under the jurisdiction of a planet to call Neptune. Deception, religion, drugs, alcohol, confusion on the negative aspect of Neptune. Now, Neptune on the positive side, remember positive, negative, up and down, black and white? On the positive side, Neptune rules imagination, creativity, music, acting, dancing. So, last 2000 years, we were under the jurisdiction of Neptune. And that's why all those religions pop up left and right all over the world. Then in 1945, the scientific community developed the first atomic bomb. In 1945, that's where the age of Aquarius kicked in. 
Now, Aquarius regulates anything and everything to do with the sudden release of energy, nukes, space travel, UFO, astrology, new age, humanitarianism, freedom, the internet. And this energy has helped humanity to grow tremendously in the last 50 years, so fast, compared to the last 2,000 years under a nebulous, illusive, deceiving, religious planet. You're talking about the age of Aquarius. You're talking about anything and everything that what we're doing today. Cosmic awareness, extraterrestrials, discovery. We are talking about technology that is mind-boggling, which is ahead of us. And the age of Aquarius is making this world much smaller. Aquarius rules technology. Let me give you a little hint here. I was born in February with a stellium, which means a lot of planets in Aquarius. My sun sign is Pisces. Einstein, Michelangelo, George Washington, including myself, we're Pisces. We're swimming upstream towards God's feet into the universe. Okay. As an Aquarius, my soul's purpose is represented by a man who has a jar, and the water is pouring out of the jar onto the world. My soul's purpose, again, is, as I said earlier, go into the cosmic code, translate those incredible, magnificent cosmic energy, put it in the jar, and the water that is pouring out of the jar is me. That's what the age of Aquarius is all about, bringing us together, astrology unified, and you could be any race, you will still bleed red. And that's something you can never forget. We are all on this planet for a very specific purpose. That's what the age of Aquarius is all about. To make you aware of the incredible, of the impossible. Some people ask me why I am so interested into the stars. That's because I was born with the energy of the stars. I was born under the constellation of Aquarius and the Pisces sun sign. You cannot teach Michael Jackson to sing and dance. You cannot teach Madonna to sing and dance. You cannot teach a proficient writer to write noble, beautiful books. You cannot teach Michael and Gerald, Mozart or Beethoven, to play symphonies. The gift is nothing else than the set of stars that make you totally different than me. And that includes my interest, my gift, my sins and virtues. It's all written in light. Since I can't remember, I always knew that I was not normal. I always knew it. I'm not normal. I'm interested in things that uh, other people are not. And, and I have a curse. I will not remember anyone's face. I will not remember anyone's telephone number. I am very poor at taking directions. I have absolutely no memory. But I will never ever forget the date of birth of everybody that I met in my life. I will never get lost into the universe. I will get lost in a small area, but not in the universe. That, that's, a, that's the way I'm designed. It's my gift. As a child, I always knew not only I was different, but I was taught to ask questions, and then I landed on the book, and that book literally changed my life. 
it's it's a book that was uh, written that was an astrological book that started to spark my curiosity and uh, of course having the moon in Gemini I'm very curious so I start to ask questions I start to observe I start to uh, realize and then over the years I, I developed my own celestial identity to uh, to the top literally as far as reading people and as far as making predictions because again um, there are no accidents there are only cosmic circumstances at play that again I was trying scientific community and majority of people do not know just yet but again the age of Aquarius is, is changing all that you know when I was a kid I was terrible in mathematics I mean I couldn't stand mathematics to this day my mind is not geared to dwell with detail, but my mind is more objective. I was, uh, my teacher used to say, Louis, you are really good in what we call in French dissertation, writing. I was, he was saying, he was reading my own work in front of the class. And I was, wow, I must be good then. I didn't know that I had a gift in communication and in writing. And then as far as English is concerned, you know, I, I never took an English course in my life and I never learned how to type. Meantime, I write every day. I write books, 600 page books. I'm speaking all over the place. I speak a few languages. It's a gift. And every one of the people that are watching me right now, I wish I could help them to explore their divinity because I could point them out to a gift that is sleeping. They don't even know they have it. Sometimes the gift is obvious. You know, I play piano, I play guitar, I like to sing, I write songs. This is obvious gift. There are a lot of people that are very confused. They do not know. And astrology is designed to, to do just that. You know, astrology is pretty much like... Um, the wine of the year. <laughs> it has the color, it has the test of that specific moment of the year. And then you have the seasons. And those constellations uh, are there and designed by God Himself so that you can lead a safer and more productive life. That's why God gave us the stars. Not for NASA to send a little robot of, of one, you know, trying to make you believe one day you're going to live on Mars. There's more to it. You know, humans are so much more than blood, flesh, and bones. We are human spirits. We are loaded with power and with gifts, not only through the cosmic code, but through the superconscious in time and space. There is so much, so much that we have inherited from our, our stellar conception. And, and if you dig into it, it will open your eyes and it will open a door to a brand new, brand new road that would bring about all your wishes. Astrology was used only in the old days by those who have the education. That's the clergy, the church. But most of the information was coming from gifted people like me, which, sad enough, we end up on the stage or hang all around because uh, it was against God. They didn't want that wisdom to be you know, pushed out to the masses. And then some people realize that there is a very, very strong financial aspect to astrology. So, and it goes your horoscope newspaper. 
Okay, that's modern astrology. That's where it started with it finished in the horoscope newspaper. What I'm teaching is Nostradamus, 16th century divine astrology. And again, the great prophet 500 years ago didn't have a watch or a computer. That's why dedicating with the rising detail, trying six dial degrees, all that is not part of my teaching. I guide people in understanding each sign of the zodiac is positive and negative aspect. Each planet that controls each sign of the zodiac, and each planet, good or bad, in each sign of the zodiac, and each dragon's head and tail in each sign of the zodiac. It takes about six, seven hours a day if you really push it, and a full week. And then once you get at the end, and it's one of, of my psychiatric psychiatrist students saying, Dr. Turing, I have learned more in your week-long crash course instead of other than seven years in my accredited college. But again, you know, you cannot be either normal, religious, or have a low, uh, unevolved UCI. If you're not curious or if you're not smart, uh, you're not going to get into tremendous, wonderful values and power of divine astrology. You have to be either curious, you have to be normal or above. You cannot be below. Now they do not they do not know uh, the mother of all science of so divine astrology. Uh, this this methodology is very intuitive, very symbolic, easy to digest. All you do is listen and then you build a reflex the third time. It comes naturally. All my students tell me, oh that moment way down oh yes yes this is happening all the time in my classes it makes me feel absolutely wonderful when i do a, a reading of course i i don't tell people what they want to hear and people are not stupid they know they can detect if you're real or not when i start to talk about their health when i start to talk about what happened to them what's ahead of them where they're good and where they're bad when i point out a very specific area of their body that they have health and they they kind of look at you like how does he know it's all written in light anybody anyone watching me today can do as good as me or my students. It's just a matter of education. Astrology is not a religion. It's not something you believe. It's a science. In other words, you got to put the energy. you got to put the time to investigate and react to it. It's a wonderful feeling to know that I am able to guide a person to what God has intended this person to be. Uh, you've got to be cautious uh, with horoscope newspaper. And some people relate to their horoscope. They say, oh, wow, they said this and it happened to me. What happened is that uh, the horoscope has stimulated the superconscious in time and space. You know, the future is nothing else than the reincarnation of your thoughts. And as I said earlier, we are much more than blood, bone, and flesh. We have a lot of inner power that comes from the superconscious in time and space. But that's another show. What I'm trying to tell you is sometimes the horoscope stimulates those forces and your horoscope becomes a reality. But it could also be negative. When you come to me, you actually trust me with your spirit. A physician without knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician. That is from the father of modern medicine. So when you have somebody 
which happens to be the true father of medicine, saying to you, you cannot call yourself a doctor if you do not study astrology. That tells you that there's something pretty incredible in the science itself. I'm going to use another quote. This one is from Nikola Tesla. You, you probably heard of Nikola Tesla. Mm -hmm. He says, my brain is only a receiver. In the universe, there is a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. I have not penetrated into the secret of this core, but I know that it exists. That is Nikola Tesla. And what I did myself is uncover this core. But how can I say that and remain humble? to the eyes of people who may think because I'm so confident and I'm so real and I'm so honest, I have a, a, an ego problem. I just state the facts. You know, sometimes I feel the amount of cosmic wisdom that I have can be a blessing when I use it to help people, to guide people. You know, but I, I am like a shoemaker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I make shoes, but I'm the worst, I wear the worst shoe on the planet. Because I know so much that I consider sometimes to be a curse for my own self to know that much. Now, it's a blessing because I'm able to guide people accurately, to make predictions that are undeniable. I even brought the FBI twice on my house, okay? But at the same time, it's a curse because the majority of people can't relate to me or don't believe it. I do predictions of earthquakes and God knows. My gosh, they are totally undeniable because they are documented, they are published and they are dated on TV, on radio, my books, my newsletters, whatever. Once I predict the 9-11, a year before I give all the details of what would happen on that day, and you can Google it. Dr. Terry 911 famous predictions. You can see what I wrote. And at the very end, in my book, in block letter, I wrote, watch the power of the planet, the sun release of energy of Uranus, and the government will make drastic decision. That is all block to tell you how much I knew. And a year later, it happened. I looked at, the, at my charts and I thought, there is a very serious potential for terrorist attack in my own country. So I sat on my computer, I went to the French FBI and I warned them, I said, you know what, on that day um, you're going to have a terrorist attack and then uh, a week later you're going to have a terrorist attack in New York. Next thing I know, two FBI agents knock at my door and they go, how do you know there were going to be an attack in Paris. Uh, so I look at my chart. You know, I don't predict anything, actually. I just look at the stars, and the stars are more than dead rock. They're telling me things, and I translate it the best way I can. They look at everywhere in my house. They look at my uh, statues. They look at my uh, green cards. They look, make sure that I was not a sleeping cell, because they thought I was part of the terrorist group to know the exact thing. And that was it. Then I did it again. <laughs> New York. I brought another couple of FBI who knocked my house who did the same thing. They were wondering, so I showed them. I said, look, I have a software. I designed a software. Okay? A software that allows me to realize 
that those stars have hidden knowledge, hidden power, and I'm gifted in translating it and giving specific dates for terrorist attack, earthquakes, or God knows what. They looked at it, and uh, they were very perplexed. They were young. They were like, I don't know, 40, 45 years old kids. Uh, to me, they are kids. I'm over 70 years old. So they've been, they've been educated so traditionally, so scientifically, that they did not realize the tremendous amount of information that was available to them through my work. You know, I do have police officers, oh God, so many police officers feedback on my website. I have a police chief of New York and his son, uh, he's a retired police captain in New York. He is following me closely. He's one of my students. And he's like me, he's desperate trying to bring it to the police. Because the software is here. The education I can provide it to the cops. And then when they stop somebody, they, they have their date of birth. They just type the date of birth and you tell them right away if they are dealing with a platonic deadly soul who will not hesitate to kill them. That's what makes the difference between a, a positive, productive human being, law obedient citizen, and a killer. Because they are out there. Don't be fooled. They are out there. And they are ready to kill you because that's what they need to do in order to survive. You know, horoscopes is based upon imagination. There is a big financial aspect to astrology. There is, uh, it's commercialized. It's in newspaper, magazine. It's all over the place. But it has nothing to offer but imagination. However, human beings need to regenerate. They need to know. So, there are days when you wish you had no getting up. You're going to have a bad cold. You are going to um, have a flat tire. You're going to get a ticket from a cop. You're going to, you're going to ruin your car. There are such a day. I call them negative cosmic biorhythm. And there are other days where everything you touch turns gold. It all depends on how your UCI or how your stars are affecting the stars of that day. If they are in harmonious aspect, they talk to each other progressively, positively, harmoniously, you're going to have a fantastic day. But if they are in opposition or in square, or you are under one of your negative cosmic biorhythm, you're playing Russian roulette with your life on that day. There are people who decide to jump out of the plane. Oh, parachute don't open, and they crash and die. The people who go in, uh, in a cruise, when they feel like they use the human calendar, they don't know nothing about the moon calendar. Or they decide to take a cruise when they feel like. The next thing you know, what was supposed to be the most exciting, wonderful, beautiful holiday experience happens to be a nightmare, and they come back sick. Humans haven't been trained to understand the rules of the cosmic codes and work in harmony with those celestial body. This wisdom has been lost, it's been uh, manipulated, cast aside, ridicule in the name of science and religion. And in the process, humanity is paying the ultimate price for challenging God's cosmic design and for thinking they know better than God himself. There goes you scientists, the atheists. I personally believe that 
using the stars is like flying a plane. I mean, would you dare trying to fly an airplane if you don't know anything about the aeronautical maps, the technology involving the plane, the plane itself, the regulation of the FAA? Would you dare? If you manage to take this plane out of the ground, what's going to happen? You're going to die. That's what I'm trying to say. Humans are like the beautiful shuttle, the beautiful airplane. But they can fly safely and so high. They can dominate everything. But they haven't been trained. They don't know the rules. I took the example of an airplane, but it goes for anything else. Education. Education is the key. In reference of the stars, every single human being is constantly bombarded by those cosmic winds coming from the stars. To give you an example, during a full moon, you know that the emergency services are going completely out of order. You also heard our subconscious response to our closest satellite, the moon. The words lunatic, moody, and crappy. The moon cycle is 28 and a half days, which is the same cycle than woman menstruation. So you're talking about the moon being responsible for your emotions. Now you have 12 signs of the zodiac. Okay? 12 different moon signs. You have the moon in Aries. You're going to be competitive. You're going to be impatient. You're going to be aggressive on the negative aspect. On the positive aspect, you're going to be very competitive and become a leader of the mind. You have the moon in Taurus, dignified, perfect. That's the domestic area of the human experience. Taurus is the bull, is security. So that moon is dignified, it's one of the best positions for domesticity. Cooking, family, security, real estate, moon in Taurus. You have the moon in Gemini, it goes Dr. Terry. You're gonna be an ADHD. And as I said to my student, being ADD or ADHD is not a disorder, it's a gift. Einstein was ADD. Gemini is the opposite of Sagittarius. Gemini is critical thinking. Sagittarius or Jupiter is the codification of thought. That's the books, that's the Bible. There goes Gemini challenging the system, challenging by questioning. Now, if you have the winning scope, you're good luck to you. Now, you have the emotional response of life. Uh, in killing literally your domestic scenery. Elizabeth Taylor was born with the moon in Scorpio. How many husbands, hypothetically speaking, she killed? Seven or eight? So if you have the moon in Scorpio, you're going to nurture tremendous negative resentment, revenge, destruction. You're not going to be able to understand why you want to kill everybody or you want to kill yourself. I was born with uh, Saturn, which is called in Greek mythology, the great malefic. Uh, I was born with this planet in the sign of Virgo. Virgo is the elimination principle. It's cleansing, cleaning your intestines, your bowels. So having this nasty planet in the sign of Virgo led me to contract cancer. If you have Saturn in Aries, in the head, okay, you're going to have problems with your eyes, your nose, your teeth, or you're going to have... Uh, uh, you may develop brain cancer. Again, again there are ways to avoid that. Okay? On the medical aspect of Nostradamus is the minus promise. I teach what to do and not to do. If you have Saturn, the great man of feet in Taurus, remember Aries the head, Pisces the feet. Okay? Taurus is the neck. 
then you might have problems with your thyroid gland, or develop thyroid cancer. And then in third position is Gemini, your lungs, your arms, your fingers, motion. Okay, if you have Saturn in, in Gemini, the air intake is going to be very, very small, and you're going to collect bacteria on top of your lungs that can give you all sorts of allergies and problems uh, and cancer, if not coronavirus, for that matter. That's why some people will die of this disease and others won't. Then, if you have Saturn in Leo, you're prone to serious heart attack or heart problems. If you have it in the stomach, that's where the problem is going to be. If you have it in Scorpio, uh, we're talking about the planet of, of reproduction, the sexual organs, prostate cancer, and all the way down to Pisces, your feet. That is, that's why the father of medicine told us that if you do not study astrology, you cannot call yourself a doctor. Then I have a lot of people say to me, well, Dr. Tully, you're not a real doctor. They're trying to hurt my integrity. Like, Wait a minute here. You know, doctors are killing like two or three hundred thousand people every year because of medicine and medication. I don't prescribe medication, so I never killed anybody, just the opposite. And those people have to realize there's a big difference between education, intelligence, and the gifts. Uh, but they're just rational, they're logical, they are unevolved souls, and I understand them. And it's very hard for me sometimes not to be negative with them and go down to their level. But this is how it is. This is, this is life. Mercury is the tiniest planet in our solar system. Three times a year, this planet is going to go backwards, retrograde, of course. It's an optical illusion. Mercury is still going forward. But because of the ecliptic, it happens to look like it's going retrograde. Now, what happened during those days? Uh, anything to do with transportation, communication, anything to do with uh, chain reaction accidents and weather is going completely out of order. But most of all, mercury also affects the GPS of animals, including whales, dolphins, who think the open ocean is that way, when they actually beat themselves, because their GPS, natural GPS, is malfunctioning. This, this problem. So, when Mercury goes direct, things go back normal. But this is an opportunity given to you by God. Think of a train. That train is going this way all the time. It's going fast. We have no time. We're working. We're busy. We have to do all something. A lot of responsibility. We have no time to listen to Dr. Turing, for example. Then God says, oh, 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 slow down, slow down the train. And now, put it in reverse. So what you're doing by going backwards, you are now helping the people who have missed the boat or missed the train to jump in and catch up with us. That's the purpose of Mercury Retrograde. It makes people much more receptive to metaphysics, to spirituality. It brings affairs and people of the past. People you haven't heard forever. Oh my gosh, I didn't hear about you for 15 years. Where were you? Mercury Retrograde. Then Mercury rules every moving part. Mechanic engineering. It rules uh, your wheels. It rules uh, everything that moves. And it's like somebody's putting a stick in it. <laughs> you, the universe doesn't want you to go forward. It wants you to go backwards and then realize what you've missed. That's the purpose of Mercury retrograde. The fact of the matter is nothing is motionless. The universe is constantly moving. We are talking about our own solar system here. You know, the scientists are discovering new planets every day. They have to entertain you, okay? Yet, 
they know nothing of their of our local solar system and the tremendous spiritual values that incorporate those stars which are so much more than dead rocks hanging out there for the sake of beauty. So our scientists have a lot of retrospection to do and reevaluation to do. But if their UCI is too healthy, too much Capricorn, too much Virgo, too much earthy Taurus, uh, their mental faculties are going to be set to delegate the physical manifesto only. Those people, we need them to build bridge that stand, gearbox that works, you know. Uh, they have to delegate the physical manifesto to make us uh, sure that it works. But you got different guys like me, which are much more uh, geared by uh, our stars to delegate into the future, into the cosmic code, into UFOs, and into the superconscious in time and space. We're all different. That's the beauty of being humans. We're completely and entirely different. You're related to your family genetically 150%. You may look like your mom and your dad or your kids. However, you're, they're going to be the biggest changes in your life because your mother, your sister, your dad, your mom, never going to think, behave, create, or have the same fate as you because they don't have the same UCI. They were not born at the same time that you, they did not habitate the same constellation, the same sign, the same cosmic energy as you. So they are totally stranger to you. You're connected genetically 150%, but when it comes to the world of the spirit, your, your cosmic leniency, your cosmic identity, your cosmic DNA is totally different. And unless you investigate the stars, you never know who you really are and your potential. I, how can I answer such a question and remain, again, <laughs> modest? All I get is people that I haven't seen for many months or many years. Dr. Chiri, remember, you told me this, you told me that, and it happened. So I can only go from what the people have told me. But as far as me being wrong, uh, we could try now. We could try now to make a prediction, right? Okay. President Trump has absolutely no chance whatsoever to be re-elected. Unless, like they did in 2016, the Russian mingle with our election system. Now, this is a very, very sensitive uh, discussion involving coronavirus. The future is nothing else than the reincarnation of the thought. Humans have a lot of power. There are so much more than blood, bonds, and nerves. It is critical to understand. We have elected a president that is a Gemini. Gemini is all about talking, radio, communication, magazine. It's all over confusion. Gemini is all duality. Duality means the right, the left, the Democrat, the Republican. This country has never been so split. Okay, this is due to the president stars. When you elect a president, you are going to be forced to experience his fate, his idiosyncrasies, his stars, his UCI. Okay? It's like a father. 
let's say I'm the father of, a, of my family, I have six kids, and I have a beautiful wife, but I'm a Mormon, or a Scientologist, or a witness of Jehovah. I'm the president, I'm the top. So everybody's going to be what I want them to be. This is what's going on with President Trump. He was born with the tail of the dragon in the sign of Sagittarius. Sagittarius rules anything and everything that dwell with the law. Religion, college, universities, foreigners, the minority, black people, the Indians. Or what's going on right now. Sagittarius rules foreigners, foreign lands. And since this president has been in power, he only had a wish. His wish was to build a wall. Big, tall, magnificent wall. Guess what? He doesn't have to build a wall anymore. Because the war is here. It's called coronavirus. His wish was to literally put the United States of America into a box. And America is now in a box, completely against the rules of God's design. America remembers the cancer country with the head in Leo, supposed to run the world like every other president did. But nobody's there to guide our president. Our president is like you and me. He's a human being. He has a heart. He has feelings. He's a father. He's a family. He has a family. Okay? But he's under the jurisdiction of the stars. And, and it's a disgrace, not only for our president, but every politician on the planet and every president on the planet not to be conscious. In the future, we're not going to elect a president because... He's, uh, he's got money, a land on money, or he's a famous actor, or a famous singer, or run a TV show. No. In the future, people are going to be cosmic enough, like I am, okay? And they're going to elect presidents who have the right stars, so that they can promote their country. We're not there yet, but it's on the way. It, it's going to get there in time. It's part of my mission. But it is crucial to understand that people are very emotional. You're talking about a president that's supposed to endorse and promote and love their president. Well, that's a given, and they should. But they must understand that my work has nothing to do with politics. Don't kill the messengers, please. I am here to make you aware of your president's stars and why we have been cursed because of his stars, pretty much like the German people who have elected Hitler. They were not cosmic conscious. They did not know that Hitler was born with the tail of the dragon in Capricorn. Capricorn was politics. Because of politics, he went to jail. Yet, he still managed to stick on his tail, be in charge of Germany, and drive the white German people to kill millions of people all over the world. And we pay such a heavy price for this lack of cosmic consciousness. Between logic and emotions, emotions will always override logic. Don't kill the messengers again, okay? I understand you, the depth of your emotions, okay? But try to understand where I'm coming from and benefit. And you can go to any of my newsletters and you can read the entire chart of President Trump. Because everything that happened since he's in power, four years, the day before he got in power, I did his stars and I explained everything that is today right here in our face. And that's the beauty of being cosmic conscious. And that's where my curse is.
Now this is this is where um, you are going to be testing Dr. Cherry. This is where you're going to realize the true power of Nostradamus divine astrology. Because what I'm going to say, I have to be very cautious, but at the same time, I feel responsible to let you know. Once the tail of the dragon move out of Sagittarius, uh, sometime in 2021, anything to do with foreigners, foreign lands, anything to do with the virus, anything to do with the stars of the year, which are very negative, Stars that are the same, our president dragon still cursing foreigners, foreign land, and foreign affairs, uh, putting America in that box. That's going to go in time. But the next dragon is going to be a completely different dragon. This dragon is going to be a scorpionic dragon. I mean, you're talking about the most powerful, the most destructive, the rebirthing energy of Scorpio. Now, Scorpio, remember, rules the police force. And this dragon is void, of course, which means it's already in action. And that's why you have the entire, my prediction of the police being restructured is taking place right now. And that's going to put, that's going to give a full, complete restructure to all the secret service, the police. Uh, Scorpio rules also a large corporation, which are going to go belly up. Secret, a wake-up call, like extraterrestrial will be won't be deniable anymore. You'll be there. Put it this way. You're talking about a supreme wake of call coming to us. Um, the tale of the dragon is going to be in the fifth house of love, romance, and creativity of the United States. And that affects children or young adults. So it could be a, a natural disaster. It could be a war. Remember, Russia is a Scorpio country. So they can, they're about to do some nasty things. Uh, Putin, I already know, will die of a heart attack. And so will Kim Jong-un. I already know that. It's in their stars. That's why I, I made that prediction a while ago. So be ready with the tail of the dragon in Scorpio for a complete rebirth of the United States. The good news is the head of the dragon in Taurus. Taurus was the bank. Taurus was money, solidity, and security. So the complete revamp that I've seen financially, we put America where it belongs, where it has always been. Once the negative stars are moving away, those that are imposed by the celestial universal current and by our president uh, negative stars. And you will think, when it comes uh, a year, a year and a half, two years from now, the dramatic impact. If you think death and drama is something that's going to go away and it's over, it's not. It's just the beginning. So just be prepared. And uh, remember, Regardless of what the stars say, there is a higher order, a karmic work that has been imposed upon the United States, upon any one of us, including all politicians. And no one can control or try to change God's will because it's written in light in the stars. Just, just be prepared for a rebirth, for a wicked call, for very dramatic news, but at the same time for a beautiful rebirth of the United States of America. Anyone interested in Nostradamus Divine Astrology has to start with a book called In God's Created the Stars. That's the basic, the dynamics of Divine Astrology. The second book should be The Power of the Dragon. The last book is for those who have graduated. It's called I Know All About You. Uh, you know, if you go to a public place, for example, and 
you've got a, a business deal to do. You cannot ask this person, okay, uh, what is your birthday and what time were you born? And where were you born? Like modern astrology request. All you need to know is the month of birth. Imagine that. Once they have um, those three books, they can finalize with uh, my bestseller, which is uh, Beyond the Secret, which involves, of course, all the deep secrets coming from the depth of the superconscious in time and space. As far as writing books, I don't know, I must have wrote about 300 books. I write every day. <laughs> I mean, those that are published, uh, uh, crystallized on Amazon, they are pretty much everywhere on my website. Get them anywhere. <laughs> Good question. Nostradamus was born in December. And Nostradamus was born with the head of the dragon in Pisces. Now, Nostradamus, Edgar Cayce, Madame Vladaski have something in common. They were top prophet, top healer of the human history. And what they have in common? The three of them have the head of the dragon in Pisces. What does Pisces rules? The superconscious. That's why Edgar Cayce, the sleeping prophet, was going in Dharma space through his sleeping state, delegating the superconscious and being able to x-ray you, telling you where you got a problem. Nostradamus was doing this, um, but he was using quatrain, the same type of quatrain that I use. I'm the only leading astrophile who uses Nostradamus methodology. I write quatrain, but I don't have to fear the French Inquisition cut my neck off and do not be mistake. So I added very obvious keywords. So like today, it's all about NASA, cosmic news, UFOs, sudden release of energy, earthquakes, the future of humanity, the age of Aquarius. We're into that energy right now. And this energy will scavenge. Remember, millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. JP Morgan knew better. Would you dare to completely ignore the red sign in the street or the stop sign in the street. Yes, if you want to die, you're going to ignore the laws that were written by men. And as I said earlier, because nobody taught you the laws of the cosmic code, doesn't mean those laws do not exist. And that does not emancipate you from paying a heavy penalty. What you do not see doesn't mean doesn't exist. That's why you need to be curious. That's why you need to go above. You need to go into the cosmic code and then go under. So you see how you stand. Understand your UCI. Understand your cosmic design, your cosmic divinity, and what God has in store for you as far as your faith is concerned. Nowadays, in this very disturbing dramatic times. People have lost their jobs. Their career is gone. Their children cannot go back to school. Everything is nightmarish, literally. It's a disaster for humanity. These are cosmic winds that are so heavy for us. And this is why this type of cosmic information are revitalizing your spirit. They're giving you an idea to who you are. They're giving you the grounding you need to face the hell we are going through. And this is why 
the universe is stopping everybody. Because remember, a few months ago, everybody was walking down, looking at their cell phone. They forget what it means to hack. They forget what it means to communicate. Not gonna have a mask. Distance. Safety. What is the message behind all this? The message is a higher order has been passed to stop everything and start to reevaluate all that you have accepted as reality. It may be digging to the spirit because you got time now. You can waste your time on Facebook or watching stupid videos, or you could show intelligence and start to delegate the divine. And if you ask, you shall receive. And it's only when the student is ready that the real teacher will appear. And that's where I'm coming from. You know, there are schools right now that teach how to kill. There are scientists working all the time to kill us in mass, to develop poison, to develop anything and everything that kills to manipulate the weather, weaponize the weather, create viruses. Where are my schools of love and light? That's what I'm doing right now. And that helps the people watching this movie to regenerate, to realize that there is a divine purpose that is imposed upon their destiny, which starts right now. Re-evaluate all that you have accepted as reality. Challenge yourself to the extreme. Go back to God's cosmic design where it resides. Understand your divinity and use the gift that was given to you. Because if you're not happy, it's because you don't leave your destiny. As simple as that. Humans are the essence. Humans are the power. Humans are the energy of all those stars above your head. What's above is below. Because you haven't been educated in your understanding of your connection with those rocks. Doesn't mean those rocks have no life in them. And that's why you have to challenge yourself. In bypassing what your five rational, logical human sense dictates and start to visualize and see life through your third eye, through your intuition, through the cosmic design. Doing so will open the door to the miraculous power that you were born with that will lead you to your dearest wishes.
from Kenneth Pranzo Action Kenneth at AOL.com date. Monday, January 25, 2021 Subject YouTube Law 2 SCOTUS SCOTUS at SupremaCourt.gov I've been trying to get this law for about three years. I really need the YouTube laws okay, so we having astrology course for you. Just give me a moment. Oh, 01. 22. I'm gonna teach you the course now, so pay attention. And stay focused. All you need is a month of birth. A month of birth. So Aries is April, which means war. Taurus is May which means money Gemini is communication and June Libra is October which is partnerships and love Scorpio is November the sign of death Sagittarius December the legal area Cancer in July which is the home area Leo in August for celebrities Virgo is September which stands for healthcare Capricorn in January which is work and service to the world and February is Aquarius the sign of technology and March is the sign of faith and religion in Pisces. O2 the 2nd of February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries April War Taurus's money. Gemini. June the month of June speaking teaching. Publishing and writing. The moon is emotional response. Venus is love Mercury is communication. Mars is aggressivity. Sun is famous people Gemini is June Libra is October Scorpios. November Sagittarius is December. O2. 49 Cancer is July Leo is August. Virgo is September Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries Taurus is money. Gemini June the month of June. Speaking talking teaching. Publishing and writing Libra is partnerships. Libra is friends and acquaintances and partners and family great get-togethers and social gatherings Scorpio and death. January is work and service to the world Capricorn Aquarius is February technology Pisces is March faith and religion 03. 58 I'm gonna teach you the course now so pay attention stay focused. All you need is a month of birth a month of birth. So Aries is April Taurus is May Gemini and June Libra is October Scorpios November. 
Sagittarius is December. Cancer and July we owe his August. Virgo is September Capricorn and January February is Aquarius and Pisces is March so with that in mind. Aries, Taurus and Gemini Libra, Scorpio. Sagittarius are all waxing dragons head underneath the waning moon and Cancer Leo. Virgo Capricorn Aquarius and Pisces are waning moon dragon tail underneath the waxing moon. They switch over one by one the Aries Taurus Gemini side where Libra Scorpio. 06. 47 Sagittarius is as normally in the dragon head. All the ways in Cancer Leo Virgo and Capricorn Aquarius. Pisces is only dragon tail. It's always a dragon tail and waning moons are part of the waxing moons and waxing moons are part of the waning moons. 07. 14 and that's not all. When you count from the first house rising down to the house before it's the dragon's head and then from that position you must go to the polar opposed ending to reach the dragon's tail then count three places from the tail backward to find the ultimate grand force the power of the world the universal worldwide energy the globe the natural disaster the real human in us all the land of nature the land of emotional response 07 22 the moon is the domestic scenery venus is love the arts mercury is intellectual response mars is desire and principle Sun is fame and creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. Jupiter is the codification of thought laws. Neptune seeks to find God imagination Uranus's universal truth. Originality in Pluto is life and death. 08. 07 okay. Like I said before it's 08. 19 The moon is emotional response. Venus is love. Mercury is communication. Mars is aggressivity. Sun is famous people creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. Jupiter is the codification of thought Neptune seeks to find God. Uranus is universal truth and originality. Pluto is regeneration and life and death. 09. 02 Aries is Mars Taurus is Venus. Gemini's Mercury. Cancer is the Moon. 
Leo is the Sun Virgo is Mercury Libra is Venus. Scorpio is Pluto Sagittarius in Jupiter and Capricorn. Saturn Aquarius is Uranus and Pisces Neptune. 09. 38 and 10. Oh oh everything is positive and negative in the course and it goes back and forth and in which way positive and negative with all numerology all the time 100% numerology everything completely entirely numerology in the 12 houses of the zodiac and the 12 months of the year from April to March. March. 10. 41 And they also use the north node and sound node of the moon as a polar opposed endings from one end at the bottom to the beginning on the top on the top of that it's a polar opposed end the polar opposed end. And that is the negative and the positive the other way. All numbers are directly led and stand all the way in the houses systems the houses are inner self money communication home famous people marriage friends healthcare death law work service to the world technology and faith 11 11 okay so we have an astrology course for you 11. 28 Earth a month of birth, all you need is a month of birth a month of birth. So Aries is April. This is May Gemini and June Libra is October Scorpios. November Sagittarius is December. Cancer in July we know is August. Virgo is September Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. 12. 10 Aries is War Taurus is Money. Gemini June the month of June. Speaking Peep Teaching. Publishing and Writing. Libra is Partnerships. Libra is friends and acquaintances and partners. I'm going to get togethers in social gatherings. Scorpio and death. Sagittarius's law. Scorpio's November Sagittarius in December the law. And Capricorn in January for work January for work. 12. 57 The Aquarius is for technology and digital media. In February Pisces is March for Faith. September is Virgo Health Care and Leo is Celebrities and July is a home area for Cancer. June is the month of speaking, teaching, publishing and writing. 13. 34 Aries is April the month of war and violence and extreme aggressivity. 
and every number accordingly goes 100% all numbers randomly go with numerology everything goes with numerology everything is numerology every single thing everything Kenneth Pranzo Action Kenneth at AOL.com Nelson Gonzalez Kenny Pranzo FBINSA White House Department Defense Department National Security Apple Microsoft Name Glenn Miller Before the 15th of the month day and year of any month, day and year and time and all eras and years and moments mm. of the year and the day and the month and the year all of them, everything they do, all the months days, years and times months, days, years and times the calendar the, the watch the calendar and the watch the before the 15th is positive, the after the 16th is negative. It reverses for night births or opposite ends, polar opposed actually. It's actually called a polar opposed end, not an opposite. They don't call it an opposite. They call it a polar opposed. And in that case, when you listen to a movie or video and audio, the uh, before the 15th is an after the 16th, and an after the 16th is before the 15th. They say a before the 15th can be considered an after the 16th in general aspects, but a before the 15th is always negative in one way of a, of a tremendous amount of love. But then a, a great after the 16th can be a negative person in the uh, worst case scenarios. And then the before the 15th can be a very evil and dark person under the worst circumstances. And then the after the 16th can be a positive under the great circumstances. As long as the negative reevaluates and goes back to the dragon's head, it will reevaluate the tail in that specific moment. As you know, the energies of the positive and negative go by positive and negative vibrations or energies. With symbolism and metaphor. Just an advice, a word of advice. When you deal with house one and house two, you're counting house one and two, and the tail is on the third placement. And the moon is on the fourth. So, the emotion response, the emotional response is on the moon. And you're dealing with your 
watch. House one and two are connected as the first and second house. Might I recommend some good psychics besides the one I work with, Sylvia Shoemaker Brown, Sylvia Brown, but also might I recommend a real one like Psychic Nikki, Clairvoyant Nikki, Psychic to the Stars, or how about John Edward, Psychic Medium, John Edward, or Glynis McCant. This comes to the end of my tape of the Crash Course in Astrology and Hypnotherapy. I thank you all for learning. And again, this is just basic training for a crash course. May I also recommend that you get other people's courses like Steve G. Jones and Igor Ledahovsky and Paul Masetta and Dr. Jonathan Royal. As these are just separate steps to taking the path to going into hypnosis. These are the basic training modules. And then also the astrology from Dr. Lewis Torrey, Star Theme Productions. Along with the psychology of astrology, there is something called numerology, and it is very severe. If you don't follow every single lesson in the Pythagorean number system and everything in numerology, every last thing in numerology, every last thing, every single thing completely, you will not get the astrology at all. The binaural, the monaural, and the isochronic beats are all a part of the frequencies. Frequency 4.4 and uh, 4.0 are memory and psychic ability. 2.0 is hearing. So in the end, you're dealing with the main, for those are the basic symptoms of frequencies. But in the end, um, and, and basically what you're dealing with, uh, the specific part of it, the main part of those parts, you're putting melodies and music behind hypnosis frequencies. Those music and melodies are altering the brainwaves as it's playing, and it's a form of subliminal induction. And it can be very distracting to hear sounds that you do not want in your, your mind to accept. Because again, they're not listening to the music. They're listening to a frequency behind the music. So you're inducing them into a, a subliminable act of control. You want to relax them. 
and it's self-control, and then it's sleeping downward into relaxation, which will cause a state of tender, subliminable sleep. What you don't want is for them to be in conscious state and awakening state at the same time. If you're both in conscious and awakening, but you're still sleeping, you're in a state called somnambulism. But they say that beta, alpha, theta, delta, and gamma are the levels of brain waves. Beta is the the basic, alpha is the the present, and theta is the middle, and delta and gamma are the deepenings. Those are the studies, the baselines, the study baselines. In the end, what I learned is delta and theta are the ones that, that will kill you to a point where you become crazy because you're suggestible and you're more highly suggestible to doing anything they tell you. Anything. But beta and alpha are the lightest ways to go, but it's not the lightest state. As, as, as we learn from this, you can definitely learn from what we learned that delta and theta are the lightest. That's why you have to be very careful because you're imploding an energy that is strong, but it's a light version of strong. That's why delta and theta are light, not beta and alpha. That is not the case. In the end, when you explain yourself in the tape at the beginning of your hypnosis session, you got to tell them, and you got to be very careful about what you say, you got to tell them this is a moving vehicle instrument. So don't use it in a moving vehicle. Give them precaution that you're a professional. Let them know all your credentials. Let them know you're safe with us and that you'll be going to sleep. Let them know not to be doing anything at the time, driving any motor vehicles, or trying to maintain anything they want to do at all, or absolutely get involved with anything. So if they're doing something right now, put that down and let go of it and learn to sit down and do only this and only this topic you're doing now. Tell them this is for your own beneficial results. You need to stress that you are in a place of calm, serenity, and peace. And you also got to let them know that you, if you need urgent care to call 911.
that's important. And uh, ask for the FDNY, my recommendation. Okay? So now, the last thing I got to ask you is, after you got the procedure down from the beginning of the tape, we'll discuss in the next tape or somewhere on this disc what to do with the frequencies. You can apply all these procedures with words. I understand. Everything I taught you is worded right. The astrology keywords are all with words and energy. And the months go with the houses that go with the signs that go with the symbols that go with the metaphor, that go with the energy and intuitiveness and psychology. Now, a specific way to do a script in the manner that you're doing it, there's a way to do it where you make the deepener go from three to one, or what I like to call counting back upward, but you would go downward in the number. So you would start from 40 and go up to one, but you would, you would, as you count the numbers, you read them downward. So 40, 48, 47, 46, 45. You would read them as if you're reading them. But again, it has to be back the other way. Back the other way. And as you're counting them back the other way, you're going to ascend them back up by reassociating the brain. So what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to count 1 to 10 by descending that number and going 10 to 1. So instead of 1 to 10, you're going to count them back the other way 10 to 1. So you're going to go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. That is called the, um, it's a part of the deepener, and that usually goes, again, you've got the induction, which is the relaxing, the regular deepening, which is the calming, or the or the what most psychologists call the anxiety-provoking mechanism, and then there's those steps I mentioned in this tape, and then there's the ascending of raising themselves into a light trance, but in this particular tape. I discussed how to get them in there faster than anything I said before. Although, once you do it with the induction deepener, 
and you apply the, the uh, suggestions, and then you apply a special move, which I like to call trans-raising. What you do is you go three to one, and you go three to one, but you, you start with three and the highest number and go down. Then you say escape. And you got to count them slow as hell, and you got to get them down, and they will awake in the trance escaping. That's like the great way of doing an induction deepener and suggestion, and then waking them up. That's if you're recording something. Now, in the case of what I just told you in this tape, you're going to apply all these parts, but then you're going to apply at the end, after the suggestion is implanted, you're going to imply the 10 to 1 raising downward, counting backward. Okay? So then you're going to count backward from 10 to 1. Then... You're going to raise it up all the way from one to ten, and then sit and you gotta you gotta snap your finger so freaking hard and say escape at the end, and they will wake up. But if you don't do it without the order I just said a minute ago, where you're descending them down from. 10 to 1, it won't work. You must include that 10 to 1 or you will damage them. You will damage them. The script session is usually consist of the induction and the deepener. When you write the script, intentionally you're writing one part of a long, long calming part, and then you're writing something to bring them descending down the stairs from 10 to 1, and you're dropping them lower and lower. It can be 20 to 1, it can be 30 to 1, but it's got to be really down low into the bottomless pit. Now, in my case, after you do the, the, the descending part, it's always good to ascend them because it's sort of like, it's kind of like very, very condescending that you would not bring them up because then if they're down, how are they going to find their way into trance? It is all well said, good and done, when you hypnotize somebody. But again, there are ways of explaining it, and I'll tell you a way to do it to the most extent. If you said, beyond to the extent which is not the case, that would imply that you're going beyond, going back, which 
is giving a power of going or receiving, not the extent. So you're telling them it's now okay to achieve this goal, but you must be cautious, but it won't listen because you're saying not. Then you say extent and it'll proceed to be believed in the moment that you are in your moment that you want to become. So that means the moment that you are, the moment that you are, the current state, the state that you are, so you could say the moment that your current state that you're in right now, that you are to be believed, you got to keep it in the positive, remember? To be believed, to be positive. And if you work your way around those words, you can actually use conversational hypnosis. Now, in the end, that's just a simple form of conversational hypnosis. If you put embedded commands and you put words inside a word and replace the word, then you embed the command in the paragraph or sentence. You're giving the power of suggestible codes to manipulate and use mentalism. Transtermination awakens them. After doing the, what we call the induction, which is a simple calming and relaxing of tranquil music and healing positive bells and rain and thunder and relaxing melodies and calming, relaxing sounds and a word, spoken word, telling you to relax and take it easy and just calm yourself. Then you go to the deepener where you go down a flight of stairs and then you ascend up into trance. Now, in my case, I don't do the deepener. I do the ascension and then I drop them down anyway. But uh, then we have to insert the suggestions after getting into a lock of uh, what we call a specific connection lock. So in order to do that, you have to go back to the, the uh, so it goes induction deepener, but then you go to relaxing again and you tell them to relax and take it easy. And you say, go further and further, deeper and deeper into deep hypnosis. Now, the term I use, the term that specifically controls them is the now part. So you would, so you would say this in the, in the induction as well as the after the deepener, while you're re reciting that relaxative part, 
you would say, go further and further, deeper and deeper. That That's how you would perform the induction and the deepener. Then you would install the extra modalities of the system. Mentalism is only used in suggestible states. Overall, when trying to use mentalism, you want to keep it always positive and never in the negative condensation because you will cause a riot. The mind doesn't always respond sometimes. You got to understand, it'll only respond to responses when called under the wraps or hidden. Hidden underneath its undertones. That is called a secret subliminal message. When it is said underneath its suggestibility, it can be suggested hiddenly. That is a form of secret talking like whispering or talking softly or slowly, talking slowly with speed. In the case of this, they would call this an energy or vibration. The direct specific information they get from it is that when you're negating something and you're negating it into a negative order, most of the time, like a transformational movie, a negation is always considered the truth. And in a courtroom, the truth will always win out, no matter what. Just stay positive and keep it with the... Keep it with white lies. I mean, it's okay with white lies. It's all right. But just be careful of being a liar. If you're a liar, you'll never win. You'll never win. It's got to be a hundred percent honest. A hundred percent honest. See, when you're under hypnosis, negation plays a part. Knowing that you're negated or you're negating something forms an energy of I do not want to do this, or I do not feel like doing this. It's all right to say, I do not want to do this, but if I said, I do not feel like I want to do this, that's a totally different thing. So you've got to be direct to the point and say no. More times you say no, you're actually controlling the mind in a suggestible state 
to act upon it. This is one of the mind manipulators that I talked about where we were discussing dragged on the street and shot up and beat up for assaulting and murdering yourself over mentalism. Mentalism, again, is the term they use for mind control or taking over someone's brain and taking over someone's thought patterns and hijacking them. If you do that with mentalism, that's a bad thing. And like I said previously, that's not accepted in this particular case that I have discussed. The most dangerous deadly secret of astrology and the most highly convincing deadly almighty power the death of all deaths the killing in astrology is the western charts when you look at a western astrology natal wheel a natal wheel the head is the tail in the natal wheel. The natal chart. The head is the tail. Every chart supports the other chart and involves another chart that is the other opposite end of the chart. But what I tell you, that's relationships. That's relationships. And the hidden dragon is the sun sign that you land on on the house of the month of the house that you land on. Or the sun sign that you land on. This is a monthly housing system with April as Aries and Pisces, which is March, April to March. It is an energy-driven system full of psychology, an energy-driven system full of psychology. But I only use the houses, the sun signs, and the positive and negative and the moon, the moon, the, the, the guy up above, the moon, the moon, the moon. Nothing like it, nothing anything more, nothing anything less. The moon is our core beliefs, our structure, and what we hold dear. The moon is our if you're on the dragon's tail, the polar opposed is the head. The tail reevaluates the head and changes it completely around the chart, all the way completely for the whole thing, the entire order. But the 
dragon's head is the tail, the tail is the head, in some other cases. But when you count one, two, three places from the spot that you want to look for in the sun sign or the month of the birth, you will land on the tail. And the next house is the moon. Another only exclusive Okay, this is a good one. Waxing moans are waxing moans. Waning moans are waning moans. Waxing moans are positive new moans. Waning moans are full moans and are negative. This side will always be a dragon's head. This side on the other end will always be a dragon's tail. On the bottom is the polar opposed, waning moon and waxing moon. War April, Aries, Money May, Taurus. Speaking June, Gemini, Partners and October, Libra. Death, November, Scorpio. Law, December, Sagittarius. That's the dragon's head. The dragon's tail is the home, July, Cancer. Fame, August, Leo. Healthcare, September, Virgo. Work and service to the world, January, Capricorn. Digital technology and friendship and socialization, Aquarius, February. And faithfulness and religion for March, Pisces. Underneath that, is the waxing moon for those sides and for the other end is the waning moon. Those are known as also the Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. They're known for the dragon's tail. Again, when you count 
one, two. You're on the sun sign placement. The sun sign placement. When you count three, you're on the tail, the dragon's tail. When you count four, you're on the moon. Those are the houses. Now, the way I do it, that's how Lewis Torrey counts it. But the way I do it is I count one, two, three, and I'm on the tail. And then the next house is the moon. Okay? Now, when you get on this order, which is a, another way of doing it, you count one, two, and you're on the sun sign, and the tail's on the third. But once you reach, reach either the sun sign or the tail, the polar opposed ending is positive or negative based upon the criteria of a vibration. So if it's positive or negative, adjust accordingly. Then the dragon is the north node and south node of the moon, which jurisdicts you by your main power, your source that is everything that controls you, everything in the entire world. That's how Lewis Torrey does it. But I go with positive and negative energy and leave out the retrograde. Louis uses the retrograde. A window of opportunity is the sun sign that you land on in the month that you're in on the current day where your moon sign is landing on. A window would be like a plutonic window or a moon window or a uronic window, which are very dangerous, or a Neptunian window, which is really bad. Really bad. Extremely, extremely bad. Aries is war. Taurus is money. Gemini is communication. Cancer is the home area. Leo is famous people. Virgo is health care. Libra is marriage and partnerships. Scorpio is sex and incorporative funds. Sagittarius is the law. Capricorn is work and service to the world. Aquarius is friendship and 
Pisces is spirituality. Scorpio can sometimes mean death. Aries is April. Taurus is May. Gemini is June. Cancer is July. Leo is August. Virgo is September. Libra is October. Scorpio is November. Sagittarius is December. And Capricorn is January. And Aquarius is February. And Pisces is March. New moons are always assuming the greatest information I know. From what I know, and all the specs, the specs and detail, the speculation, the speculation is that a new moon can be very dangerous and last the whole week. New moons and full moons last one week or two weeks, and that's how it is. A retrograde is all backward and lasts a whole month and is extremely dangerous. Those are for 9-11 and thunderstorms and tsunamis and explosions and real stuff that involve bombings of buildings and typhoons. In a light state of trance, when you ascend into a higher level and ascend higher, you're in a state of recollection, so the words can easily pass through you. In that state, you can become receptive to suggestions. That's the first thing. Relaxation is counting around the corner from 1 to 10. Then deepening is going 10 to 1, going downward, going all the way downward. Then you've got to ascend us up again by counting upward and the reason you want to count downward is because it's it is condescending but technically you want to go from one to ten and then you want to in your mind's eye as you count downward you're going to count the numbers one to ten but you're going to speak them slower and slower as if you were counting downward. 
then you're going to count upward again. And then, only then, are you going to drop and count downward 10 to 1. If you do that in a slow maneuver of words, speaking with calming tones and relaxing music, and then you say these words, these specific words, you will instantly put them in a trance. Now, the terms that they use to do it after this procedure is there is a sign and a signal. Notice that when you say there is a sign and a signal, the word that you're saying with the S word is a term that has to be said slowly. Then say, enter deep hypnosis now. But then say, psychokinesis. And then say, deep sleep now. And they will automatically enter hypnosis. Automatically. Once you get your suggestions in, then you have to count them up, 1 to 10, going upward, and then counting 3 to 1, backward, and then say escape. When someone is in a light trance, the most highly extreme severe cases of a light trance, the most extreme, the highly deadly, the most deadly, the, the, uh, like the Osama 9-11, September 11 bombing, extreme cases, the real bombing of 9-11, something really strong of like trance, is the only way to become highly suggestible to reaction time. That is a reaction time. And once it's proceeded under hypnosis, it can cause devastating effects. So use your powers wisely because theta and delta are the lightest. They can cause deadly effects that can ripple forever in your memory and will literally jam you in your head and put a knife to your eye and blow out your eyeball in a matter of minutes with a blade from a machete. It's that bad. It is that bad. And it will poke your eye out with a needle, with an injectable needle to your eye. It's that bad. It is so bad you'll be crossed, dropped down, and dragged on the street and thrown in the street forever. It's so bad. So don't ever try it.
any reaction from the moon because an equal opposite reaction toward a reaction that comes directly to you is valid point to react back to you in the same manner based upon the moon's waxing and waning of the moon. The world is run by the moon and the waxing and waning of the moon, the new moon and the full moon are main focal points that control the reaction of the external or uh, the main cause of reaction time for people in the world who don't subconsciously, who are in the external, the subconscious, who don't know it in their head, but they are being programmed to receive messages subliminally through reaction time. And because of the interpretations of the planetary alignment of the, of the solar system, and how the planets are positioned at the time of birth, their internal uh, mind subliminally sees that, and their out, outstanding or direct reaction toward the outside stimuli or the world around them is to react in that manner. And if you're controlling somebody under a suggestible state, you can easily cause an instant reaction. A shooter's mind is only receptible to the inherited detail of a negative thought. So if you plug a suggestible person, and especially with anybody, with negative thoughts, and they're invertedly hypnotized, they will come across and react dysfunctionally, causing an internal stimuli reaction of mass shootings and explosions. Subject, YouTube Law, 2, Scottus. I've been trying to get this law for about three years. I really need the YouTube Laws. Okay, so we have an astrology course for you. Just give me a moment. 122. I'm gonna teach you the course now, so pay attention. And stay focused. All you need is a month of birth. A month of birth. So Aries is April, which means war. Taurus is May, which means money, Gemini is communication, and June Libra is October, which is partnerships, and love Scorpio is November, the sign of death, Sagittarius, December, the legal area, Cancer in July, which is the home area, Leo in August, for celebrities, Virgo is September, which stands for healthcare, Capricorn in January, which is work and service to the world, and Spoiri is Aquarius, the sign of technology, and March is the sign of faith and religion in Pisces. 202. 
February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries April War Taurus is money. Gemini, June the month of June speaking teaching. Publishing and writing, the moon is emotional response. Venus is love, Mercury is communication. Mars is aggressivity. Sun is same as people, Gemini is June, Libra is October, Scorpios. November Sagittarius is December. 249. Cancer is July, Leo is August. Virgo is September, Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries Taurus is money. Gemini June the month of June. Speaking, talking, teaching, publishing and writing Libra is partnerships. Libra is friends and acquaintances and partners and family great get-togethers and social gatherings Scorpio and death. January is work and service to the world Capricorn Aquarius is square technology Pisces is March faith and religion. 358. I'm gonna teach you the course now so pay attention stay focused. All you need is a month of birth, a month of birth. So Aries is April, Taurus is May, Gemini and June, Libra is October, Scorpio is November. Sagittarius is December. Cancer and July, Leo is August. Virgo is September, Capricorn in January, Spoiri is Aquarius and Pisces is March. So with that in mind, Aries, Taurus and Gemini, Libra, Scorpio. Sagittarius are all waxing dragon's head underneath the waning moon and Cancer Leo, Virgo, Capricorn, Aquarius and Pisces are waning moon dragon tail underneath the waxing moon. They switch over one by one the Aries, Taurus, Gemini side where Libra, Scorpio. 647. Sagittarius is normally in the dragon head. All the ways in Cancer Leo, Virgo and Capricorn, Aquarius. Pisces is only dragon tail. It's always a dragon tail and waning moons are part of the waxing moons and waxing moons are part of the waning moons. 714. And that's not all. When you count from the first house rising down to the house before it's the dragon's head and then from that position you must go to the polar opposed ending to reach the dragon's tail then count three. Places from that tail backward to find the ultimate grand force, the power of the world, the universal worldwide energy, the globe, the natural disaster, the real human in us all, the land of nature, the land of emotional response. 722. The moon is the domestic scenery. Venus is love, the arts. Mercury is intellectual response. Mars is desire and principle. Sun is fame and creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. Jupiter is the codification of thought laws. Neptune seeks to find God, imagination, Uranus is universal truth, originality, and Pluto is life and death. 807. Okay, like I said before, it's 819. The moon is emotional response. Venus is love. Mercury is communication. Mars is aggressivity. Sun is famous people, creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. Jupiter is the codification of thought. Neptune seeks to find God. Uranus is universal truth and originality. Pluto is regeneration and life and death. 902. Aries is Mars. Taurus is Venus. Gemini is Mercury. Cancer is the moon. Leo is the sun. Virgo is Mercury. Libra is Venus. Scorpio is Pluto. Sagittarius and Jupiter and Capricorn. Saturn Aquarius is Uranus and Pisces Neptune. 9.38 and 10 o'clock.
Everything is positive and negative in the course, and it goes back and forth and in which way positive and negative with all numerology all the time 100% numerology everything completely entirely. Numerology and the 12 houses of the zodiac and the 12 months of the year from April to March. 1041. And they also use the north node and south node of the moon as a polar opposed endings from one end at the bottom to the beginning on the top on the top of that it's a polar opposed end of the polar. Opposed end. And that is the negative and the positive the other way. All numbers are directly lead and stand all the way in the houses systems. The houses are inner self, money, communication, home, famous people, marriage, friends, healthcare, death, law, work, and service to the world, technology, and faith. 1111. Okay, so we have an astrology course for you. 1128. Birth, a month of birth. All you need is a month of birth, a month of birth. So Aries is April. This is May, Gemini, and June, Libra is October, Scorpios. November, Sagittarius is December. Cancer in July we know is August. Virgo is September Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. 1210. Aries is War Taurus is money. Gemini June the month of June. Speaking be teaching. Publishing and writing. Libra is partnerships. Libra is friends and acquaintances and partners. I'm going to get togethers in social gatherings. Scorpio and death. Sagittarius's law. Scorpio's November Sagittarius in December the law. And Capricorn in January for work January for work. 1257. The Aquarius is for technology and digital media. In February Pisces is March for faith. September is frugal healthcare and Leo is celebrities and July is a home area for cancer. June is the month of speaking, teaching, publishing and writing. 1334. Aries is April, the month of war and violence and extreme aggressivity. And every number accordingly goes 100%. All numbers randomly go with numerology. Everything goes with numerology. Everything is numerology. Every single thing, everything. Kenneth Pranzo. Action Kenneth at AOL.com. Nelson Gonzalez. And as you know, when you take a house and take and count one, two, you're on the sun sign. The house after that is the dragon's tail, and the house after that is the moon, which is the entire chart, everything. Now, otherwise known, when you reach a house placement of the month that you're on, the month, the sun sign on the month that you're on, the polar opposed ending of the sign that you land on with the month is the other end of the spectrum. We go positive and negative energy. And the dragon is the north node and south node of the moon. Positive and negative, new moon, full moon. Sex is good, but only in moderation because it is pr pr prone and liable to kill at all costs. And it's highly, extremely deadly.
going to see a licensed psychic or an astrologer is the way out of healing and recovering from spiritual wounds. And if you deal with a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist and you want to see a hypnotist, you should seek a hypnotist rather because the psychologist or psychiatrist will then shoot you up 4,000 pills or drug you or label you as something critically crazy that you're not even able to pronounce, and that'll only last you five or four years in hell, which you don't want to go through and don't need the cost of living through. Not alone that they do know that race, sex, gender, religion, politics, male and female, and the specific art of there is a God, well, there's none of that in the world. That's why there was a 9-11, and there is no way to save us at all. And then comes my astrology. That's the only way out. The only way out. Only. In hypnosis, there's no way to control yourself in a spot where you're not able to control yourself, obviously, because you can't control yourself. So in that state of where you're not able to control yourself, the spot that you're not controlling is the numbness. So you have to ease the numbness, and you have to bypass that numbness. by They call that virtual gastric band therapy. Okay? A registered thought can only be registered if consciously aware of it. If you're consciously aware of what you're planning to do, the choice is made when you use your head, not your heart. When you register it and think for a minute of what you choose to do, even before you do it, you make a conscious decision in your head to first think before you react to such matters of the information at hand and then make a generalized decision and rush upon it and act right on it. Psychologists teach cognitive behavioral therapy, but that has to be banned all the way entirely, along with some other features in the Pranzo-Anthony case, which has been documented legally by the Supreme Court of Law and the legal judge, Judge Kavanaugh, and the judge of the Supreme Court, 
Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Anthony Scalia. A person would not normally respond to a hypnotical suggestion that wouldn't have otherwise at all suited them in the count of the degree that they would be under the influence of something that they would not want to do or should do. Because if it's not in their nature, they would not respond. Now, what they have is ways of going around it by breaking the critical factor of the brain and going deep within the subconscious using conversational hypnotherapy and mentalism tricks of mind reading and, you know, simple basic psychology tricks that would alter the state of the, the hypnotic process or the uh, system of hypnosis, which would then alter a control to do what you want, to make them do what you want. And there's a way to use what most people call the uh, subliminable routine of subliminable messages being downloaded into the brain that they don't say it's downloaded, but they call it converted into the brain or uploaded. This way they can get the reaction downloaded down the other way and they will respond to it. So downloading means going down and coming into fruition, making them react to it. Reacts properly to everything that you hear, specifically and directly to everything that is said to them. Specifically, when you're dealing with the mind, the delta and theta states of sleep, rather not the alta in per se, but the alpha, or the alta, sorry, the alpha, as it was termed, the alpha and the beta, the beta and the alpha are the awakening states of sleep, where you are consciously clear-minded. The... Um, Theta and Delta are the depth of the sleep. The Theta and Delta are highly con contracting strength and power. It's a, a form of mass manipulation or control to alter one's thoughts and to control and make them do whatever you say and whatever you want them to do and give them the power 
to tell them how to live and to do what they are told to do like an army or a cop. What their, what their orders are given are direct, clear, and concise. So a, a delta and a theta are direct and clear. And it is because of those states that are in those states that are in the depth itself that keeps you in a state of focus for that conscious recollection to cognitively work itself so that you learn from it and you react upon it because it is the physical reaction it will take upon it that will cause the harm to individual. It is one of the most highly suggestible states that would kill or murder an ultimate death and do anything to control and to change the game on you. And we've played that game before and I've heard these lies and I've heard all these tough talks, but this is how you change the game before you. The game is placed out like that and it controls the power of theta and delta and manipulates somebody into coercing them to do whatever you tell them to do. And it is a suggestible state in the fact that it alters the mind and makes you think like you have the power of God. And there is no way to break the state in a state like this. And there is no way to get out of it at all. But the realization is called subconscious reprogramming where you tell the thought and you try to give it the suggestive the, the suggestible state the suggestible state or suggestion to control one's familiar familiarities and make them do what you want to do or ask them to do what you are told from the other side of the spectrum that gives the order to that person, to that person. And then the beta and uh, alpha is the state of sleep in the sleeping or resting period but because hypnosis is a form of energy when you use the lighter states the mind only reacts to the subconscious reprogramming and will do effective immediate responses and cause harm because it is told under a light state of trance and that is called trance state of trance or mechanisms of trance mediumship so that is a form of self-control 
from the Delta and Gamma and Theta states houses one three five nine eleven one three five seven nine eleven houses one three five seven nine eleven and houses two four six eight ten twelve houses two four six eight ten twelve are all separate and dis it's 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 in a different side one side is on one one side is on the other and it's positive and negative adjust accordingly the shooter was programmed in a hypnotical trance invertedly using a hypnotical method of subconscious upturn programming where instead of descending down he is descending but going up up into transmission of higher ascended rates from coming into a lower level and going into a deeper state rather than a higher state which is becoming more obtainable to react to suggestible states. The Dragon's Polar Opposed Ending on the south node of the moon in Western astrology is the dragon's head, and the north node is the dragon's tail. Aries is war, Taurus is money, Gemini is communication, Cancer is home area. Leo is famous people. Virgo is health care. Libra is marriage. Scorpio is death. Sagittarius is law. Capricorn is jobs. Aquarius is friendship. And Pisces is spirituality. Virgo is health care. In the sixth house after Leo. And Aquarius is the 11th and Pisces is the 12th. And Aries is April, Pisces is March. April to March, Aries to Pisces. And it's the dragon's head, which is positive, the tail, which is negative. The north node of the moon is positive. The south node of the moon is negative. When you put the month and the day together and you add up the numbers in uh, uh, Roman adderal, you know, regular adding, regular addition, regular addition, like 2 plus 2, and you reduce it to a single digit, 
the day of birth, the day, if it's a double-digit number, you add it up, and you reduce to a single-digit number always, and the month is the house that you land on, the number, the number of the house of the month that you land on, which is the sun sign, and the day which is the sun sign, and those two are the dragon's tail, but the hour is the dragon's head. The hour is the dragon's head, and uh, the minute is the challenge, the challenge. But you don't have to worry about the minute or the minutes at hand or the minutes on the clock because everything's run by your watch, and it is run by the exact timing of day of your hours. The timing, the day, the hours, the weeks, the months, the years, the days, the minutes, the, the hours, and the years. And the milliseconds and the seconds. It runs by your watch and your calendar. Your watch and your calendar. Waxing moons are positive. Waning moons are negative. New moon is positive. Full moon is negative. When you count one place and then another, you're on the dragon's position for sun signs. The, sun, the, the main sun sign. The dragon's main sun sign. But when you count one more place right after that, you're on the dragon's tail. You're on the dragon's tail. And when you count one place after that, you're on the moon, which is the entire complexity of the chart. The entire complexity. After the fight, we're coming back here for the champs victory ball. You know I'm the greatest. You ready for tonight? Is this where the party's at? Your record is going to stand the test of time. We want a world where we're safe to be ourselves. We have to be there for each other. It's going to be a target on your back. It was going to be there anyway. Astrology is uh, a science. 
It is, in fact, a, the mother of all science. During the old days, the curry tablets of the Sumerians were uh, stolen by what you call the scientists of those days to uh, mathematically predict the exact time of an eclipse. In doing so, they start to challenge gods and this cosmic design through mathematics. Astrology has been with every single disappeared civilization since forever, including the pyramids uh, in Egypt were built uh, using astrological facts. That's why each one of those pyramids is facing a very specific constellation. Then it also goes in our time. If you, look, if you go to Las Vegas and you're going to go through uh, the dam, on the right side, just before you hit the mountain, you have an astrological chart which obviously depicts that those who have designed the dam wanted to make sure this dam was strong and secure and will last forever, use astrological information. People like J.P. Morgan, extraordinarily wealthy people, wrote that, you know, millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. So it is far from being a pseudo-science. When you have centuries upon centuries of human evolutions, you have people that are curious. They look at the constellations, and then logically, they realize there is a season, there is time. There is a spring, there is a summer, there is the autumn, and there is a winter. And they notice that people born during a specific time of the year would have the, the power that is involving that specific time of the year. Uh, for example, people born in August, we are talking about Obama, President Clinton, we're talking about Madonna, Michael Jackson, uh, Schwarzenegger. These are people born in August, which means God is offering the power of the summer to get to the stage and to shine like the sun, because Leo is ruled and controlled by the sun. During the day, every planet shines away, only the sun shines. Meaning, if you're born in August, you are set by God to experience the limelight, fame, fortune, power. Now, if you're born like me in February or in January during the winter, there is no fruits on the trees. It's cold and it's wet. So, you, you're talking about a moment when nature is sleeping. That means you have to work much harder to uh, reach to the summit, so to speak. But because the part of God in each one of us is much stronger than those stars, you can apply your will and use those stars. So sooner or later, regardless of what sign you were born under, you will get to your goals. Especially if you understand your cosmic divinity, because if you're not happy, it's because you don't live your destiny. When it comes to indoctrination, whether it be scientific and, and turning yourself into an atheist and only believe in science or only believe in religion, you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not helping your own case. Understanding your cosmic divinity is opening the door to 
reaching every one of your wishes. The only thing that I'm having a problem for people to realize is that the stars are so much more than dead rock hanging out there for the sake of beauty. There is so much power in those stars. And people think, but they are so far away. How can it affect us? Wait a minute here. There is no time in space. Every one of these stars has an inner life, an inner power that is imposed upon your birth. When you reincarnate on this dense physical world, you inherited what you call a UCI or a unique celestial identity that reflects your, your divinity. In other words, is the tools that God gave you through this universal creation that will allow you to find yourself, to understand what it means to be human, and to service humanity to the best of the best of your ability. Such as in my case, because I believe I'm gifted, thanks God, by a good set of stars. UCI stands for Unique Celestial Identity. No human being is born the same, because no human being is born the same place with the same stars at the same time. The universe is in constant motion by building cosmic consciousness. What you're doing now is getting such grasp to who you are that allows you also to understand who your mom, your dad, your brother, your friend or your wife, your girlfriend is all about. And that will allow you to be more, more understanding. And that's the beauty of astrology. Again, I repeat myself, this is so important. God created the stars in the heavens for more than the sake of beauty. He gave them to us for interpretations so that we may lead a safer, more productive life. It is crucial to understand that there is no difference between your mind, my mind, the one of Einstein or a killer. It is exactly the same wiring, the same weight, the same density, the same function. What is different? The UCI or the set of stars that you inherited because of the particular time of the year you reincarnate on this dense physical world. Every one of those stars can be both positive or negative. It's like the sun, remember? Without the sun, there is no love, there is no light, there is no health, okay? At the same time, Leo or the sun was love and light. If you love somebody too much, you are now going to burn the object of love by becoming jealous and possessive. So you have to understand both the good and the bad of each one of these planets and each one of those signs. The 12 signs of the zodiac represent the 12 hours of the day, the 12 um, months of the year, the 12 sins, the 12 jury, the 12 tribe of Israel, the 12 notes of music, and it is nothing else than Jesus' initial cosmology, ministry. When Jesus wanted to introduce us, human, to our Father in the heavens, what he had in mind is to make us understand the essence of the twelve apostles, which are nothing else than the twelve signs of the Zodiac. And I go further. You have the Oriental Astrology and you have the Occidental Astrology. Back in Asia, they used the tiger. I am a tiger. They used the dog. 
the pig, the horse, the cat. Twelve animals. And here, the oriental and the oxen astrology is the same. It's also based upon those twelve signs, or those twelve specific energy, again, reflecting the essence of the twelve apostles, of the cosmic teaching of Jesus. But, politically oriented church of the old days didn't want to give you this wisdom. That's why they stuck it under the 175 mile secret library under the Vatican. Not only this, you're going to see pictures of the Pope being enthroned under the sign of Leo, the king of the Zodiac. Whenever you have Leo in your chart, God is giving you the opportunity to shine, to own stage. Because uh, in the old days, only the clergy or those who had the money and the education were allowed to, to gather such incredible, critical type of information. And they're not going to give it to you because knowledge is power. Ignorance is evil. And doing so, they can control you. The idea is to understand yourself. And to do that, you have to go into the cosmic card where God resides. And then from there, you have to investigate this cosmic rhythm. And then you have to go under those stars to see how you stand. And that's where you will understand your cosmic divinity and play and work in respect of those cosmic rules. Now, because nobody taught you those universal laws, that will not emancipate you from paying a heavy penalty. Like I always say to my students, I am the first cosmic god. Okay? If you do not see the other side of my hand, it doesn't mean it does not exist. Right? And what has been accepted as solid discipline and reality may not be. Okay? What I'm trying to tell you here is it's important to be curious and to realize that you have a celestial identity. And the more you investigate your celestial gifts, the more power to you. It doesn't matter if you're a Jewish, a Christian, a Muslim, black, white, yellow, or green, for that matter. Astrology, unify. Because you have a sun sign, you have a moon sign, you have a rising, you have a dragon. Contrary to religion, 875 different denominations are there to pick from that separates astrology unified. And that brings me to explain to you the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius. It takes about 2,000 years for the human race to experience one specific zodiacal sign. Last 2,000 years, the world was entered the jurisdiction of a planet called Neptune. Deception, religion, drugs, alcohol, confusion on the negative aspect of Neptune. Now, Neptune on the positive side, remember positive, negative, up and down, black and white? On the positive side, Neptune rules imagination, creativity, music, acting, dancing. So, last 2000 years, we were under the jurisdiction of Neptune. And that's why all those religions pop up left and right all over the world. Then in 1945, the scientific community developed the first atomic bomb. In 1945, that's where the age of Aquarius kicked in. 
Now, Aquarius regulates anything and everything to do with the sudden release of energy, nukes, space travel, UFO, astrology, new age, humanitarianism, freedom, the internet. And this energy has helped humanity to grow tremendously in the last 50 years, so fast, compared to the last 2,000 years under a nebulous, elusive, deceiving, religious planet. You're talking about the age of Aquarius. You're talking about anything and everything that we're doing today. Cosmic awareness, extraterrestrials, discovery. We are talking about technology that is mind-boggling, which is ahead of us. And the age of Aquarius is making this world much smaller. Aquarius rules technology. Let me give you a little hint here. I was born in February with a stellium, which means a lot of planets in Aquarius. My sun sign is Pisces. Einstein, Michelangelo, George Washington, including myself, we're Pisces. We're swimming upstream towards God's feet into the universe. Okay. As an Aquarius, my soul's purpose is represented by a man who has a jar, and the water is pouring out of the jar onto the world. My soul's purpose, again, is, as I said earlier, go into the cosmic code, translate those incredible, magnificent uh, cosmic energy, put it in the jar, and the water that is pouring out of the jar is me. That's what the age of Aquarius is all about, bringing us together, astrology unified, and you could be any race, you will still bleed red. And that's something you can never forget. We are all on this planet for a very specific purpose. That's what the age of Aquarius is all about. To make you aware of the incredible, of the impossible. Some people ask me why I am so interested into the stars. That's because I was born with the energy of the stars. I was born under the constellation of Aquarius and the Pisces sun sign. You cannot teach Michael Jackson to sing and dance. You cannot teach Madonna to sing and dance. You cannot teach a proficient writer to write novels, beautiful books. You cannot teach Michael in general, Mozart or Beethoven to play symphonies. The gift is nothing else than the set of stars that make you totally different than me. And that includes my interest, my gift, my sins and virtues. It's all written in light. Since I can't remember, I always knew that I was not normal. I always knew it. I'm not normal. I'm interested in things that uh, other people are not. And, and I have a curse. I will not remember anyone's face. I will not remember anyone's telephone number. I am very poor at taking directions. I have absolutely no memory. But I will never ever forget the date of birth of everybody that I met in my life. I will never get lost into the universe. I will get lost in a small area, but not in the universe. That, that's, a, that's the way I'm designed. It's my gift. As a child, I always knew not only I was different, but I was taught to ask questions. And then I landed on the book. And that book literally changes my life. 
It's it's a book that was uh, written that was an astrological book that started to spark my curiosity, and uh, of course having the moon in Gemini, I'm very curious. So I start to ask questions, I start to observe, I start to uh, realize, and then over the years I, I developed my own celestial identity to uh, to the top, literally, as far as reading people and as far as making predictions. Because, again, um, there are no accidents. There are only cosmic circumstances at play that, again, our science, scientific community and majority of people do not know just yet. But, again, the age of Aquarius is, is changing all that. You know, when I was a kid, I was terrible in mathematics. I mean, I couldn't stand mathematics. To this day, my mind is not geared to dwell with detail, but my mind is more objective. I was, uh, my teacher used to say, Louis, you are really good in what we call in French dissertation, writing. I was, he was saying, he was reading my own work in front of the class. And I was, wow, I must be good then. I didn't know that I had a gift in communication and in writing. And then as far as English is concerned, you know, I, I never took an English course in my life. And I never learned how to type. Meantime, I write every day. I write books, 600-page books. I'm speaking all over the place. I speak a few languages. It's a gift. And every one of the people that are watching me right now, I wish I could help them to explore their divinity because I could point them out to a gift that is sleeping. They don't even know they have it. Sometimes the gift is obvious, you know. I play piano, I play guitar, I like to sing, I write songs. This is obvious gift. There are a lot of people that are very confused. They do not know. And astrology is designed to, to do just that. You know, astrology is pretty much like um, the wine of the year. <laughs> it has the color, it has the test of that specific moment of the year. And then you have the seasons. And those constellations uh, are there and designed by God himself so that you can lead a safer and more productive life. That's why God gave us the stars. Not for NASA to send a little robot of, or one, you know, trying to make you believe one day you're going to live on Mars. There's more to it. You know, humans are so much more than blood, flesh and bones. We are human spirit. We are loaded with power and with gift. Not only through the cosmic code, but through the superconscious in time and space. There is so much, so much that we have inherited from our, our stellar conception. And, and if you dig into it, it will open your eyes and it will open a door to a brand new, brand new road that will bring about all your wishes. Astrology was used only in the old days by those who have the education. That's the clergy the church. But most of the information was coming from gifted people like me, which sad enough we end up on the stake or hang all around because uh, it was against God. They didn't want that wisdom to be you know, pushed out to the masses. And then some people realized that there is a very, very strong financial aspect to astrology. So, and it goes your horoscope newspaper. 
Okay, that's modern astrology. That's where it started, where it finished in the horoscope newspaper. What I'm teaching is Nostradamus, 16th century divine astrology. And again, the great prophet 500 years ago didn't have a watch or a computer. That's why dedicating with the rising detail, trying six style degrees, all that is not part of my teaching. I guide people in understanding each sign of the zodiac is positive and negative aspect. Each planet that controls each sign of the zodiac, and each planet, good or bad, in each sign of the zodiac, and each dragon's head and tail in each sign of the zodiac. It takes about six, seven hours a day, if you really push it, and a full week. And then what you get at the end is one of, of my psychiatric psychiatrist students saying, Dr. Turi, I have learned more in your week-long crash course in Sedona than seven years in my accredited college. But again, you know, you cannot be either normal, religious, or have a low, uh, unevolved UCI. If you're not curious or if you're not smart, uh, you're not going to get into tremendous, wonderful values and power of divine astrology. You have to be either curious, you have to be normal or above. You cannot be below. Now they do not they do not know uh, the mother of all science of divine astrology. Uh, this this methodology is very intuitive, very symbolic, easy to digest. All you do is listen and then you build a reflex a third time. It comes naturally. All my students tell me, oh that moment way down, oh, yes, yes, this is happening all the time in my classes. It makes me feel absolutely wonderful when I do a, a reading. Of course, I, I don't tell people what they want to hear. And people are not stupid. They know. They can detect if you're real or not. When I start to talk about their health, when I start to talk about what happened to them, what's ahead of them, where they're good and where they're bad, when I point out very specific area of their body, they have health, and they, they kind of look at you like, how does he know? It's all written in light. Anybody, anyone watching me today can do as good as me or my students. It's just a matter of education. Astrology is not a religion. It's not something you believe. It's a science. In other words, you've got to put the energy. You've got to put the time to investigate and react to it. It's a wonderful feeling to know that I am able to guide a person to what God has intended this person to be. Uh, you've got to be cautious uh, with horoscope newspaper. And some people relate to their horoscope. They say, oh, wow, they said this and it happened to me. What happened is that uh, the horoscope has stimulated the superconscious in time and space. You know, the future is nothing else than the reincarnation of your thought. And as I said earlier, we are much more than blood, bone, and flesh. We have a lot of inner power that comes from the superconscious in time and space. But that's another show. What I'm trying to tell you is sometimes the horoscopes stimulate those forces and the horoscope becomes a reality. But it could also be negative. When you come to me, you actually trust me with your spirit. A physician without knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician. That is from the father of modern medicine. So when you have somebody 
which happens to be the true father of medicine, saying to you, you cannot call yourself a doctor if you do not study astrology. That tells you that there is something pretty incredible in the science itself. I'm going to use another quote. This one is from Nikola Tesla. You, you probably heard of Nikola Tesla. Uh -huh. He says, my brain is only a receiver. In the universe, there is a core from which we obtain knowledge, strength, and inspiration. I have not penetrated into the secret of this core, but I know that it exists. That is Nikola Tesla. And what I did myself is uncover this core. But how can I say that and remain humble? to the eyes of people who may think because I'm so confident and I'm so real and I'm so honest, I have a, an ego problem. I'm to state the facts. You know, sometimes I feel the amount of cosmic wisdom that I have can be a blessing when I use it to help people, to guide people. You know, but I am like the shoemaker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I make shoes, but I'm the worst, I wear the worst shoe on the planet. Because I know so much that I consider sometimes to be a curse for my own self to know that much. You know, it's a blessing because I'm able to guide people accurately and to make predictions that are undeniable. I even brought the FBI twice on my house, okay? But at the same time, it's a curse because the majority of people can't relate to me or don't believe it. I do predictions of earthquakes and God knows. My gosh, they are totally undeniable because they are documented, they are published and they are dated on TV, on radio, my books, my newsletters, whatever. Once I predict the 9-11, a year before I give all the details of what would happen on that day, and you can Google it. Dr. Terry 911 famous prediction. You can see what I wrote. And at the very end, in my book, in block letter, I wrote, watch the power of the planet, the sun release of energy of Uranus, and the government will make drastic decision. That is all block. To tell you how much I knew. And a year later, it happened. I looked at, the, at my charts, and I thought, there is a very serious potential for terrorist attack in my own country. So I sat on my computer, I went to the French FBI and I warned them, I said, you know what, on that day um, you're going to have a terrorist attack and then uh, a week later you're going to have a terrorist attack in New York. Next thing I know, two FBI agents knock at my door and they go, how do you know there were going to be an attack in Paris. Uh, so they look at my chart. You know, I don't predict anything actually. I just look at the stars and the stars are more than dead rock. They're telling me things. And I translate it the best way I can. They look at everywhere in my house. They look at my uh, statues. They look at my uh, green cards. They look, make sure that I was not a sleeping cell. Because they thought I was part of a terrorist group to know the exact thing. And that was it. Then I did it again <laughs> in New York. I brought another couple of FBI who knocked my house who did the same thing. They were wondering, so I showed them. I said, look, I have a software. I designed a software, okay? A software that allows me 
to realize that those gods have hidden knowledge, hidden power, and I'm gifted in translating it and giving specific dates for terrorist attack, earthquakes, God knows what. They looked at it, and uh, they were very perplexed. They were young. They were like, I don't know, 40, 45 years old kids. Uh, to me, they are kids. I'm over 70 years old. So they've been, they've been educated so traditionally, so scientifically, that they did not realize the tremendous amount of information that was available to them through my work. You know, I do have police officers, oh gosh, so many police officers feedback on my website. I have a police chief of New York and his son, uh, he's a retired police captain in New York. He is following me closely. He's one of my students. And he's like me, he's desperate, trying to bring it to the police. Because the software is here. The education I can provide it to the cops. And then when they stop somebody, they, they have their date of birth. They just type the date of birth and you tell them right away if they are dealing with a platonic deadly soul who will not hesitate to kill them. That's what makes the difference between a, a positive, productive human being, law obedient citizen, and a killer. Because they are out there. Don't be fooled. They are out there. And they are ready to kill you because that's what they need to do in order to survive. You know, horoscopes is based upon imagination. There is a big financial aspect to astrology. It's, uh, it's commercialized. It's in newspaper, magazine. It's all about the place. But it has nothing to offer but imagination. However, a human being needs to regenerate. They need to know. So, there are days when you wish you had no getting up. You're going to have a bad cold. You are going to um, have a flat tire. You're going to get a ticket from a cop. You're going to, you're going to ruin your car. They are such a day. I call them negative cosmic biorhythm. And there are other days where everything you touch turns gold. It all depends on how your UCI or how your stars are affecting the stars of that day. If they are in harmonious aspect, they talk to each other progressively, positively, harmoniously, you're going to have a fantastic day. But if they are in opposition or in square, or you are under one of your negative cosmic virus, you're playing Russian roulette with your life on that day. There are people who decide to jump out of the plane. Oh, parachute don't open, and they crash and die. The people who go in, uh, in a cruise, when they feel like they use the human calendar, they don't know nothing about the moon calendar. Or they decide to take a cruise when they feel like. The next thing you know, what was supposed to be the most exciting, wonderful, beautiful holiday experience happens to be a nightmare, and they come back sick. Humans haven't been trained to understand the rules of the cosmic codes and work in harmony with the celestial body. This wisdom has been lost, it's been uh, manipulated, cast aside, ridiculed in the name of science and religion. And in the process, humanity is paying the ultimate price for challenging God's cosmic design and for thinking they know better than God himself. There goes your scientist, the atheist. 
I personally believe that using the stars is like flying a plane. I mean, would you dare trying to fly an airplane if you don't know anything about the aeronautical maps, the technology involving the plane, the plane itself, the regulation of the FAA? Would you dare? If you manage to take this plane out of the ground, what's going to happen? You're going to die. That's what I'm trying to say. Humans are like that beautiful shuttle, that beautiful airplane. But they can fly safely and so high. They can dominate everything. But they haven't been trained. They don't know the rules. I took the example of an airplane, but it goes for anything else. Education. Education is the key. In reference of the stars, every single human being is constantly bombarded by those cosmic winds coming from the stars. To give you an example, during a full moon, you know that the emergency services are going completely out of order. You also heard our subconscious response to our closest satellite, the moon. The words lunatic, moody, and crabby. The moon cycle is 28 and a half days, which is the same cycle than woman menstruation. So you're talking about the moon being responsible for your emotions. Now you have 12 signs of the zodiac. Okay? 12 different moon signs. You have the moon in Aries. You're going to be competitive. You're going to be impatient. You're going to be aggressive on the negative aspect. On the positive aspect, you're going to be very competitive and become a leader of the mind. You have the moon in Taurus, dignified, perfect. That's the domestic area of the human experience. Taurus is the bull, is security. So that moon is dignified. It's one of the best positions for domesticity. Cooking, family, security, real estate, moon in Taurus. You have the moon in Gemini, it goes Dr. Cherry. You're going to be an ADHD. And as I said to my student, being ADD or ADHD is not a disorder, it's a gift. Einstein was ADD. Gemini is the opposite of Sagittarius. Gemini is critical thinking. Sagittarius or Jupiter is the codification of thought. That's the books, that's the Bible. There goes Gemini challenging the system, challenging by questioning. Now, if you have the winning Scorpio, good luck to you. Now, you have the emotional response of life. Uh, in killing, literally, your domestic scenery. Elizabeth Taylor was born with the moon in Scorpio. How many husbands, hypothetically speaking, she killed? Seven or eight? So if you have the moon in Scorpio, you're going to nurture tremendous negative resentment, revenge, destruction. You're not going to be able to understand why you want to kill everybody or you want to kill yourself. I was born with uh, Saturn, which is called in Greek mythology, the Great Malefic. Uh, I was born with this planet in the sign of Virgo. Virgo is the elimination principle. It's cleansing, cleaning your intestines, your bowels. So having this nasty planet in the sign of Virgo led me to contract cancer. If you have Saturn in Aries, in the head, okay, you're going to have problems with your eyes, your nose, your teeth, or you're going to have... Uh, uh, you may develop brain cancer. Against the, again, there are ways to avoid that. Okay? On the medical aspect of Nostradamus Divinus Promise, I teach what to do and not to do. If you have Saturn, the great malefic in Taurus, remember Aries the head, Pisces the feet. Okay? 
dorsis the neck, then you might have problems with your thyroid gland or develop thyroid cancer. And then in third position is Gemini, your lungs, your arms, your fingers, motion. Okay? If you have Saturn in, in Gemini, the air intake is going to be very, very small and you're going to collect bacteria on top of your lungs that can give you all sorts of allergies and problems uh, and cancer, if not coronavirus for that matter. That's why some people will die of this disease and others won't. Then, if you have Saturn in Leo, you're prone to serious heart attack or heart problems. If you have it in the stomach, that's where the problem is going to be. If you have it in Scorpio, uh, you're talking about the planet of, of reproduction, the sexual organs, prostate cancer, and all the way down to Pisces, your feet. That is, that's why the Father of Medicine told us that if you do not study astrology, you cannot call yourself a doctor. Then I have a lot of people say to me, well, Dr. Terry, you're not a real doctor. They're trying to hurt my integrity. Like, Wait a minute here. You know, doctors are killing like two or three hundred thousand people every year because of medicine and medication. I don't prescribe medication, so I never killed anybody, just the opposite. And those people have to realize there's a big difference between education, intelligence, and the gifts. Uh, but they're just rational, they're logical, they are unevolved souls, and I understand them. And it's very hard for me sometimes not to be negative with them and go down to their level. But this is how it is. This is, this is life. Mercury is the tiniest planet in our solar system. Three times a year, this planet is going to go backwards, retrograde, of course. It's an optical illusion. Mercury is still going forward. But because of the ecliptic, it happens to look like it's going retrograde. Now, what happened during those days? Uh, anything to do with transportation, communication, anything to do with uh, chain reaction accident, and weather is going completely out of order. But most of all, mercury also affects the GPS of animals, including whales, dolphins, who think the open ocean is that way, when they actually beach themselves, because their GPS, natural GPS, is malfunction. This, this problem. So, when Mercury goes direct, things go back normal. But this is an opportunity given to you by God. Think of a train. That train is going this way all the time. It's going fast. We have no time. We're working. We're busy. We have to do all something. A lot of responsibility. We have no time to listen to Dr. Cherry, for example. Then God says, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, slow down the train. And now, put it in reverse. So what you're doing by going backwards, you are now helping the people who have missed the boat or missed the train to jump in and catch up with us. That's the purpose of Mercury Retrograde. It makes people much more receptive to metaphysics, to spirituality. It brings affairs and people of the past. People you haven't heard forever. Oh my gosh, I didn't hear about you for 15 years. Where were you? Mercury Retrograde. Then Mercury rules every moving part. Mechanic engineering. It rules uh, your wheels. It rules uh, everything that moves. And it's like somebody is putting a stick in it. <laughs> you, the universe doesn't want you to go forward. It wants you to go backwards. And then realize what you've missed. That's the purpose of Mercury Retrograde. The fact of the matter is nothing is motionless. The universe is constantly moving. We are talking about our own solar system here. You know, the scientists are discovering new planets every day. They have to entertain you, okay? Yet, 
they know nothing of their of our local solar system and the tremendous spiritual values that incorporate those stars which are so much more than dead rocks hanging out there for the sake of beauty. So our scientists have a lot of retrospection to do and reevaluation to do. But if their UCI is too healthy, too much Capricorn, too much Virgo, too much earthy Taurus, uh, their mental faculties are going to be set to delegate the physical manifesto only. Those people, we need them to build bridge that stand, gearbox that works, you know. Uh, they have to delegate the physical manifesto to make us uh, sure that it works. But you got different guys like me, which are much more uh, geared by uh, our stars to delegate into the future, into the cosmic code, into UFOs, and into the superconscious in time and space. We're all different. That's the beauty of being humans. We're completely and entirely different. You're related to your family genetically 150%. You may look like your mom and your dad or your kids. However, you're, they're going to be the biggest strangers in your life because your mother, your sister, your dad, your mom, never going to think, behave, create, or have the same fate as you because they don't have the same UCI. They were not born at the same time that you, they did not heritate the same constellation, the same sign, the same cosmic energy as you. So they are totally stranger to you. You're connected genetically 150%, but when it comes to the world of the spirit, your, your cosmic leniency, your cosmic identity, your cosmic DNA is totally different. And unless you investigate the stars, you never know who you really are and your potential. I, how can I answer such a question and remain, again, <laughs> modest? All I get is people that I haven't seen for many months or many years. Dr. Chirin, remember, you told me this, you told me that, and it happened. So I can only go from what the people have told me. But as far as me being wrong, uh, we could try now. We could try now to make a prediction, right? Okay. President Trump has absolutely no chance whatsoever to be re-elected. Unless, like they did in 2016, the Russian mingle with our election system. Now, this is a very, very sensitive uh, discussion involving coronavirus. The future is nothing else than the reincarnation of the thought. Humans have a lot of power. There's so much more than blood, bonds, and nerves. It is critical to understand. We have elected a president that is a Gemini. Gemini is all about talking, radio, communication, magazine. It's all over confusion. Gemini is all duality. Duality means the right, the left, the Democrat, the Republican. This country has never been so split. Okay, this is due to the president stars. When you elect a president, you are going to be forced to experience his fate, his idiosyncrasies, his stars, his UCI. Okay, it's like a father. 
let's say I'm the father of, a, of my family, I have six kids and I have a beautiful wife, but I'm a Mormon or a Scientologist or a witness of Jehovah. I'm the president, I'm top. So everybody's going to be what I want them to be. This is what's going on with President Trump. He was born with the tail of the dragon in the sign of Sagittarius. Sagittarius was anything and everything to dwell with the law. Religion, college, universities, foreigners, the minority, black people, the Indians. Or what's going on right now. Sagittarius rules foreigners, foreign lands. And since this president has been in power, he only had a wish. His wish was to build a wall. Big, tall, magnificent wall. Guess what? It doesn't have to build a wall anymore. Because the war is here. It's called coronavirus. His wish was to literally put the United States of America into a box. And America is now in a box, completely against the rules of God's design. America remembers a cancer country with a head in Leo, supposed to run the world like every other president did. But nobody is there to guide our president. Our president is like you and me. He's a human being. He has a heart. He has feelings. He's a father. He's a family. He has a family. Okay? But he's under the jurisdiction of the stars. And, and it's a disgrace, not only for our president, but every politician on the planet and every president on the planet not to be cosmic-conscious. In the future, we're not going to elect a president because... He's, uh, he's got money, a land on money, or he's a famous actor, or a famous singer, or run a TV show. No. In the future, people are going to be cosmic enough, like I am, okay? And they're going to elect president to have the right stars, so that they can promote their country. We're not there yet, but it's on the way. It's, it's going to get there in time. It's part of my mission. But this is crucial to understand that people are very emotional. You're talking about a president. They're supposed to endorse and promote and love their president. That's a given, and they should. But they must understand my work has nothing to do with politics. Don't kill the messengers, please. I am here to make you aware of your president's stars and why we have been cursed because of his stars, pretty much like the German people who have elected Hitler. They were not cosmic conscious. They did not know that Hitler was born with the tail of the dragon in Capricorn. Capricorn was politics. Because of politics, he went to jail. Yet, he still managed to stick on his tail, be in charge of Germany, and drive the white German people to kill millions of people all over the world. And we pay such a heavy price for this lack of cosmic consciousness. Between logic and emotions, emotions will always override logic. Don't kill the messengers again, okay? I understand you, the depth of your emotions, okay? But try to understand where I'm coming from and benefit. And you can go to any of my newsletters and you can read the entire chart of President Trump. Because everything that happened since he's in power, four years, the day before he got in power, I did his stars and I explained everything that is today right here in our face. And that's the beauty of being cosmic conscious. And that's where my curse is.
Now this is this is where um, you are going to be testing Dr. Cherry. This is where you're going to realize the true power of Nostradamus divine astrology. Because what I'm going to say, I have to be very cautious. But at the same time, I feel responsible to let you know. Once the tail of the dragon move out of Sagittarius, uh, sometime in 2021, anything to do with foreigners, foreign lands, anything to do with the virus, anything to do with the stars of the year, which are very negative, Stars that are the same, our president dragon still cursing foreigners, foreign land, and points of fear, uh, putting America in that box. That's gonna go in time. But the next dragon is going to be a completely different dragon. This dragon's gonna be a scorpionic dragon. I mean, you're talking about the most powerful, the most destructive, the rebirthing energy of Scorpio. Now, Scorpio, remember, rules the police force. And this dragon is void, of course, which means it's already in action. And that's why you have the entire... My prediction of the police being restructured is taking place right now. And that's going to put... That's going to give a fully complete restructure to all the secret service, the police. Uh, Scorpio rules also a large corporation, which are going to go belly up. Secret, a wake-up call, like extraterrestrial well-being won't be deniable, it won't be there, put it this way, you're talking about a supreme wake of call coming to us. Um, the tale of the dragon is going to be in the fifth house of love, romance and creativity of the United States, and that affects children or young adults. So it could be a, a natural disaster, it could be a war. Remember, Russia is a Scorpio country, so they can, they're about to do some nasty things. Uh, Putin, I already know, will die of a heart attack, and so will Kim Jong-un. I already know that. It's in their stars. That's why I, I made that prediction a while ago. So be ready with the tail of the dragon in Scorpio for a complete rebirth of the United States. The good news is the head of the dragon in Taurus. Taurus was the bank. Taurus was money, solidity, and security. So the complete revamp that I see financially, we put America where it belongs, where it has always been. Once the negative stars are moving away, those that are imposed by the celestial universal current and by our president uh, negative stars. And you will see, when it comes uh, a year, a year and a half, two years from now, the dramatic impact. If you think death and drama is something that's going to go away and it's over, it's not. It's just the beginning. So just be prepared. And uh, remember, Regardless of what the stars say, there is a higher order, a karmic work that has been imposed upon the United States, upon every one of us, including all politicians. And no one can control or try to change God's will, because it's written in light in the stars. Just, just be prepared for a rebirth, for a wake-up call, for very dramatic news, but at the same time, for a beautiful rebirth of the United States of America. Anyone interested in Nostradamus Divine Astrology has to start with the book called In God Created the Stars. That's the basic, the dynamics of Divine Astrology. The second book should be The Power of the Dragon. The last book is for those who have graduated. It's called I Know All About You. Uh, you know, if you go to a public place, for example, and 
you've got a, a business deal to do. You cannot ask this person, okay, uh, what is your birthday and what time were you born? And where were you born? Like modern astrology requests. All you need to know is the month of birth. Imagine that. Once they have um, those three books, they can finalize with uh, my best seller, which is uh, Beyond the Secret, which involve, of course, all the deep secrets coming from the death of the superconscious in time and space. As far as writing books, I don't know. I must have wrote about 300 books. I write every day. <laughs> I mean, those that are published, um, uh, crystallized on Amazon, they are pretty much everywhere on my website. Get them anywhere. <laughs> Good question. Nostradamus was born in December. And Nostradamus was born with the head of the dragon in Pisces. Now, Nostradamus, Edgar Casey, Madame Vladaski have something in common. They were top prophet, top hero of the human history. And what they have in common? The three of them have the head of the dragon in Pisces. What does Pisces rules? The superconscious. That's why Edgar Casey, the sleeping prophet, was going in time and space through his sleeping state, delegating the superconscious and being able to x-ray you, telling you where you got a problem. Nostradamus was doing this um, but he was using quatrain, the same type of quatrain that I use. I'm the only leading astrophile who uses Nostradamus methodology. I write quatrain, but I don't have to fear the French Inquisition cut my neck off and then I'll be in a stink. So I add very obvious keywords. So like today, it's all about NASA, cosmic news, UFOs, Sudden release of energy, earthquakes, the future of humanity, the age of Aquarius, we are into that energy right now. And this energy rules television. Remember, millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. JP Morgan knew better. Would you dare to completely ignore the red sign in the street or the stop sign in the street? Yes, if you want to die. You're going to ignore the laws that were written by men. And as I said earlier, because nobody taught you the laws of the cosmic code, doesn't mean those laws do not exist. And that does not emancipate you from paying a heavy penalty. What you do not see doesn't mean doesn't exist. That's why you need to be curious. That's why you need to go above you need to go into the cosmic codes and then go under. So you see how you stand. Understand your UCI. Understand your cosmic design, your cosmic divinity, and what God has in store for you as far as your faith is concerned. Nowadays, in this very disturbing, dramatic times, people have lost their jobs. Their career is gone. Their children cannot go back to school. Everything is nightmarish, literally. It's a disaster for humanity. These are cosmic winds that are so heavy for us. And this is why this type of cosmic information are revitalizing your spirit. They're giving you an idea to who you are. They're giving you the grounding you need to face the hell we are going through. And this is why 
the universe is stopping everybody. Because remember a few months ago, everybody was walking down, looking at their cell phone. They forget what it means to hack. They forget what it means to communicate. I'm going to have a mask, distance, safety. What is the message behind all this? The message is a higher order has been passed to stop everything and start to re-evaluate all that you have accepted as reality. It may be digging to the spirit because you got time now. You can waste your time on Facebook or watching stupid videos or you could show intelligence and start to delegate the divine. And if you ask, you shall receive. And it's only when the student is ready that the real teacher will appear. And that's where I'm coming from. You know, there are schools right now that teach how to kill. There are scientists working all the time to kill us in mass, to develop poison, to develop anything and everything that kills, to manipulate the weather, weaponize the weather, create viruses. Where are my schools of love and light? That's what I'm doing right now. And that helps the people watching this movie to regenerate, to realize that there is a divine purpose that is imposed upon their destiny, which starts right now. Re-evaluate all that you have accepted as reality. Challenge yourself to the extreme. Go back to God cosmic design where it resides. Understand your divinity and use the gift that were given to you. Because if you're not happy, it's because you don't leave your destiny. As simple as that. Humans are the essence. Humans are the powder. Humans are the energy of all those stars above your head. What's above is below. Because you haven't been educated in your understanding of your connection with those rocks. Doesn't mean those rocks have no life in them. And that's why you have to challenge yourself. In bypassing what your five rational, logical human sense dictate. And start to visualize and see life through your third eye, through your intuition through the cosmic design. Doing so, we'll open the door to the miraculous power that you were born with that will lead you to your dearest wishes.
sudden enough, people walking planet Earth have a problem to accept the reality of extraterrestrials and to accept that those extraterrestrials are already parts of their genetic, physical and spiritual makeup. Like the great prophet Nostradamus, Dr. Louis Toury was born and raised in Provence, France. Following four incredible UFO experiences, he was influenced to rekindle Nostradamus' methods and spent many years reviving the seer's rare, Kabbalistic healing method. He moved to the U.S. in 1984 and has since established himself as a successful hypnotherapist, an astropsychologist, author of four books, and a powerful motivational speaker. In 1983, he received a metaphysical doctorate from the Progressive Universal Life Church based in Sacramento, California. His notoriety has skyrocketed after hundreds of accurate predictions such as 9-11, the Asian tsunami, the Iraqi war, the SARS virus, and inarguable predictions of major earthquakes that he made on television and radio programs. There is only two two group of ETs, the positive one and the negative ones. Of course, there is dozens and dozens of names to qualify those entities. There is the Reptilius and there is the Draconis. The Reptilius uh, stimulate the minds of our scientists to weaponize the weather, to create nukes, to create technology that is meant to destroy while the Draconis are a very different group of extraterrestrials. I call them uh, the gardeners of this world. So these guys stimulate the minds of all humans uh, to create beautiful music, beautiful painting, to create uh, a harmony. So, you know, it comes down to two very specific forces, positive and negative, up and down, black and white, the front, the back male, female, and as human being, we are symmetrical. You have two eyes, two arms, two legs, two sides of the brain. Now you have a reptilian brain, and you have a draconis brain. And then once you become cosmic conscious, then you can apply your will or the part of God in each one of us, which is much stronger than those entities. Well, my connection with extraterrestrials started when I was six years old. I am what you call an ADHD. I was born with a tremendous amount of physical and intellectual energy. And by the way, ADD is not a disorder. It's actually a gift. Einstein was ADD. So my parents, to punish me, I hate to be alone. They used to stack me on the attic. And during those days, uh, in 1956, I was six seven years old during those days. Uh, we didn't have electricity, we didn't have running water. All the windows of the house were broken. Going to the attic was like going to hell for me. It was cold. And I was always hoping that before going there I could get a cat because I could get the warmth from the cat. That night I was really upset. There was no cat, so I knew it was going to be cold. So. I went to bed, and my mom was saying to me, Louis, make sure to blow your candle, okay? We don't want to put the fire in the house. So, yeah, yeah, mommy. And in the middle of the night, I felt something on my feet. So I thought it was a cat. So I said, yes. 
I kick it, trying to get it to come up. Because I didn't want to lose the warmth that I had accumulated into my little blanket. It didn't move. So I said, ah. Try it again, it didn't move. So I said, I have to go and get him. So I just sat on my bed, and oh my God. For the first time in my life, I have seen the greys. In 1956, we didn't have television. We didn't have no uh, UFO speaker, no UFO investigator, so I had no clue. And I used to scream my head off and, and to my mom, saying the next day, Mom, little monkeys with big eyes, they come every night. My mom saying, oh, you're lying. You're lying. You want to be with your brothers and sisters. You know, from a French-Italian background that has eight brothers and sisters, so I hated to be separated. What I did when I first saw them, I hid it, because that's, that's the initial response, you know. I was traumatized. What the hell is this? You know? Then I get a little bit more courageous, and I kind of pip, and one of those entities was less than two inches from my face. Big eyes. I freaked out. I literally freaked out and passed out of fright. This happened so many times. For each time I was punished, I used to see those entities. The good thing about it is that I was okay the next day. I was always okay the next day, so I, I got used to it, put it this way. And incidentally, in 1956, there was quite a lot of reports coming from Russia of those type of monkeys. So that was my introduction to the world of extraterrestrials. There is nothing to believe. It was all very real. You know, it's not like a religion, something that you have to be trained to believe. Those guys were there. I couldn't understand what, what they were. I did not know what they were doing with me. Little did I know that I had four more extraordinary experiences to go through. I'm now 70 years old and I teach my students incredible experiences with incredible people that have incredible wisdom to share. All over the course of my entire life, I've been touched by the divine. And, I, and to these days, I do not know if it's a curse or a blessing because the legacy that all those experiences brought me is just mind-boggling. And it's very solid in terms of predictions. Second experience, I was living in England during those days. I was about 18 years old in my second experiences. I got a, a, a bad marriage. I was very, very confused, very, very upset. So it was a really, really tough time. You know, my first marriage was a pretty, pretty emotional situation for me. And I was working in an English camp in the south of France. And then uh, my friend and I, we kind of uh, pick up uh, two nice English girls. And after the season, they went back home. And my friend said to me, you know what, Louis? Maybe we should go there. Well, why not? So uh, it was uh, the end of the season in France, which is September. So I goes, Louis, my guitar, a little short, a little t-shirt, and my friend all on. We took the train and we went to London looking for those two girls. Couldn't speak a word of English. So I landed in Victoria Station. In fact, Victoria Station was my home for three months. I was, leave I was homeless. I couldn't speak a word. 
I used to sing to make money, but there is a mafia in the tubes in Piccadilly Circus in London. You know, English burger, they don't like French burger. I was singing French and make money. So we had a fight. They broke my guitar. They threw all my stuff under the tramway. Then I was really, really honest. And I was begging money. And I never, ever forget. This is funny, but it's true. Part of us crazy experiences. I had like a few peas and I went shopping with that. So I looked for the cheapest thing that I could find. Bought it. Went back to Victoria Station, to my bank, which was my place. And I opened my tin and I started to shoot it. It was chunky, huh? Hmm, interesting. Then I pick up my English-French dictionary and I thought, dog food, what does it mean? This is how I've learned English, my friend. But <laughs> one of my experiences, I, had, I like to reflect back now to these to those days. It was pretty incredible. I was knocking all the doors all around the Victoria Station. Monsieur, madame, est-ce que vous avez du travail pour moi? I could only speak French. Everybody was looking at me. What the hell are you talking about? What do you want? Who are you? I was asking for a job. Of course, I couldn't find a job because I couldn't speak English. Luckily for me, there was this old lady with a bunch of plastic bag going to the trash. So I helped her. And she goes, uh, what are you doing here? Thank you for helping me. It's very nice of you. Because she saw me. I was dirty. I had beard. I was homeless. Smelly, long hair. Three months. And then I, I answered her in French. And luckily for me, this lady was from Switzerland. And she just lost her husband and she was running a bed and breakfast. And she said, oh, well, you know what? I can help you. You can come and clean my, the plate and help the, the bed and breakfast and then get enough money to go back home. So I was very happy about the idea. And as soon as I walk in, she says, oh, you can eat anything you want. Oh my God, another funny experience. My friend. I stuffed myself with eggs until I turned yellow. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I had my first English girlfriend because I never met those girls again. We never found them. It was ridiculous to go there. And then from there, I went to Victoria Station, listening. There was a long line of telephone during those days. I don't know if they are still there. I've been didn't go back there for a while. And I was just walking up and down, hoping to hear something that sound French. And I heard this guy. He was talking French on the phone. So I said, hey, hey, uh, I need a job. Is there any way you can help me? Well, there is some French people. The guy said, well, you know what? I am a manager at the Grand Hotel in Eastbourne in Sussex. So, tell you what, you go there and I give you a job. Thank you very much. And I went to Eastbourne and I started to work right in the basement cleaning the floor and uh, sleeping with cucarachs that size. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty, pretty tough. I had to work really, really, really hard to be able to afford uh, the ship to cross the channel and then from there take the train which takes me down the south of France. So I had to work weeks if not months before I could save the money. So I couldn't go home when I felt like so I was lucky enough to have enough money and I did that. And I arrived home and I was very happy to see my brothers and sisters and my mom. And then I said, where is Noel? Noel is uh, my uh, older sister. And my mom said, oh, she went to work. So I was kind of upset because not meeting Noel now means I might not see her for another year or so. 
And then, here she is, she came back, she was quite upset. And she says, oh my gosh, mom, I missed the bus. It, it was Sunday. Uh, I had to go back to work on Monday. And if I, if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not on there on time, they're going to fire me. So she was pretty upset. And my mom says, oh, don't you worry. Louis is going to give you a ride. Remember, I'm 18 years old. Cell phone didn't exist. The only way for me to go from A to Z was every few miles to ask directions. It's 4, 4.30 in the morning. I'm exhausted. I'm driving in those high mountains. There is snow everywhere. I'm doing all that I can to stay awake. And then finally, down the bottom of a valley, I saw some light. And to these days, I mean, this is not America, where you have hotels and restaurants, McDonald's, open 24-7. This is the south of France, in the middle of the mountains. That tells you what extraterrestrials are able to create as far as the environment is concerned. Didn't know then. I was so happy because I knew I was going to get a cup of coffee and I was going to be asking direction to take my sister wherever she, she wanted, had to go. There was nobody there. It's important to pay attention to that information. There was nobody, just me. I wake my sister up. And I was kind of surprised because uh, when I asked her, you know, we're going to stop, we're going to drink what you want to drink, uh, she says, I want a Coca-Cola. Remember, it is snow, there's ice, and she wants a Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, you don't forget that. I'm very protective. I'm half French, half Italian. And when I opened the door, I saw three guys in the bar. But to me, those guys were like giants. I thought they were loggers. They would make a footballer look like a kid. They're so tall. So I said to my sister, okay, you stay by the door. And I'm going to go and get you your Coke. So I went to the bar. And I asked the barman for a Coca-Cola and for a cup of coffee. And I was looking at those guys. They were like, their face was like no motion. Frozen. They were looking straight ahead of them. They were not talking to each other. They were just like robots. Men in black, maybe. So that was my first impression of these monster guys. In fact, my nose was at their belt. I was really, really insecure looking at these guys. Then the one on my left looked down at me like this. And he goes, do you want to play cards? I looked at him and I said, you know what? I'm very tired I don't want to play cards. Just want a cup of coffee and take my sister to work. He says, come on, come on. You, you're going to be friends with cards. I did not know how right it was when you say that. I'm 70 years old. I still cannot play poker or 21. I only play tarot cards. And it's and is a winner, right? And I do other things with cards to prove the reality of extraterrestrial at the therapeutic level. It's a long story. So anyway, he insisted. And because, you know, he's big and there's two more, might as well just be nice and, you know, comply. He said, okay. So, he had a regular pack of cards and he presented them to me. So, he says, pick a card. So I pick a card. And as soon as my eyes saw the card, he's telling me what it is. It was interesting. So, I said, well, interesting. So, yeah, I pick another one. So, I pick another one. Did the same thing. Then another one. Then another one. Like I didn't want to do it, 
but he, he kind of says, pick a card, pick a card. And then, in my mind, and believe me, I have better thing to say than to make up stories. What I'm going to tell you is very real. Okay? He says, as in my mind, I thought, I am going to change the nine of diamond for the queen of spades. In my mind. Because he has got to be in my head, this guy, to do that. Then he looked at me from his hive. And he says, Louis, never told him my name. You are not going to change the nine of diamond for the queen of spades. At that very precise moment, I felt like a screwdriver was coming here and coming out there. I was at the bar like this. I was holding the bar like this, trying to keep my balance. And I do not know if, if I went to the bathroom for my own will or if they told me to go to the bathroom. All I knew is that I needed cold water on my face because I was about to pass out. And I went to the bathroom, which was less than 10 feet away, and the door was wide open. I opened the tab, I put some water in my face, but I felt like if I had a chain. And I was talking to this guy in my head. And I said, I don't know who you are. I don't know where the hell you came from. I don't care how big you are. You are going to tell me what you're doing to me. Because I felt so invaded, so... There is no word, and unless you go through it, you, you cannot really understand the depth of the emotion and the trauma I was going through. Less than, what, 30 seconds? How long does it take to do this? And go. Went back to the bar, gone. I look at my sister, she was still like, sleeping. Feel good about that. I asked the barman, I said, who's those guys? I don't know. They must have driven here. Remember? There was no car. I said, no, there was no car. I don't know, they just left, just now. So I went outside. I look, and I listen. And I look again, and I listen. Completely gone. Then, that's where I wake up my sister. And remember, all this is so clear, like it happened five minutes ago. I wake my sister up, and I said, let's get the hell out of here. Okay? And that's it. That's all I remember. The next, the next things I know is nine o'clock or so the next day. I'm driving, I'm entering my, my village. Now, where have I been all night? And to this day, I asked my sister, do you recall? She said, yes, I recall everything until I fell asleep. I don't recall even drinking my Coke. But I don't remember if you took me or not to, to, the, to where I worked. But I don't recall it either. But the most important part of all this incredible second UFO experience is that those guys left me with a headache that I would never wish to my worst enemy. For weeks, for weeks, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. What did they do to my head? I have no idea. So that is experience number two. After this experience uh, uh, with my sister, I went back to England and I, something really weird happened to my mind. I could not recall my lyrics. It's like if I was not able anymore to sing. Even the song that I wrote, my memory was shattered and I couldn't understand what I managed 
still to get a recording deal. And then uh, in one of my trips back home, I stayed with my brother. Now, my older brother, Joe, kind of a, you know, big mafioso guy, you know, hotels, restaurants, discotheque, and bars, you know. Um, I used to stay with him in his farm, which is about five miles away from the village. And every single night, we used to take up around 10 o'clock. Because, you know, the discotheque, we had to drive to the vineyards that would take us to the main road, main road to the highway. Another, let's say an hour later, we are at the discotheque, and we opened the discotheque around 11 o'clock. That was this, you know, the, the typical routine. November 11, 1981. Okay? Can't forget that. November 11, 1981. Just after 10, like we did every single night, we were driving through the vineyard. My brother, during those days, drove a brand new Mercedes. I own one right now, and they are very reliable. Okay, those guys, those guys don't die just like that. So we were driving through the vineyard, and I asked my brother, Hey Joe, there's light. Is, is there people working in the vineyard yet? My brother is kind of a you know, Scorpio guy, rough, right, straight to the point, sarcastic. Louis, we pick up the vine, the grapes, in September. It's November. In other words, he doesn't talk much, you know, like old Scorpio, right to the point. But I keep insisting. I said, Joe, something is not right. There's light over there. Look, they're moving. And then, and then, the car died. And on top of the car, all I could see was light and light. My brother says, oh my gosh, the helicopter here? I said, the helicopter make a flopping noise. This, this is a humming noise. So I said to him, I'm going to go and look. He said, are you crazy? He grabbed my hand. So I was able to get away from his grab. I opened the door and I went outside. And I look up. Could not see nothing but light blinding me. So it took me a while, but I couldn't look. And then they turned the light off. That tells me that those extraterrestrials who was flying that salsa knew that they were blinding me. They were hurting me. So they turned the light off. It took me like, I don't know, a minute or so for my eye to adapt. And oh my God, oh my God, 30 feet suspended above a dead Mercedes, a flying saucer. I was banging the front of the car and screaming every bad French word that I knew, asking my brother to get out. Of course, he did not. <laughs> and you know what? There is no words uh, to explain such an experience. Now, you are now forced to face reality. It is not a dream anymore. It's not a question anymore. It's, it's fact. A flying saucer is suspended above my head. And they said, oh, well, if you go too close to a flying saucer, you're going to be cooked. I wasn't cooked. Then in the middle of the flying saucer, different light came down. All of a sudden, all the light comes on again. And that flying saucer that was stationary just flew out and flew barely five feet above the cheminée of the farm that was across the street, the, the, the road. My brother, the first thing he says to me, Louis, this did not happen. Don't talk to nobody. Okay. In fact, he waited 35 years. And finally, he said, oh, you know what? Our children need to know the truth. Yeah, Louis was right when he said we saw a flying saucer. So for 30 years or so, he kept it a secret. 
because he didn't want to. Now listen to this. Normally when we arrive at a discotheque around 11 o'clock, because we open at 12, we stay open all night, or 11.30, um, we, we have the barman, we have the waitresses, uh, uh, we have uh, people working. We're about to start to open the discotheque. When we arrive, the discotheque was full and running. So, there is another lapse of time, another uh, abduction that took place for the first time in my life. And for the last time in my life, I've seen my brother smoking and drinking. First time and last time. And I was doing the, uh, the same thing on the other side of the bar. We were looking at each other and said, what the hell just happened here? And then the next day, of course, it was all over the news, all over the, the places, because we're not the only one who saw the flying saucers in the south of France. But believe me, this is not, a, I'm past believing UFOs now. Comes number four, which is extraordinarily dramatic. I went back to England and I met this guy from the United States. And I said, do I, I never, I never seen a dollar. Can you show me a dollar? He said, I don't have a dollar, but I have a quarter. Okay, so he gave me the, the quarter and I, I put it on the cross and he gave me his card and he said, if you go to San Diego, hey, I'll be there to help you. I was so happy. I worked so hard for three or four months. I finally flew to the United States and I arrived in San Diego and I went straight to the address. And I arrived at the address. There was two old guys, retirees. And I said, hey, can I speak to John? John who? I don't know. He gave me his card. Is that the right address? She says, yes, the right address. And there was a telephone. Remember, I didn't have a cell phone. That was in 1984. I said, can you call? Said, yeah, yeah, we're going to call. So they called. Nobody at the end. I'm still looking for John. I've been on radio, been on TV, George Nori, 40 million people. I've been in so many TV. John would have seen me, would have heard about me and my stories. So what happened there? I don't know. I got married. And I said to my wife, you know, honey, I tell you what, um, I've been delegating with extraterrestrial my life, and maybe one day you'll be touched. Little did I know what was going to happen to that poor girl. Brigitte was very uh, pretty, very beautiful, and she was doing beauty pageant. And that night, uh, that day, she says to me, well, there is a big pageant going on in Anaheim at the Hilton Hotel just before Disneyland. So I want to go there and participate. I say, okay, no problem. So we need to go to bed and have your beauty sleep so you can win. Oh my gosh. Again, in the middle of the night, she woke up. She was crying. She was trembling. She was on the fittest position in the floor. She was going like this. In 10 years of marriage, I never seen my wife in such a state. I was scared of what was going on with her. I never seen her like that. She made me look under the bed. She made me look in the cupboards, in the basement. She says, there's something in the house. She had a premonition to what was going to happen the next day. So I said, oh my gosh. The clock rang in the morning. And I looked at her and said, you know what? You look like hell. So there's no point of going here. She says, no, no, I want to go. I want to stay in the house. I want to go. So knowing, I had a feeling that something wrong was going to happen that day. Okay. Uh, so I, I really, really pay attention of the date. Remember November 11, 1981? That was August 11, 1991. Okay? Important to pay attention to the dates because this is real. It was about 8 o'clock. I just finished to fill up my tank. And there we go. I'm, I'm on high five with my wife. And as I was driving, I kind of asked her if she was okay, what happened last night. She says, I don't want to talk about it. So I keep driving. And all of a sudden, 
I felt like if I drove into a cloud. The last thing I remember is driving through a bridge called um, Jamboree Road. That's the last thing I remember. I didn't feel the wheel in the car anymore. And then I, talked, I said, honey, I don't recognize anything. Where are we? She says, honey, you're going to make me late. Hurry, hurry. I didn't see the sign of Los Angeles or Disneyland for that matter. You're going to make, you, we're going to be late. So I need to get prepared. So please move on. Because I, I said, I don't, I don't know where we are. I, I'm going to exit. So I took the first exit. She was upset. So, and then I drove into a parking lot. And there was three Mexican guys on the back of a white Toyota. And they were eating. So I went to them and I said, excuse me, could you tell me where I am? All those guys were looking at me like, don't do that like a You smoke to my spot. Which I never do. I don't drink and I don't smoke. They said, you are at the Los Angeles Zoo. Now, Los Angeles Zoo is 90 miles north. Whoa, wait a minute here. I said, okay, what time is it, please? And they said, it's 9 o'clock. Now, if I drive a Ferrari, if there is no traffic in Los Angeles or no cops to stop me at 150 miles per hour, I could have done the trip. It took me over two, uh, two and a half hours to go back to where we're supposed to be. My wife and I, we were completely... And then as she was taking a shower, she said, honey, look, look. She showed me above the airline, she had a scar, a scar of two inches or more, like a laser cat. What is this? What is this? So, I don't know. Then uh, after that, she called a friend and she disappeared. She completely disappeared. She divorced me. It was pretty hard on me. What happened is... I met this guy, he was a UFO researcher, and he says to me, I have two very top-of-the-line hypnotherapists in Victorville, in California, and I told them your situation, because I spoke to him first. He was the first guy I ever spoke about UFOs. Uh, and they're going to get two cameras, they're going to freeze the first frame and the last frame, and an hour later, you know, we're going to see what's going on. So they hypnotized me. And I mean, an hour and a half later, you can see not even the movement of my shirt, I was so gone. It's only when I say, I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot, that you see me sweating, literally sweating back. What happened is, they suck us into the belly of a flying saucer. Those three guys that I saw with my sister were into the flying saucer. And I was saying to my wife, honey, um, it's all good, don't you worry, been there, done that before, everything, it will be fine. It's like I had an agreement to whatever horrific thing was going to happen later, okay? Uh, but I had an agreement for some reason. I was not upset. So, that's when I went into that little room, and I saw the earth that size. So I had to tell you in the mothership how far I was up there. And then when, after a certain time, I was really, really, really hot. And then you see me in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, the hypnotic session, just literally sweating back it when I was in that uh, decontaminating room before getting inside of the saucer. Then I went inside, and that's where I saw the greys, you know, doing the electronics, flying the saucer, whatever they were doing, and I knew exactly where to go when I saw my wife. They were taking the fetus of our child. My wife was three months pregnant. And to this day, my wife, they, they erased that memory. They erased the memory. She does not know. She says, I was never pregnant. If you ask her, she has never been pregnant. She was three months pregnant. And most of all, that was incredible. How is it possible 
for them to cut my wife to two, two and a half inches, okay, and to have it heal almost immediately. So that was something incredible. Then I went into another room and I sat. I was free to move and something came down from the ceiling. It was like a helmet. Stop at my nose. And then I felt like electricity, the concrete, fire. I had like an implosion. And that's where the extraterrestrial downloaded the secrets of the cosmic code. And I was forced after that to rekindle Nostradamus' 16th century divine astrology. After that, of course, she was so upset when I told her, honey, remember I told you we might have to go through some, this type of experience. She said, well, next time we go through LA and I don't see it, let me know. Okay, she refused to accept the reality that we were 90 miles north. And then it was so dramatic that she kicked my butt. And then I was depressed and really, really depressed. And that opened the door to, of course, cancer. And, and then my two oncologists said to me, uh, you know, you need to go through chemotherapy. Make sure it doesn't come back. And I refused. My little voice, E.T. told me to go shopping. <laughs> shopping. So I went to the vegetable area and I saw a bunch of roots, a bunch of vegetables that i never seen before, i never tested before. I bought everything at home, juice everything, put some honey and drank it. But like tornado inside and the cancer never came back. I called it the universal blood transfusion. And then came the ultimate the ultimate UFO experience. And I have the proof. I have the pictures. It was um, during the solar eclipse in 2012. My wife, my other wife, my new wife, 10 years married now, she wanted to take pictures of the solar eclipse. And I said, well, you can do that, but don't look, whatever it is. So she went outside, and I was in front of her, and I turned around, and then she went, jum, 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 six times. She took six shots. And I was going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because she was looking through it. And I was afraid for her eyes. And oh my gosh. When we developed these pictures, you could see Jericho. It's a hope. And believe me, you cannot duplicate this. Regardless how good you are with Photoshop. You could see that hope coming to me getting closer and closer and closer, entering my third eye and coming out of my heart. And since that day, I have been making predictions that are well-documented, dated, and unarguable about earthquakes above 6.0. I was on George Norrie, 40 million people listening to me. I said, be ready for fire. And we're going to lose a hell of a lot of wildlife. A week and a half later, Australian fire killed millions of animals. And I said, be careful. There is a new disease coming for the lungs. And next thing you know, I give the exact date for 9-11 with all the details. I give exact date for a terrorist attack which brought the FBI twice in my house. I'm not making it up. Those guys, two of them, twice, they thought I was a sleeping cell. They checked everything in my house, my statue with my residence. And I told them, 
how did you know it was going to be an attack in New York and in Paris? How did you know? I said, I developed a software. I'm using Nostradamus astrology. You know, the, the stars are more than dead rock hanging up there for the sake of beauty. Uh, unlike NASA scientists, I realized that we are part of a magnificent design and those stars speak. They speak. God created the stars and the heavens for more than the sake of beauty, I told them. He gave them to us for interpretation so that we may lead a safer, more productive life. And I said, remember, some of the greatest minds on the planet, like Tesla. Tesla said, there is a core in the universe. In this core, you can have all the answers to what it means to be human also. And he said, I never discovered this core, but I know it exists. I had this core downloaded by the extraterrestrials. And I prove it through my UFO predictive legacy. When I look at people, when I read, and when they give me their date of birth, they become an open book. And I shock them. I know things that only them know. I make predictions that are scary. This is why earlier I said to you, is all those experiences who build architecture, literally kill me and rebirth me in a different human being, all those experiences across are a blessing for humanity. At that point, I'm still wondering if I should, you know, give all the explanation to where all those entities come from and what they are. Remember what I said earlier? There is only two groups of ETs and a lot of names. Maybe if you want, you can put some wings on their back. Now, falling angel or garden angel, whatever names you want to give. There's plenty of names for those entities, but there are only two. The good one and the bad one. Now, understand, the reptilians are a group of extraterrestrials that have their base on Pluto, which is at the verge of our solar system. Pluto is known in Greek mythology as the Lord of Hell. Uh, it is also the underworld. It regulates also the criminal element. It's all about death and drama. This dark planet it regulates Scorpio, the rebirthing process. The reptilians can only survive like a dog, like fleas on a dog, with your fear, with your negativity, with uh, insecurity. And they have a lot of tools, especially legal and illegal drugs. So if you keep doing if you keep being negative, you affect the atomic structure of your body and you make yourself very, very receptive to infection, infect yourself, organism or cancer. That's why I got cancer. And they, they can only survive and operate through dark matter. So they are in humans' heads. They are already part of our uh, genealogy. They are already part of our composition, of our atomic structure, and they are talking to us on, uh, at, at a psychical level. Now, this does not mean that they do not uh, uh, they do not use their ships for specific purpose. The Galactic Federation of Grand Cosmic Order, Draco told me, okay, the GTI channel, uh, 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 do not want any extraterrestrials to interfere with humans' affairs. Of course, the reptilians don't care. They constantly uh, abduct human beings to make them feel depressed and negative and to the point where they get completely infected and then they get a machine gun and they go and kill everybody and kill themselves. Okay? Then and you have the uh, those same entities or some negative extraterrestrials, the reptilians. They stimulate the mind of a scientist to weaponize the weather 
to create uh, nukes, to create viruses. So, when people say, oh, I want to look for extraterrestrials, you don't have to look, they're already part of you. Remember, two eyes, two arms, two legs, two sides of the brain, you're symmetrical, positive, negative. It's either you work for the negativity, for evil, for the reptilians, who can control your life, because they all cost me conscious, they can use your stars, or your UCI, your unique celestial identity, or you work for the dracarnies, which are fed from the sun. You know, when people ask me, how can I attract extraterrestrial? Well, look, look, this is gold, alright? This is a metal that is used to show love, to show the forces of the sun, and it never asks. Now, what is the opposite of gold? Steel. What do you do with steel? You make gun, grenade, firearms, tanks, okay? So, if you want to attract a good extraterrestrial, wear gold, be positive, and realize extraterrestrials do not come in this dense physical world when they feel like they have to use a uranic window. We are right here, right now, into this uranic window. This energy is right here with us right now. So if you want to look for UFO or talk about UFO, we are doing it right now because there are no accidents. It's all preset by the cosmic code. So it's very, very important to realize that the part of God in us is much stronger than those entities or even our negative stars. If you are cosmic conscious, you can apply your will and make a choice. I do not want to work for darkness. I refuse to be depressed. I don't need drugs, okay, to get a kick. Instead, I'm going to let uh, the Dracani stimulate my mind to create beautiful music, to create nice painting. You know, they stimulate the mind of Mozart and Beethoven to create incredible music. They are constantly bombarding humans right here within the... It's all a, uh, UFOs is a psychical phenomenon. The last thing they want is people like me to delegate with the spirit. That's why they will pick scientists to talk about UFOs. They are rational, they are practical, believe me. Extraterrestrials are master of matter, master engineer from the extreme. They do not care who you are, if you are the president. They don't care of your education. They do not care of your position. They have lost something that people like me were born with. They have lost the spirit. They have lost their identity. They have lost their connection with God and the divine. And humanity is moving in that direction. And that's why everything is rational and is practical. Because the more you delegate with the tree, the less you're going to see the forest. This solar system was built by the Dracanis. And the moon, for example, they hire, for lack of words, one of the moon from Jupiter. And again, for the lack of words, let's use the nuclear device calculated forces from their ship, they removed the moon from Jupiter and brought it into the solar system, so to speak, okay, which is also part having Jupiter in it. And um, that's why the moon is, is loaded with crater, and we are next door, we don't have as many crater. And people think of the moon as a dead rock hanging out there for the sake of beauty. No. The moon regulates 
human emotions. That's where the word lunatic, moody, crabby comes from. The moon cycle is exactly the same cycle that woman menstruation. The moon is so very powerful, but people do not know their relationship with the moon. They do not know that Saturn also is the, the great malefic planet. Wherever Saturn is located in your chart, you're going to be stimulated uh, to work hard, to get discipline. And this, this is a really, really tough planet that you need to understand the positive and negative of those planets. Our solar system is set by those extraterrestrials and those planets have energy that interacts with your mind. Now there is no difference between your mind, my mind, Einstein mind or a killer. It's the same density, same weight, same wiring. What's different? Your UCI, your unique celestial identity. You're related to your mom and your dad, you know, genetically 100%, DNA wise. But you're never going to think, behave, create, or have the same fate than your mom, your dad, your brother, or your sister. In fact, your family members are your biggest strangers because you do not have the same star pattern that was created by God's immaculate universal design that involved the reality of those entities which are playing part because you cannot have a day without a night, a man without a woman, a front without a back, a positive without a negative, the yin and yang. Two eyes, two arms, two legs, it's all about a very simplistic uh, way. The phenomenon is psychical. And again, as I said earlier, the Galactic Federation Grand Cosmic Order, you know, forbidden any of these ETs to deal with us. But, in some cases, you have the abductees and the contactees. I'm the contactees, which means my mission was already preset when I was a child. And what's scary is all those extraterrestrials are cosmic conscious. They know all about the cosmic culture of addiction. And they can use those energy when you are at your weakest point. And they can turn you into a lunatic. The idea is to understand the process and use the power of God in us, as I said earlier, to only aim for the light. So far, we got to keep the balance just to survive. But we are going to be moving further and faster and accelerate our vibration into the light, which means our vibrational system is going to be as fast as one of those extraterrestrials which will become, finally, a reality. Astrology claims to divine information about people and earthbound events by studying the movements and relative positions of celestial objects. Astrology has been dated to at least the second millennium BCE. Many cultures have attached importance to astronomical events, and some, such as the Hindus, Chinese, and the Mayans, have developed elaborate systems for predicting terrestrial events from celestial observations. Western astrology, one of the oldest astrological systems still in use, can trace its roots to 17th century Mesopotamia, where it spread to ancient Greece, Rome, the Arab world, and eventually Central and Western Europe. Contemporary Western astrology is often associated with systems of horoscopes that purport to explain aspects of a person's personality and predict significant events in their lives based on the positions of celestial objects. Testing the validity of astrology can be difficult, 
because there is no consensus amongst astrologers as to what astrology is or what it can predict. Most professional astrologers are paid to predict the future to describe a person's personality and life. First of all, you have to realize that astronomy is a byproduct of astrology. Astrology is a much older science. The first astronomers challenged God with mathematics. They stole the clay tablets and mathematically they calculated the exact time of an eclipse. And that's when humans or scientists went against God and thought themselves better than God. Astrology is very, very real. But it's not a religion. You don't believe in astrology. It takes any of my students at least six or seven hours a day for a full week before they can understand the universal mechanics. And, you know, you got people like uh, uh, J.P. Morgan, you know, very wealthy, powerful man. You know, he said millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. You will see the Pope, all Popes being taught astrology by the Vatican Council, and you will see all Popes being enthroned under the sign of Leo. But they don't want you to know. Religions, and there is what, 875 different denominations? Okay? They bring chaos. They breed ISIS. We want to kill you if you don't follow their caliphate. In fact, religions have killed more people than all the disease, than all the natural disasters, and, and, and all the wars combined together. That's a fact. All disappear civilization use astrology. Astrology is the mother of all science. And the father of medicine himself said, a physician cannot call himself a physician if he does not master astrology. Now you're talking about the father of modern medicine. People who have a problem with astrology, there's two reasons. Either they've been indoctrinated and think that, well, they're going to go to hell if they listen to me, not realizing you're already on hell. You're not going to go to hell. This is it. <laughs> um, it's a lack of information and it's indoctrinated by fear. But Nostradamus astrology, when I tell you on that date it's going to be an earthquake, going to have fire, killing animals in Australia, or you're going to have a disease, a new lung disease, and you see it, and it's dated, and it's on national radio, and it's on my YouTube video, and it's on my book and my newsletter, you can't deny it. You'll deny it only if the reptilians really, really got your head and stop you to dig into the spirit, because that is how we're going to be able to beat them, by using their own tools, the mind. I make regular predictions. I got about 10,000 people that have signed up to my private website, The Cosmic Codes. We have different uh, horoscopes, for the lack of word, let's call it horoscopes, uh, daily guidance and forecast. We give you, we translate the energy. Why, in the name of God, would you sign up for conspiracy talking head, religious lunatics, apocalyptic promoter, evil feeders? Why? Do not do that to yourself. Do not do that to the world. Because if you ain't conscious or not, you are responsible. Uh, but in my case, remember, 
I had to rebuild Nostradamus astrology. Nostradamus was using quatrains. His quatrain was really blurry because he had to keep his head. And he was, I mean, the French Inquisition would kill him. So he had to keep his work very blurry, very mystical. Mine are wide open, very clear, plain English, and most of all, you have a set of key words. When I said earthquakes, sudden release of energy, news from the cosmos, NASA, explosion. We had an explosion not long ago. It was predicted. When I tell you I predict uh, 911, you can read it. It's, it's in my books. It's dated. I was on George Norrie, 40 million people listening to me. And I told him, be ready for thousands of people uh, being forced to relocate in about two weeks from today. And here goes Katrina, two weeks later. It's on the website. You can read it. I put the green by the mouth. That makes the difference. I am the only living astrophile who works like Nostradamus, who makes quatrain. And I added, as I said, my obvious keywords. So, when you join the Cosmic Code, and I'm going to invite you, you're going to be able to assimilate how Nostradamus used to work. Now remember, 500 years ago, the great prophet didn't have the luxury of a watch or a computer. So the astrology of practice is very symbolic, highly spiritual, and God thanks Draco, who shall more information, to make me even more scaringly accurate. However, not everybody will respond to science. In my case, I'm terrible when it comes to math. But on the other hand, I'm extraordinarily creative and highly spiritual. I'm an artist. I play piano, I play guitar, and all that good stuff. You can only relate to people because of their experiences, their education, their intelligence, most of all because of their stars. And that's where my dilemma start and finished. 99.9 of human beings walking planet Earth do not have cosmic consciousness. They did not take the time to understand the face and the truths of God, to understand His immaculate universal cosmic design. They don't have the mind. They are too rational. They are born practical. They are born scientists. They are born atheists. Like you have people that are born religious fanatics. And that's the beauty of being human. But the beauty also of having deep, developed cosmic consciousness is that you do not judge people anymore. There is so many gods, so many religions. Okay, the beauty of astrology is that you, you can be a Muslim, you can be Christians, you can be a Jew. You have a sun sign, you have a moon sign. So, astrology unified, religion separate, and that's why the reptilians have developed and made a culture of scientists who lack the natural aptitude to enter the archetypal realm of supra-cosmic consciousness. Again, as I said earlier, you're not going to be teaching Michael Jackson to sing and dance. You've got to have it. If you don't have it, then you have extraterrestrials that are going to be looking for people who have the stars that will support their mission. And they're going to become a contacting, not an abducting. For example, we can talk about... Uh, um, Travis Walton, you know, he was born with the moon in Aquarius, so you got, he already has the essence. Aquarius is the energy of uh, friends and wishes and UFOs. And he's also an Aries. 
which means he doesn't think. He, this is the first sign of the zodiac, so he acts upon impulse. When he saw that UFOs, instead of running away, he just went under it. Now remember, gold and metal? He was in a truck loaded with tools that cut trees. And it's Arizona, which means I carry my gun, and all those guys out there carry their gun, and then hatches, and so all this metal, all this metal was a magnet to attract a scout, a reptilian ship that literally electrocuted him. He was not invited. Then it took five days for the Draconis to put him back together and bring him back alive and, and drop it somewhere. This is the explanation I have to. But Travis was born with the tail of the dragon in Taurus. He's very normal guy, very rational, very practical, doesn't believe in astrology. It's a miracle that he's into a UFO because he was thrown into it by accident, put it this way. I know him very well. We've been doing a cruise together, UFO cruise in Mexico. He has not even an ego. He's a beautiful, loving guy, being victimized by the reptilians and saved by the Dracarys. But he has no clue. You know, you've been designed. You've been designed to, uh, to react to your environment because of your stars. If you're a Scorpio, you're going to be into politics, into structure. You're going to have a rational mind. But at the same time, your soul's purpose as a Scorpio is to dig into metaphysics. That's where you regenerate. You also have a stinger. Make sure not to use it against you or against other people because you could be your worst enemy being a Scorpio. Now, you also have a dragon. A dragon's head and a dragon's tail. In fact, there is more power in the location of your dragon alone than the entire complexity of an astrological chart. But when you go now to Asia, what is the dragon? Well, it's something you celebrate once a year and you dance around. The Asiatic people have lost the power of the dragon. Like here in the Oriental and Occidental astrology, you have 12 signs. They use the tiger, they use the dog, they use the pig. We are using the Taurus, the scorpion, the, the Aries. But it's the same energy. That's Jesus' initial ministry representing the 12 signs of the zodiac, the 12 hours of the day, the 12 sins, the 12 jury, the 12 tribe of Israel, the 12 notes of music. When you talk about astrology, you are talking about the 12 apostles. But, when Jesus wanted to introduce humanity to our Father in the heavens, okay, all he had in mind is to teach astrology. That's really, really deep. That's why, as I said earlier, the Vatican, on the 175 miles of secret library, has all those information. And they use for them, because that's too much power for you. They don't want to give it to you. But they use for them. So when you look at it, Jesus' initial cosmic ministry has been completely erased and changed and turned into a junk. God never came down and wrote no books, my friend. He never wrote the Bible. But he made stars. And that's where you need to use critical thinking and realize that this is what's going on. People have been indoctrinated. Do not touch the spirit. Do not touch astrology. Because if you do so, 
you're going to understand the truth of what it means to be human. You're going to understand God's cosmic design. You're going to be able to relate to Jesus' initial cosmic ministry, speaking the soul of the twelve apostles, all the twelve sons of the Zodiac. There's so much that people do not know. It's a disaster for those kids not to know their relationship with the divine. It's okay to teach a child uh, geometry, uh, science, history, the art. Now, who is there to teach them who they are? And then you wonder why they are killing themselves in our college university non-stop. It will never stop unless we go back and teach them. For example, let's say you have a, a Scorpio kid. Okay? Extraordinarily powerful to start with. Okay? It's a very resentful sign. You talk to a child this way. You show the symbol of the scorpion. You see the scorpion. You see this ugly insect. You see the poison being sarcastic and stinging people and being revengeful and nasty and hurting yourself. No. You have to kill the scorpion. And you have to build the eagle. Because Scorpio is the only sign who can turn into the evil and from his ashes turn into a majestuous, fantastic eagle above everything that is thrown at his traumatic fate. So, this kid, if this kid has no information of who he is, where he came from, and his connection with the divine, well, he's going to look on the internet, he's going to sign up for any of these religion. That's not going to work. Then he's going to take drugs. He's going to get depressed. He's going to be infected by the reptilians. He's going to get a machine gun. He's going to kill everybody. He's going to say goodbye. Boom. That's what's going on. We need to bring this cosmic wisdom into our college university. We need to bring it uh, as it used to be okay, into the pure civilization and accept it as a serious, very serious, solid discipline. Until we do so, we will never ever stop the endless chain of suicide and the endless shootings, never. It can't happen. Now I can start regenerating the spirits of all those children. are part of the waxing moons and waxing moons are part of the wanting moons. 07. 14 and that's not all. When you count from the first house rising down to the house before it's the dragon's head and then from that position you must go to the polar opposed ending to reach the dragon's tail then count three places from the tail backward to find the ultimate grand force the power of the world the universal worldwide energy the globe the natural disaster the real human in us all the land of nature the land of emotional response 07 22 the moon is the domestic scenery venus is love the arts mercury is intellectual response mars is desire and principle Sun is fame and creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. 
Jupiter is the codification of thought laws. Neptune seeks to find God imagination Uranus's universal truth. Originality and Pluto is life and death. 08. 07 okay. Like I said before it's. 08. 19 the moon is emotional response. Venus is love. Mercury is communication. Mars is aggressivity. Sun is famous people creativity. Saturn is fear and principle. Jupiter is the codification of thought Neptune seeks to find God. Uranus is universal truth and originality. Pluto is regeneration and life and death. 09. 02 Aries is Mars Taurus's Venus. Gemini's Mercury. Cancer is the Moon. Leo is the Sun Virgo is Mercury Libra is Venus. Scorpio is Pluto Sagittarius in Jupiter and Capricorn. Saturn Aquarius is Uranus and Pisces Neptune. 09. 38 and. 10. Oh oh everything is positive and negative in the course and it goes back and forth and in which way positive and negative with all numerology all the time 100% numerology everything completely entirely numerology and the 12 houses of the zodiac and the 12 months of the year from April to March. March. 10. 41 And they also use the north node and sound node of the moon as a polar opposed endings from one end at the bottom to the beginning on the top on the top of that it's a polar opposed end the polar opposed end. And that is the negative and the positive the other way. All numbers are directly led and stand all the way in the houses systems the houses are inner self money communication home famous people marriage friends healthcare death law work service to the world technology and faith 11 11 from Kenneth Pranzo Action Kenneth at AOL.com Date. Monday, January 25, 2021 Subject. YouTube Law 2. SCOTUS SCOTUS at SupremaCourt.gov I've been trying to get this law for about three years. I really need the YouTube laws okay, so we having astrology course for you. Just give me a moment. Oh one. 22 I'm gonna teach you the course now so pay attention. And stay focused. All you need is a month of birth. A month of birth. 
so Aries is April which means war. Taurus is May which means money Gemini is communication and June Libra is October which is partnerships and love Scorpio is November the sign of death Sagittarius December the legal area Cancer in July which is the home area Leo in August for celebrities Virgo is September which stands for healthcare Capricorn in January which is work and service to the world and February is Aquarius the sign of technology and March is the sign of faith and religion in Pisces. O2 the 2nd of February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries April War Taurus's Money. Gemini. June The month of June Speaking Teaching. Publishing and Writing. The Moon is Emotional Response. Venus is Love Mercury is Communication. Mars is Aggressivity. Sun is famous people Gemini is June Libra is October Scorpios. November Sagittarius is December. O2. 49 Cancer is July Leo is August. Virgo is September Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. Aries Taurus is money. Gemini June the month of June. Speaking talking teaching. Publishing and writing Libra is partnerships. Libra is friends and acquaintances and partners and family great get-togethers and social gatherings Scorpio and death. January is work and service to the world Capricorn Aquarius is February technology Pisces is March faith and religion 03. 58 I'm gonna teach you the course now so pay attention stay focused. All you need is a month of birth a month of birth. So Aries is April Taurus is May Gemini and June Libra is October Scorpios November. Sagittarius is December. Cancer in July we owe his August. Virgo is September Capricorn in January February is Aquarius and Pisces is March so with that in mind. Aries, Taurus and Gemini Libra, Scorpio. Sagittarius are all waxing dragons head underneath the waning moon and Cancer Leo. Virgo Capricorn Aquarius and Pisces are waning moon dragon tail underneath the waxing moon. They switch over one by one the Aries Taurus Gemini side where Libra Scorpio. 
47 Sagittarius is as normally in the dragon head. All the ways in Cancer Leo Virgo and Capricorn Aquarius. Pisces is only dragon tail. It's always a dragon tail and waning moons. Okay. So we have an astrology course for you. 11. 28 Earth a month of birth. All you need is a month of birth a month of birth. So Aries is April. This is May Gemini and June Libra is October Scorpios. November Sagittarius is December. Cancer in July we know is August. Virgo is September Capricorn in January. February is Aquarius and Pisces is March. 12. 10 Aries is War Taurus is Money. Gemini June the month of June. Speaking Peep Teaching. Publishing and Writing. Libra is Partnerships. Libra is Friends and Acquaintances and Partners. I'm going to get togethers in social gatherings. Scorpio and Death. Sagittarius's Law. Scorpio's November Sagittarius in December the Law. And Capricorn in January for work January for work. 12. 57 The Aquarius is for technology and digital media. In February Pisces is March for faith. September is Virgo health care and Leo is celebrities and July is a home area for cancer. June is the month of speaking teaching publishing and writing. 13. 34 Aries is April the month of war and violence and extreme aggressivity. And every number accordingly goes 100% all numbers randomly go with numerology everything goes with numerology everything is numerology every single thing everything Kenneth Pranzo Action Kenneth at AOL.com Nelson Gonzalez Kenny Pranzo FBINSA White House Department Defense Department National Security Apple Microsoft Name Glenn Miller Just an advice of word of advice When you deal with House 1 and house two, you're counting house one and two, and the tail is on the third placement, and the moon is on the fourth. So, the emotion response, the emotional response is on the moon, and you're dealing with 
your watch. House one and two are connected as the first and second house. As you know, the energies of the positive and negative go by positive and negative vibrations or energies with symbolism and metaphor. Before the 15th of the month, day, and year of any month, day, and year, and time, and all eras, and years, and moments mm. of the year, and the day, and the month, and the year, all of them, everything they do, all the months, days, years, and times, months, days, years, and times, the calendar, that the watch, the calendar and the watch, the before the 15th is positive, the after the 16th is negative. It reverses for night births or opposite ends, polar opposed actually. It's actually called a polar opposed end, not an opposite. They don't call it an opposite. They call it a polar opposed. And in that case, when you listen to a movie or video and audio, the uh, before the 15th is an after the 16th, and an after the 16th is before the 15th. They say a before the 15th can be considered a after the 16th in general aspects. But a before the 15th is always negative in one way of a, of a tremendous amount of love. But then a, a great after the 16th can be a negative person in the uh, worst case scenarios. And then the before the 15th can be a very evil and dark person under the worst circumstances. And then the... After the 16th can be a positive under the great circumstances as long as the negative reevaluates and goes back to the dragon's head it will reevaluate the tail in that specific moment my spirit died. I died of COVID in 1991. My guide wants to take me home on this order. Keep it rolling. Okay, guide about to go home. 
deserves the treatment that she deserves. She made a poor quality decision. Tornado, whatever, tornado, whatever you want. Who says tornado? I am sleep-sleeping now. Electric cable down. Ellen Roger. Work. Oh my god, it's back, it's forward, forwarded back. That was a good play. Jim Shooter said back, um, hold the button. You need to play this. You need to play this. I need to know.
Now, in that other case, being that it involves those things, the north node can also indicate on the polar opposite of that north node, of that north node, of the specific north node, the polar opposite will be the positive, which reevaluates the tail, which looks like a tail in the western chart, but it reevaluates to the head. But in any other case, the moon placement that goes in the day or the current day that the moon is in, or the latest house placement, when you count three places back, you're already in that sign energy. But with that specific placement of vibration, you're dealing with the direct energy and cause of the rising that I already explained. But those risings have hidden meaning from the house ascendant or the cusp or the spot where it lands on. And in that spot where it lands on, on the point of that spot is a sign or symbol that it rises on from the ascendant or the rising sign. Those sign energies are the hidden dragon in the north and south node of the moon. that guide all of our services. We are super excited about this. We hope you like it. Thanks so much. This is really important to us. We believe in the power of journalism and the impact it can have on our lives. And we want to make a valuable contribution to the industry and to society as a whole. We think Apple News Plus is going to be great for customers and great for publishers. Now let's talk about Apple Pay. We launched Apple Pay with a vision to replace the wallet, and people are absolutely loving it. Apple Pay is the simplest, most secure, and private way to pay. And its growth has been literally off the charts. In fact, we're on target to surpass 10 billion transactions this year. This is huge. We're looking forward to a future where all payments are made this way. Now, retail acceptance of Apple Pay has already passed 70% in the United States, and it's even higher in many other countries like Canada, the United Kingdom, and so many more which broadly accept Apple Pay. In Australia, we've achieved an amazing 99% acceptance. 
And we've been adding more and more countries. And by the end of this year, we expect that Apple Pay will be available in more than 40 countries. Pay has also made riding transit easier and more convenient than ever before. Every day, millions of customers in these cities use their iPhone or their Apple Watch to go quickly through the turnstiles and get on their way. And I'm excited to tell you that we're bringing Apple Pay to transit in major cities in the U.S., starting right here on the west coast of Portland and rolling out in Chicago and New York City later this year. So retail, transit apps, on the web, Apple Pay Cash, there's so many ways to use Apple Pay with its convenience, security, and privacy. And it's become the preferred way to pay for, for almost anything. But we want to take the Apple Pay experience even further. And we saw an opportunity to transform another fundamental method of payment. And that's the credit card. With the success and momentum of Apple Pay, we've learned a lot about credit cards. While we all need them, there's some things about the credit card experience that could be so much better. Like simplifying applications, eliminating fees, lowering interest rates, offering clear and compelling rewards, and of course, providing the security and the privacy that people have come to expect for Apple Pay. By bringing together our hardware, software, and services, we're going to do all of this and so much more, changing the entire credit card experience. Today, we're introducing a brand new service, and we call it Apple Card. <laughs> Apple Card was created by Apple and built on principles that we stand for, like simplicity and transparency and privacy. To tell you all about Apple Card, I'm very pleased to invite up Jennifer Bailey, Vice President of Apple Pay. Jennifer? Thank you. With Apple Card, we have completely rethought the credit card. A new kind of card that takes advantage of everything iPhone offers, is designed for a healthier financial life, and sets a new level for privacy and security. Apple Card is designed to take advantage of the power of the iPhone. This means it can do all sorts of things that no other credit card can do. For starters, you don't have to wait days to get your card. Just sign up on your iPhone, and in just minutes, you get your Apple Card and you can start using it right away. You can use it worldwide anywhere with Apple Pay, in apps, in stores, on the web, and your Apple Card will be available across all of your Apple devices. Apple Card is also always with you because it's in your iPhone, in the Wallet app. And the Wallet app has completely new capabilities. So you can see everything you need to know about your Apple Card, like what you've spent, how much you've spent, where, and when your payment is due. We've also made it really easy to get help. With Apple Card, if you have a question, just text us right from messages. 
Everything from getting details on a transaction to letting us know your new address. It's as easy as messaging a friend. Next, we've taken on an important challenge with Apple Card to help everyone live a healthier financial life. It starts with having a better understanding of your spending so you can make smarter choices with your money. Many of you looking at your credit card statements today might recognize seeing transactions that look like this. Cryptic merchant names that are pretty hard to decipher. With Apple Card, we use machine learning and Apple Maps to transform this mess into names and locations that you'll recognize. Apple Card also automatically organizes and totals your purchases, so you can see how much you've spent and exactly where you've spent it with Apple Maps. And you can keep track of your spending by categories, like food and drink, shopping, entertainment, and more, where each category is represented by its own color, like orange for food and drink. And Apple Card also shows you how your spending is trending, week over week or month over month. So you can decide in real time if you need to or want to change your spending. Next up, let's talk about rewards. Most rewards programs use points. With points, you're never quite sure how much they're worth or where or when you can use them. With Apple Card, we want you to get the most for your money. So every time you spend with Apple Card, you get cash back and you get it every day. It's my favorite feature, and we call it Daily Cash. So when you're buying your morning coffee, shopping for groceries, and any time you pay using Apple Card, you get Daily Cash. Not a month from now, but every day. So every day you spend, cash is added to your Apple Cash Card which is also in the wallet app. And it's cash, like real cash, so you can do anything with it. Use it to pay down your balance, spend it wherever you use Apple Pay, or send it to friends using messages. In fact, every time you pay with your iPhone or Apple Watch, you'll get 2% of the purchase amount in daily cash. And for purchases made directly from Apple, like from our Apple retail stores, from our App Store, or, or when you purchase services like Apple Music or, Music or News Plus, you get 3% daily cash. And the amount of daily cash that you can receive every day is unlimited. So that's daily cash. Every day, cash for you. How great is that? Another area where we can make a really big impact in improving your financial health is helping you understand how much you owe and if you want to pay it back over time, how much it will cost you. This is how most cards show your payment options, with an emphasis on minimum payments, which cost you a fortune in interest and seem to be designed to keep you in debt. 
With Apple Card, our goal is to help you save on interest. So we start by making it easy to see a range of payment options. And because Apple Card calculates interest in real time, as you select different payment amounts, you can make a more informed payment decision, understanding the true cost. Another way to save on interest is to pay more often, say bi-weekly or weekly. So we've added the flexibility to schedule more frequent payments. And when we thought about a financially healthy credit card, all the fees and high interest rates that most banks charge are just not okay. So Apple Card does not have any fees, no late fees, no annual fees, no international fees, and no over-limit fees. No fees Apple Card is to provide each customer with an interest rate that is among the lowest in the industry. Even if you miss a payment, we won't charge you a penalty rate like most banks do. Our goal is to make it easier for you to pay down your balance, not harder. To create a credit card, you need a bank. And to create a credit card as innovative as Apple Card, we needed a bank that was willing to do things that had never been done in the industry before. So we partnered with Goldman Sachs as the issuing bank of Apple Card. As a newcomer to consumer financial services, Goldman was up for the challenge of doing something more bold and innovative. We're also excited to be working with MasterCard, who has been a fantastic partner on Apple Pay from the start. With MasterCard's global payment network, Apple Card will be accepted all over the world. We also designed Apple Card to set a new level for privacy and security. Security is totally integrated throughout the hardware and software. When you get your Apple Card, a unique per-device card number is created and stored safely in the secure element, a special security chip used by Apple Pay. Each payment includes a one-time dynamic security code which protects your card number from being used without your authorization, and every purchase is authenticated with Touch ID or Face ID. With all of these security features, Apple Card is the more secure way to pay. And Apple Card is designed with your privacy in mind. We created a unique architecture for Apple Card where Apple doesn't know what you bought, where you bought it, or how much you paid for it. So features like spend tracking and categorization all happen using on-device intelligence, not on Apple servers. And for Apple Card, Goldman Sachs will never share or sell your data to third parties for marketing or advertising. So that's Apple Card designed for iPhone and a healthier financial life, and sets a new level for privacy and security. But that's not all. For those rare times when you happen to be somewhere where Apple Pay is not yet accepted, we design something for that too. And you know, when we design something, we design it to be the best, and we'd like to show it to you now.
The card is titanium, and your name is Laser etched on it. It's the most beautifully designed card ever. And your Apple card is more secure than others. It has no card number, no CVV, no expiration, and no signature. Of course, if you ever need that information, it's in the wallet app. As I noted earlier, you'll receive 3% daily cash for purchases made directly from Apple, 2% daily cash for Apple Pay, and when you make a purchase with this beautiful titanium Apple card, you get 1% daily cash. So that's Apple Card. There's never been a credit card like it before. Apple Card will be coming to the Wallet app in the U.S. this summer, and we think you're going to love it. Thank you. Back to you. Thanks, Jennifer. Great. With our hardware, with our hardware, software, and services, we think that Apple is uniquely positioned to make the most significant change in the credit card experience in 50 years, and we can't wait to get started. Now let's turn our attention to the App Store. Apps have reshaped the way that we work, connect, learn, and play. From day one, the App Store has been a safe and trusted place for users to discover and download apps. We review every single app before it goes live. We also have a team of expert editors creating rich editorial content and curated collections of the best apps. The App Store has become the essential destination to discover new apps, to learn more about the apps you already have, or just to meet the developers behind them. It's no wonder that the App Store is now visited by over a half a billion people each week. Now, the most popular category on the App Store is games. In fact, iOS has become the largest gaming platform in the world. We want to make gaming even better. To tell you more about what we have planned, I'm pleased to bring up Anti, Senior Product Marketing Manager of the App Store. And Thanks, Tim. Many games on the App Store are not just hits, but also cultural phenomena. You know about them regardless of whether you've played them. They become part of pop culture, like the many Fortnite emotes we've seen on the playing field. And all of this is no surprise when there have been over one billion people who have downloaded games from the App Store. The App Store supports a vibrant gaming community of players of all ages and backgrounds from around the world, with a catalog of nearly 300,000 games. The App Store has both free and paid games. Free games are either supported by advertising or have in-app purchases, like Clash Royale. These are incredibly popular and hundreds of millions of people love playing them. With paid games, customers pay upfront for the full experience, like Monument Valley 2. 
These games often have incredible stories and capture your imagination with their original art and music. They are some of the most critically acclaimed games ever made. But competing with free is hard. So these games haven't been as successful for developers and they haven't been as easy to find for players. We think we've come up with a great new way to bring more of these amazing games to more people than ever before. We are working with some of the most creative game developers in the world on a new kind of service designed specifically for games like these. A service that is giving them the freedom to do the best work of their lives. We call it Apple Arcade. Arcade is the world's first game subscription service for mobile, desktop, and living room. With Apple Arcade, we have curated a collection of brand new games that redefine games. And we're not just curating them, we're backing their development and our team is working closely with developers to bring these games to life. We are really excited about this and so are the creators we're working with. Let's hear from some of them now. An extraordinary time to be writing games. Beyond a Steel Sky is super ambitious in that it's taking a full high-quality console game directly to mobile. We're working with the legendary comic book artist Dave Gibbons, who co-created and drew Watchmen. The story, character modeling, graphics, the audio, all of those come together to create a gameplay experience that's completely immersive. Where Cards Fall tells a very personal coming-of-age story that other publishers wouldn't take a chance on. We're not shying away from uncomfortable, formative experiences. We see the characters at school, we see them at the homecoming dance, we see them have a fight with their mom. It's really important for us to be authentic. There's no guns, there's no killing, we're just telling a story. We're almost the complete opposite of the current market, and most people typically wouldn't see it unless Apple Arcade existed. ファンタジアンはこれまでは作れなかったゲームです。一つ一つ手作りをしなきゃいけなくて、前に全員がこう黒のレンズを作って感じです。背景にジオラマを使って、それを写真で取り込んで、その上をそのSDキャラクターたち
Apple Arcade is like the perfect avenue for expanding creativity. For us, it was like, oh, finally, finally someone who gets it. 僕たちの作品中を手に取ってもらえるということは奇跡的に嬉しいです。Apple Arcade is about giving developers the freedom to come up with really interesting ideas that could never have been done by the mainstream. Everything is changing. Developers are some of the greatest storytellers and artists in the world. From immersive AR to groundbreaking multiplayer, they're creating games that have never been possible before. These games are insanely fun and will appeal to the kid in all of us. And with Apple Arcade, you'll get to play all of these games. With a single subscription, you'll get access to over 100 new and exclusive games that will raise the bar for what's possible in gaming. You won't find these games on any other mobile platform or in any other subscription service. So, how will you get to Apple Arcade? Apple Arcade will be a new area right on the App Store with its own dedicated tab. Rather than pay upfront for each game, your subscription will allow you to download and play any Apple Arcade game from the App Store. And we'll be adding new games all the time. With full access to this amazing collection of new games, you'll have the freedom to try whatever you want, whenever you want. You'll be able to play Apple Arcade games across iPhone, iPad, Mac, and Apple TV, and pick up where you left off in a game, even if you switch devices. And unlike streaming services, every game will be playable offline. So you can play anywhere, regardless of your internet connection. Apple Arcade games will be all you can play, so all game features, content, and future updates will be included. There will be no ads and no additional purchases needed. And parents can manage their kids' access with our screen time features. Like all our products and services, we've designed Apple Arcade to be a great experience. The App Store already works hard to protect your privacy. With Apple Arcade, we're taking it even further. Apple Arcade games cannot collect any data about you, nor track any information about how you play their games without your consent. Also, Apple Arcade will be curated by our team of expert editors, offer personalized recommendations, and your family will be able to enjoy it for no additional charge. We really think you're going to love Apple Arcade, a game subscription service unlike any other. You'll enjoy over 100 amazing new and exclusive games, and more games will be added all the time. So, who's ready to see more of these incredible games? Here's a sneak peek of some of the games coming to Apple Arcade.
arcade will be available this fall in over 150 countries and regions around the world. Pricing and more details to come. And that's a sneak peek of Apple Arcade. Thank you, Anne. I can't wait until all... Numbers on a house or a sun sign or a house placement or a month go with numerology. Sold everything on your watch and the hours and minute and time. This is all based on your watch. The whole science. Whole science. Polar opposed means up and down. Polar opposed. Top and bottom. Only of houses. Directly. Straight across. Straight across. In a polar opposed... Positive is negative, negative is positive. And adjust accordingly. Positive, negative, negative, positive. Tracing everything up in the end will require you to use the polar opposed ending. The polar opposed. So top and bottom, bottom and bottom and stop. And um, positive is negative, negative is positive. When you reach the house or sign that you land on, which is the month or sun sign, the month or sun sign you want, will automatically land on, and it is the month and the sun sign and the house that you land on. It is also the spot where you get the polar opposed ending. You go by the chart. And then you use the major arcane. With the tarot, you pull out 12 cards from the month of April to Pisces, 12 specific cards, and then you adjust with the chart. 